and welcome back to the only show that breaks down, cracks up, skews, and reviews each week's DC Comics. I'm full of mouth monsters, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 520. Ah, uh, you, you have mouth monsters in you, Eric? Constantly. Would you like some? Oh my, <laughs> it didn't work. Why would it work? <laughs> hey, are you British? <laughs> oh, that doesn't work either. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. We're already... Raring to go, Eric. We are hitting the, the stride Raring. going forward. Yes! Here we are. We have a bunch of books. I believe, actually, Raring. I'm wrong. I was going to say a plethora, but we're going to talk nope. about a plethora. We already talked about a couple. So we have we have a bunch of books, as I said. A bunch of Beast World tie-ins, some bigger books. We go out west. We have all of what everybody needs each and every week here. But welcome all. Some Old West and some Beast World stuff. Everything. That's everything we, everybody needs. That's all anybody needs nowadays. Maybe we have some new West. We have some new gods. But it's not Maybe. even West. Hey. It's old East. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird play. But really, what does it matter? We're only there for a second. So, hey, all you weirdos, we're here. And before we get into this, let me tell you where you can go and check us out on the intranet. So you can go to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we have reviews for most of the books each and every week. You can go to our Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us, we'll follow you back, and you can see all the fun things that we talk about there, all the fights that Eric gets into. Also, you can go over to our YouTube channel, Weird Science huh. Comics, where you can watch videos of reviews and Eric joining me a little more, doing those, a lot of fun, a lot of discussions. Get in the that's, that's where the discussions slash fights are really, I'm saying right now, hey, everybody, I'll go back. Hey, everybody, you want to see where I fight during the week? Hey, we have the website. We For got no to reason Twitter, whatsoever. We have the YouTube. And I'd like to say, I'll say it right here, Eric. The fights, to me, for the most part, they should be fun comic booky fights. But then people start, you know, saying that I'm you ugly and that, things, but everything right? that comes out, even if it's not about you being ugly, which is 100% accurate, so you shouldn't be mad about no. that. You take everything so personally, no matter what it is. So no matter what, it's like, this should be fun. I'm going to kill this son of a bitch. That's part of the fun of it. When you used to tell yeah. me you and Tony at the comic shop and somebody would come in and like, I really don't like the Green Lanterns. You would, you would get angry. You would take it personally, and it's a fight. I was but a you're jerk. not. But you're well. There you go. Maybe I still am. It's fun though. It's fun it's until it gets like personal. Eighteen years old and a jerk. Yeah. Well, I'm 118 and I'm a jerk. You, you know, sometimes you can't take the stripes off of the tiger, Eric. But also, I think there might be some. Ah, yes, there is other. But wear your underwear. You also can go over to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Weird Science. And why wouldn't you now? And to get a bunch of shows, a lot of exclusive podcasts, uh, reading clubs for such things as Year One books. That's kind of cool. Me and my man, Zach, are going through (laughs) Batgirl Year One. Hey, everybody. That's kind of cool, right? That's neat. Hey, right, man? Right, bro? Uh, I I never read Batgirl Year One. You said you didn't either. So uh, I wonder how many people have. Uh, It's good. It's really good. And if you want to have a story where Barbara is kicking the ass of Dick Grayson, it's it's fun, but it's done in a way that is kind of fun, and you, you want Dick to get his ass kicked in a bit because he's kind of a jerk, but then he isn't. He's got a heart of gold, but that that's a pretty good story. We're doing that. Me and my man, Dr. Matt, uh, every Sunday afternoon, me and him get together to do a crisis comic book podcast, and right now we're doing Zero Hour, which is crazy. 
And I will tell you that we're kind of getting a little bit of a bump because, and I'm talking a road bump, because of not reading the tie-ins. We do the main book, and a lot of the tie-ins seem to be very crucial, more than a lot of the other things that we were reading. But we're, we're having a fun time. Also, it screws me because it counts down from four to zero, and oh, yeah. I forget every time. And I'm like, oh, man. And like Matt will say, hey, are we doing issue three? And I'm like, what the what happened to issue one and two? Like, what? oh, oh, I get it. It's so crazy. I, it, it it seems like probably cool at the time. It's driving cool me nuts now. Yeah, it's driving me nuts now. But it makes sense once you, you kind of figure it out. And also, one of the bigger things that we do each and every week on the Patreon, we do an exclusive podcast where we review two of that week's books, two of the books picked by a poll from the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And this week, they ended up picking... The Wonder Woman, number five, and Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong, I believe, number four. I didn't write the number, but I believe it was. And we talked at length about those. It was about an hour and a half. Me and Eric had a lot of fun trying to come up with a catchphrase for Angle Man. Of course, I won that contest. Of course. We also talked about gathering up teams and how much fun we used to have uh, back in the day doing that ourselves. And then after all that fun, we took, you know, some Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. But we had fun with that because Eric, again, he doesn't take things personally. But if you do things that are his properties, he does take more of a, you know, a hands-on interest. And you were telling me some things and coming up with names for some of the creatures that we weren't sure what they were. Especially I wasn't at coming the end. up with names. I was t- t- saying the names of uh, kaijus. Have been in the past that these Well we didn't of. know if they were The one under, under the sea Also we had no idea what that skeleton's That skull was that really Yeah maybe throws. a skull crawler I don't know. I, I, And I sat there like so happy Like oh thank god Eric's doing this Because I get oh he didn't know either Not that it really mattered well, but we had fun. Know, Really or even why the League of Assassins Would want him Maybe they're like I, I don't know Maybe they want to have a cool bat cave and They don't have a maybe. T-Rex They can do that so all of that, though, you can go over to the Patreon. Like I said, patreon.com slash weirdscience. And if you go right now, you can get a seven-day free trial. Check out all those things before you actually subscribe. But hopefully you'll like it enough to subscribe. But we're going to get on this. It's going to be a well-oiled machine like Eric likes because this is what we call the badass roll call. Uh, uh, Eric, I'm not going to run. Uh-uh. All right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. David Fink. Brian Trevert. Dead Nation, yeah, yeah. Eric K, JLG, JLG. Isn't that a wrestler, Eric? I don't know. No, Zach no, Walker, huh. The Annihilator, Ted Probes. I love Punchline. I do. Stork, Michael S, Cam, Matt Razor, Niels Tewart, David Baum, Jason Colby, Suit 42 to me and you, and you and me. Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom Rocky, Jim's mom. All right. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Just supporting. I, I love the idea that that's the joke because we all know my mom would never subscribe. She's the cheapest. Mark Jagger. Oh, my. Bill Beer. Ruben. Carlos. Oh, my. <laughs> what happened? I was gonna, I was gonna, I'm running out of timer. Matthew Rapier. Why are you? Luke Hollywood. I also was kind of making fun of the one time I started talking about Jim's mom. I forgot Mark, so I didn't get him. Luke Hollywood. He's, he's Solomon. Simon. Luis. Van Ship, Andrew Belfast, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Batman Beyond, Mark, Brandy Murray, rooting for those Bills. Go Bills! They're in Canada. Double A run in Minnesota. Hell with those Vikings. They stink like the Eagles. And a shout out to the all-time greats, Reginald Drinkwater and Rob Lewis. Boop, and boop. there you go. And also uh, Scary Potter. I miss that guy. 
Do you? I miss that right. young guy. He was so cool. Jim's mom, I'm like, oh, what she's, what is she, checking in from South Philly? <laughs> Bitch. Oh, my goodness gracious. We had some plumbing problems. Uh, I told you about this week. They continue. Tanya had to go to the hospital today because she was convinced she's, uh, she's going to get parasites because she had all of the, I get the crazy shit water in there. And I was like, I was going to make a joke about parasite, but I knew she wouldn't get that. Then I was trying to come up with an idea of like a, uh, uh, aliens type gen, and it didn't work. And by that time, she I, was already at the hospital. Because that's the thing. It's like she just wants you to call the freaking hospital. And you're like, well, hold on, honey. I'm going to come up with a real cool joke to talk about the parasites you think you got. Hold on. Call the hospital, Jimmy. You think you have a parasite? You don't look pink and you suck out the energies. <laughs> She's like, I'm dying. I'm dying. What you, what you say is the kids are going to move out soon. Oh, well, that did get that. See, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I thought we had two. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, as I was thinking up jokes, I, I was very much of a Homer moment. Because she'd already gone. She was already at the hospital. She went with the hospital. And then I kind of came up with a real lame joke and then kind of said it out loud, giggled to myself, and then went on my business. <laughs> uh, but she was yelling at me because while we were trying to do this stuff, trying to clean up the basement a bit, uh, I had to go off and, you know, go on a YouTube show and talk comics, and she did not like that. Obviously. She was about to kill me, and I thought, maybe I should pretend I'm doing something else. And I'm like, nah, I gotta go do this. What, you, only what do- are you even gonna pretend what you're gonna do, though? Like, the idea, like, what do you do that you, could, that you could pretend that no, you're doing pretend? besides for sitting at the okay. computer? She is, well, she wouldn't know that. She's in the basement. I'm like, oh, I, I gotta go get my sneakers. And then I just run up. <laughs> get my sneakers! <laughs> hey, uh, I'll go get that wrench. And I just fear and never come back. But I was like, now nah, just. What do you, my dad? And, and it would have been, yeah, really. I'd come back five years later with another family. Uh, when I went, I said, if it was just something that I was doing by myself, then I wouldn't have done it. But I had already committed. So Still I'm like, yeah. It. I'm like, I gotta go. Ran upstairs. And then I also, I had to yell down. I'm like, hey, by the way, when you come upstairs, don't be too noisy. And then she, That's right. she, she told me to F off. Yelled uh-huh. yeah. I get she, it. She, she wasn't that. Well, she came up then and she was crying, and I did have to kind of tell her, hey, I'll be right back. And then I went, and that's when she said she had the parasite. And then I was thinking a joke. So. <laughs> <Math monsters. laughs> yeah, really. And next thing you know, she turned into a raccoon or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I was actually, that would have been the cool joke. She's like, I think I'm parasite. I said, oh, no, don't get me, Necrostar. I would have had them all laughing. They would have <laughs> laughed at that. <laughs> Oh, Necrostar. Oh, my goodness gracious. Get get Gar's, you know, tentacle while you're at it there, bitch. They they just stand there and nobody respects you at that house, right? No. No, the the kids were down. Well, while this was going on, Tanya was freaking out and she was going to go off to the hospital, which she did. And I hate when people do end up saying, oh, I think I have this, this, and this wrong with me. And I'm actually. I hear from you every week. I do this to you. But no, when they come back and say, well, luckily I went because the doctor said this. They they just say it. it's it, they they say oh it's a good thing you came. I'm like nah I don't know I don't know about that. We're a little late on money this week. It's a good thing you came. Yeah yeah she got a couple shots. She actually got a tetanus shot as well, and then they gave her an antibiotic that she said that she was allergic to. So really it was kind of a bust anyway. But she came back. I was done doing the show so I could be nice. But Logan the whole time was bitching and moaning. She was at the hospital getting a shot. And some antibiotics and that, t- you know, all that. And Logan's messaging, when are you going to come and change my wash? That's all he kept saying. 
Did you hit him? Yeah, well, I wanted to because we can't really do wash anyway because of the uh, plumbing. Uh, Even without the plumbing situation, tell his freaking grown ass to go and change his own laundry. Tanya does it. I tell her, and she bitches, but then does it right away. I also came up with the. uh, He's never moving out. This philosophical idea here. I'm sitting there thinking deep thoughts with Jim, and I'm like, one of my deep thoughts I came up with, if you have plumbing issues there and you don't, you know, you, you can't really use the toilet that much and you kind of have a sensitive time, don't eat Indian food. That's just my advice to everyone. That's what I did yesterday. I had some Indian food and boy, I had troubles because I have a sensitive tummy. Oh, it's fine. Geez. You, you yeah. got a sensitive good, tummy. Though. Nobody's going to call smart. So we get it. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Parasite. That, that's now become the parasite horn. That's what we'll, well that's do. the thing but, is too, honey. Do you want me to move out? Is that what you're saying? Hmm, that's not nice. I'm, <laughs> I do some things around here. I a couple yeah, of podcasts you got and stuff. Comic book show you had to be a part of. I cook food mainly for uh-huh. myself because nobody'll eat it. But hey, you know, I do that. I I did. I made. I, well, I heated up in the microwave this Indian food. Take that. <laughs> Take that. The idea. Gordon like, Ramsay. Honestly, I just like to think that maybe you actually impress somebody because like, oh boy, Jim's really going out there being like, you know, worldly by eating Indian food. But then you go back around and say, I heated it up in the microwave. I, oh, oh. Transparency here, Eric. Transparency. It's in a pouch. I, it's, it's, I got it. I bought it. It's just a play because I'm not, I'm trying not to eat any meat. And so I'm looking for something. And the reason I got so it, I'm look, well, it's really what, 10 years ago? I, I end up here where she's I want to eat. She's way better than you are. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, she's perfect. <laughs> she has avoided meat so long. Uh, but I want something like you get bored with just bland shit, like broccoli. Like I don't like it. so. I, I'm looking. I'm it's I'm like at a, a phase now where I'm I'm worried that I'm gonna you like oh exactly. I'm not gonna stand uh, you know I'm not gonna keep with this diet or it's not even a diet I just want to eat a little better. Uh, so I'm looking. For, I was looking for something with some punch to it, but still, then Indian food's a good good choice. Good choice there. I disagree. So, yeah. but fine. Yeah, I I got some buttered. Well, it's, it was buttered chickpeas. I was gonna say buttered chicken. That probably would have tasted a whole <laughs> lot better. I also got like this tiki marsala that had. Uh, I don't know. I think that had chickpeas in it too, and maybe some cauliflower. Try to mix that in. Yeah, a lot of chickpeas. A lot of I'm eating a lot of chickpeas and little cutie oranges. Eric, you love the little cutie mandarins. You're a little cutie, Eric. What about that? Big cutie. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, no, you're a big something. But we're gonna go off now. We have, like we said, a bunch of books ahead of us. I hope that you are a little more not positive because that's up to you, but a little more happy. Than yeah. last week, you were a little bit miserable last week. Uh, we talked about it on the Patreon. Uh, people told me they said it's because you, you like me, you're kind of sick of feeling like shit all the time. But your thing was you wanted to stop smoking and drinking soda pop, and that is tough. That is very I'm not going to be addicted so. in 2024, Jim. Going to be scot free from everything. Exactly, <laughs> Mr. Miracle. Every time I say scot free, you right away say Mr. Miracle, and I laugh. And when I say it, I sound like an asshole. <laughs> I don't know why I sounded like an asshole right there. I'm like, it's his joke. And I sound like a putz. Yeah, but uh, I'm with you. And my whole... The parasite, honey. It, it wasn't really like... The necrostar. A New Year's resolution, because me and you really don't do those. But by the end of the year, I was kind of really feeling more like shit than normal. And I, actually, I kind of thought, I do always feel like shit. I do always tell Eric, and I don't want to do that anymore. And that's not working so well. Mostly I had some I, shit hanging in the back of my throat that was pissing me off. And I thought to myself, man, you're spending a lot of money on soda pop and cigarettes. Maybe we should stop that because 2023, use was broke. 
Yeah, you was useless, broken. You've broken down your bodies. You're paying to kill yourself. That's what I tell Mike. And there they are right now, probably down there smoking pot, things like that, and the eating mud. They they had the munchies today. They said the time. I'm like, oh really? Did you? And then they wanted the punchies. Here's the thing. They thought, yeah, they thought it was so funny to have them up, but then they wanted munchos, and they were laughing. I'm like, you guys are high, aren't you? Like, this is ridiculous. But that's that. But we're gonna go off to these books. I hope that everybody enjoyed their week of comics. We'll see if we did as well right about now. Well, we are going to be talking about World's Finest, and he he was once in the book. (laughs) It's true. That's about it. That is about it. It's just the Gog Mug Gog. (laughs) I I don't have any songs for any of these first books. Uh, That is, you know, odd, and sometimes I will, you know, figure that out beforehand and maybe try to grab something, though, this past week. Me and you came up with some wacky ideas, kind of like really quick things like Foxy Nightwing. <laughs> and, and, and I, I tried to never do it. Use it. Didn't work out right. Eric, it didn't sound right. It just didn't sound like I, I did. I was down in the lab trying to cook that thing no, up. No, I couldn't no, do it. But, uh, Foxy, Foxy Nightwing. Ding, ding, ding. I love that song, but uh, yeah, it didn't seem quite right. And there was something else that we had to. That I was just going to use for like one phrase And it didn't work out either But I, I ended up running out of time And then we get to this and I'm like Oh, maybe I should have had like a Kingdom Come type song That would have been kind of cool Maybe yeah. I could have had something, you know Farm and Graph Then That would work out Maybe Old Pretty West cool. Even Marilyn Moonlight Cool Modi the Wild Wild West Like I could have had something like that, right? Maybe that's I just, just did That's just you doing Cool Modi and that's the it The Wild though. Wild West The Wild West Yeah, I, I could do it yeah. And then actually anytime I do Wild Wild West by Cool Modi I'll tell you, it turns into the freaks come out at night Which could I work as that. well this week Because we <laughs> it, it ends up really the rap style of that Ends up me singing then The freaks come out at night Which is a pretty cool mix I'd go for that mix That'd be pretty cool on the dance floor But here we are Songs aside, we have three books in this section And while I was putting The Wild Wild West as the first book Eric ended up telling me, no way, no sir Where do you get off? Where do I get off? The ideas that we usually put forth for the how we do our podcast In the sections, we always start with a Superman Or we always start with a Batman But Jim, what about a book that is featuring both of those In a title that's called World's Finest? You put that bitch to the top Are you telling me 
that you want Eric Shade that if we had Batman coming out this week or an action comic set, you would put it ahead of Batman. I think you would. Uh, but Superman, you're dissing. <laughs> and we like Superman. Uh, you know, we've even gone to the thing where we put action before Detective. But I think if either of those, you would have put it before. But you're right. I, I wasn't even going with the bat suits angle for some reason. I was going with pretty cool book. That's all I was pretty cool book, huh? Pretty cool book. I thought you were actually making a determination on quality is what you all. were doing. Well, well, so am I. That's a little bit of a foreshadowing to misery. Uh, loves company. But we're going to start with that. Batman Superman World's Finest what? number 23. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Or, uh, you know, I like a lot of other players with the number 23. Who's your favorite player with the number 23? I'll tell you, I know Eric's favorite is Don Mattingly. That's where you'll go, Eric. It's number 23, just like that, written by Mark Wadeart by Dan Mora. Oh. Tamra Bonvalon. I could have put the song about her blocking us. I should have done that. That would have driven you nuts. I like that song, too. And uh, Steve Wands. Don't have many songs about Steve Wands, sure <laughs> unfortunately. Don't. Maybe we will someday. But it's uh, Kingdom Come, guys. It's Gog, Magog. You have all that going on. And I still like this. It's just oh, at no, this point, good. I don't know. When I'm going through this... It feels like, okay, I get it. We're doing this. It seems big. But this one kind of repeats a lot of things. I mean, and I'm saying repeats a lot of things of, oh, man, God, he wants to go to Apocalypse, and it's a one-way mission. It's a suicide mission. And I don't know. It didn't feel as big as the others. I still really like the I disagree. Art. It actually fe- feels bigger in my mind really? by the end. For the first half of the so. issue, I think it does do a lot of what you talk about with the repeating situation where it's catching people up from this might be jumping into this like, hey, what are our mission statements right now? But who's right jumping now? into it now? That's weird. Well, but hey, you're right. Every comic is somebody's first comic. You got to understand that. But when you jump into this issue, it's like, yes, we are taking the superheroes of Earth-22 and we're going to use the uh, Mobius chair to open up a boom tube to Apocalypse so God can say, Hey, I'm from the third world. I'm going to fuck all you fourth world people up because you can't be coming out of me. And that's the whole basics of it because he's calling it an ascension. He is basically taking the Earth-22 superheroes, putting his uh, his influence over them, letting them think like, oh, this is my decision. But in fact, it's Gog's decision, all of this, and that's going with the flow because he has influence over them. But he plans his ascension to be, we're going to go over there and we're going to fight to the death, suicide style. And for anybody who dies in this quest, I'm going to kill everybody. I'm going to kill my people. I'm going to kill the apocalyptic people. Everybody's dead. But the only way in his mind is that to get to a Valhalla, to have a great heaven, you've got to die in battle because he's from that there in the old world. Them third world people are all about that shit. So he's all about that. But it's crazy in my mind because while I like the idea... You do this thing where Superman, or the two Superman, Earth 22 Superman and our, our normal Superman are fighting him tooth and nail. But they're talking about the idea of like, hey, if you know about the multiverse, obviously you do. Why don't you get other worlds to fight your battles? He has this weird idea, Gog, or I don't fully understand what he's talking about. If you bring mere mortals into the fray, it's going to like, you know, kill their souls to the point where they never existed. And they're going to be in darkness. I'm like, I don't know what you're getting. But like the idea of bringing more people in this is something that's. So absurd to Gog that I'm like, you're just trying to kill some folks in Apocalypse, and I have no idea why this is more absurd than what you're doing currently, but they make a big point out of it out of nowhere. Yeah, and where I, and it ends big. I mean, the, the and that's what I'm talking about. It's crazy, but again... With the idea of being bigger than the last issue. And when, but that's, and I'm even looking, where I think it gets big, big, is when all of a sudden Batman Superman realized, I, I think this reminds me of that bullshit anti-life equation. I think that he has a, and we can't let that get to, because I think uh, uh, you have Mark Wade at one point, might actually think people are reading this and like, you know what you should do, Batman Superman? 
Let this asshole go. Yeah, stop most of the people from going with him, but let that guy go and die. Let him go to the house. You have to have something to get some stakes in a bigger way. Well, oh, my God. Decides, it's, Batman it's and Superman side. are not going to let all of the superheroes, the counterparts of them of Earth-22, go and die under somebody else's control. I'm not saying control. Batman and Superman. I'm saying readers would probably yeah. sit there and say, I don't this, – this is an alternate Earth. Let him just do his bullshit. But when – because there has to be a reason that he throws in, oh, my God, he's the anti-life. Oh, my God, dark side. Darkseid comes out of the boom tube and is like, hey, bitches, what's up? But that's the problem. When I think that it starts getting big, we're, we're three pages from the end. And that's where it kind of felt not as big as, say, the big reveals that we had before. It's a huge cliffhanger, but that more sets up next issue, which I'm looking for. I still like, but it is a lot of recap. With the stakes that have been made this issue, the idea that the influence of Gog holds over people is possibly something very similar, if not close to the... Um, the anti-life equation. And we've got to make sure that Darkseid, whose main deal is, I want that damn anti-life equation, we've got to keep these two as far away from possible from each other so we cannot allow him to open a boom tube to Apocalypse. We've got to stop him here and now. And when a boom tube does open and Apocalypse is there, you have just raised the stakes considerably more because now unless we do defeat Gog and make sure this never happens, it's just Darkseid taking over the universe instead. Yeah, and so the other thing would be readers thinking, oh my God, I don't want, you know, Kingdom Come to get ruined. I, I want this, and so how that's going to all play out. But we have one more issue, so we'll have to see what's going on with that. But again, it it does happen a lot in that penultimate issue where, like you said, people may be jumping on, or there's things that a writer like Mark Wade might think that got lost in the shuffle a bit. Let's get everybody back. On, just a reminder, you know, in months line. a long time. Yeah, let's get you know in line. I'm saying stuff even from the beginning, like really having to reiterate again. Hey, David, you kind of got away a bit of like, we think you're a good guy. We didn't abandon you. We were trying to find you. And then he, he does. Which I'm he's able to that, break. that is the weakest part of the book in my mind. Yes, it's a big old action for like seeing between, you know, the Batman's going after Magog while the Supermans go after Gog. You have that for a lot of the issue while you get some expo- like, you know, exposition thrown at you through the fighting and stuff like that. But when Batman is just able to pretty much convince Magog that everything he's done for the last, you know, 15 years with Gog is all bullshit because, hey, look. David, we, we tried to look for your ass. Superman, he never lies. He wouldn't abandon you. Like, oh, the hell you say. You're right. Superman doesn't lie. You know what? I'm going to go and grab the rest of the superheroes in this world, and we're going to fight against Gog out of nowhere now. And I'm like, that's a little bit of too much for me. Well, maybe you could go Maybe you could go with the idea that David, even though you have Gog legitimately influencing him, right? Yeah. Not like an influencer TikToking and well, stuff he's, like, like that. Not, he's not doing that to David. David believes in everything that Gog he wants believes, to do and the, the But ascension. that's what I'm going to say. The idea that David really just kind of, he flip flops. <laughs> that's his thing. He'll believe whatever anybody says because he goes and then God's able to convince him all that stuff. Then Batman just says, oh, you know what? Superman doesn't lie. Yeah, he's convinced with that. This guy will go all with right. anything and it's fine. And even with that, they said, we kind of saw you not really being down with every like you were there you're you're listening and going with what god's saying but you never seem to be fully in we can tell there's a little bit where you aren't being influenced like that that you are actually you have your own mind to you and there's a little bit of doubt we can tell that you and they they try to capitalize on that which it seems that they do which is fine i do like when the one point he's thinking back of the good old days it's boy thunder <laughs> oh, that's pretty good and i i like seeing that but again when you rely on it's a weird thing I'm going to say because you want to have that idea that Superman is such a good guy that, yeah, but it, it almost feels a little goofy when the stakes are this high and the big thing is Batman saying, and by the way, Superman doesn't lie. Oh, God, I, did, I didn't think of that. I, yeah, everything flip flop. It's a little bit too much, but it's fine. 
But like I said, it, it's it's again, there's there's some fighting. It all looks great. But a lot of it to me is we're getting it a lot in a bunch of the books, it seems, of, hey, let's remind everybody, you know, what's been going on. And I would say that if it was closer to Night Terror or something like that, and this book just went through that anyway, uh, I would say it made sense. But it's like, are, do they think we're that dumb sometimes? I, they might be right. But, yeah, it looks good. And you have the two Superman, the two Batman, and the big play is. Oh yeah, this is a you know Earth. They know about the multiverse now m- more people than just Gog, who's been taking advantage of all this as well. But it was weird though when he says, you know, you could just get an army, and he's like, eh. Like, well, he's no, not into that. Like, I, I'm at the point here. It's like if you're so hell bent on providing this grand ascension, why limit that gift to one universe? And then he's like, you irresponsible fools. Have you no concern for humankind? I'm like, what, what are you getting out here? But it's like, where I came from, a conflict between two massively powerful realms created a cataclysm that annihilated them both. And there, and, and had there been any mere mortals caught up in that fray, they too would have perished pointlessly. Their souls simply obliterated, condemned to darkness forevermore. Allowing someone to open a door between two realities could lead to the same Armageddon here. And I have come too, like, and I have come to care too much for this human race to risk being the agent of its genocide. I'm like, you're oh. doing that anyway. You plan, and that's the thing is, he's talking about the idea of that. But like, in order for there to be the cataclysm that he's talking about, you had to have two massively powerful god-like realms going on, right? So I don't know what he's talking about. Does he plan on just sending out the uh, the people in a Earth Two to apocalypse? Is he's going to stay behind because he's too powerful to be a part of this because a cataclysm could occur? But that's the because thing. He wants to go to Valhalla, so he's going to go. It's weird. I, I that's don't not, understand it's the reasoning behind it. So you, you bring in more people. It's like, oh no, we can't be killing people. What about Earth Twenty Two? Fuck them, people. They're going to Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, be, but here here's the weird idea. I guess what he's and I think that you realize this as well like when we talk about a lex or even amanda waller recently the idea of a villain thinking they're doing the right thing and so i think in gog's mind you're supposed to get oh you know what he doesn't think he's a bad guy and in fact what he's saying is almost like a religious zealot you follow me and you'll get the best. We're going to go to Valhalla, everybody. Let's go to Valhalla. And well, he even this right, line, but it doesn't like, make sense. It, the, allowing someone to open a door between two realities could lead to the same Armageddon here. I'm like, you plan on using the Mobius chair to open a door to Apocalypse to go there to open between two realities. I don't understand what you want, Gog. It's so odd. I, I, I don't think there was enough room here. Like, where I'm going, and you're going more on that, you know, the past did this. And that, that's what he says. I'm just going with the idea that Mark Wade wants you to think, Oh, look, he's not as bad as we think. He, we're just looking at him at the wrong angle or something. But no, you've set him up and he's, he's gog. He's bad. And you set him up that way. There wasn't enough time to sit there and think, Oh, what he's saying is right or wrong or whatever. They're just, you're, you're presenting him as the big bad. And now at the last second, he tries to almost feel like he's being good in this way, but it just kind of falls flat in my mind. I think it, but again, it's just, you're getting that, but at the same time, you're, oh, my God, the anti-life equation. Oh, my God, dark side. And then that becomes the big thing. So we'll see. Or is it, I don't know. Like, is it that now dark side's here that that sets up the stakes that if they fight? I don't know. That's the it's, thing. It's, it's very the point now we're getting to the here, like, I have no idea how we erase everybody's mind so we can have a proper Earth-22 or even in the point where we are. I don't know either. It actually becomes the Magog of Earth-22 and the actual kingdom comes story. I don't know how we get to that point from where we are right now on this issue. But I have to think that for things to work out properly, we have to have Darkseid come in here, 
and kick Gog's ass so hard that he falls to realities and winds up in Earth Zero, right? And I even say that Earth Zero, but like it was Earth One back when we had that in the JSA when Gog showed up during that whole thing. So I don't even know how the timeline works anymore because of where we are. This should still be Earth One technically before we hit the flashpoint for the continuity-wise aspect of the timeline. So he has to put, he has to beat the crap out of Gog so hard he falls to the realities to Earth One where the JSA eventually find him and the Gog joins the team. It's like the multiverse version of like I'm going to punch you the next Wednesday. Exactly, I'm going to punch you to eight Earths ago. And say, <laughs> somehow we have to do that. Make sure that Dark Side doesn't get the anti life equation that Gog may or may not have to the full degree that he wants. I don't know. That's just what the Supermans and Batmans are putting out there. And we have to make sure that nobody remembers this shit going on for the Kingdom Come to happen. You know, how many years from now at this point? That's the weird thing to get the people not to remember to get Magog. You know, David to do that. The the play with Gog, I can still, Gog, I can still see now, especially because we were wondering how is he going to get to our Earth? How are they going to do this? And oh my God, anti-life equation. We better get him away from Dark Side. Grab that movie show. Like that might work enough for that. But you still, like you said, there's still Dark Side to contend with. Then you have to end up erasing everybody's kind of memory of what happened, but in a way that you still. And for to David to continue things. on to be Magog to be a piece of crap later on, and it's just such a weird idea. Where I have to imagine this is Magog right now. Maybe we erase everything, but then you know the the influence and power of Gog, like you know, shoots to Magog later on, and there's a new Magog that takes up the like the the place of the. Like, could that you character. see? Could I could see Gog being taken away? The, and so I, David, I said he's a flip flopper. I can see oh, yeah. him. Becoming Magog just this way of everybody ditched him again. And then the idea Batman said that Superman never lies, and then they disappeared and never came. and he'll just lose his mind again and just be Magog. But what about it? It's it's so weird. And we're at a everybody point where has to forget this. Or unless we're just coming up or with all they these just ideas. Like, eh, screw it, right? That's the thing. I just I imagine because it's a Mark Wade story going on the Mark Wade Kingdom come event that he would have care taken to this room. Maybe he's just like, fuck it, let's burn it down. It doesn't matter. The <laughs> multiverse will rebuild itself. Or it's just the idea where, yeah, fuck it if they remember it. I don't care. This is later that they do the shit and it just happens. I, I don't know. It, it's very odd because we really wanted it to be airtight. That at the end, oh, you God, could God, say to me, yeah, when you could say to me like, oh, that makes sense because they did this. And when Darkseid punched Gog through the earth, it ended up causing a time ripple that went back to, but it didn't affect David because he wasn't from that Earth. Be- and then he got pissed still, that he left. We still need Lois Lane to get killed by the Joker, Magog to kill the Joker, and Superman to quit, and then Magog to later on, like what ten years later, blow up freaking Kansas with uh, like Captain Adam. You say that now? I'm thinking because we're centering on Magog, we're centering mm-hmm. on Dark Side. Now I'm like, what about old Superman? If he remembered, like all that shit's gonna. <sighs> Yeah, you gotta you gotta erase their memory. I don't know. Definitely have to erase their memory. Yeah, it's Batman and Superman, and yeah, I wasn't even thinking of those two. The old, you know, what would be the Kingdom Come version of them? Uh, yeah. Why been if out of nowhere, Mark Wade's like, screw it, I'm gonna say that they switch places, and then now we have we actually have the Kingdom Come. (laughs) We have the Kingdom Come Superman that comes back and just assumes the Superman deal on our Earth, and it's always been that way. And then we can look at the clues. There's no clues. <laughs> I don't know what you do with it. I have no idea. But at the end, it is big. It's oh, yeah, funny definitely. because for even the idea that Darkseid comes to the boom tube, and I don't even know if he has any armies, or it's just going to be Darkseid versus all of Earth 22, our Batman and Superman and Gog and Magog. I'm like, that could be enough, honestly, because that's crazy. At this point, if, I, if I'm Darkseid's agent, I'm like, oh, man, Darkseid, you're doing it. I and call then him he's like, oh. He's like there, and he's like, 
All right. Next, I go off to the City Boy book. I'm like, come on. You don't have to go there. Like He comes through a boom tube just like that. But it does up the ante of books. Like, oh, people end up where, hey, you add Batman. But eh, it's kind of worn out. It's welcome. Joker. Eh, dark side. Though, it works for City Boy. People it definitely listen. did. City Boy. That book became so much bigger. And then he kind of disappeared. But it's still the residual effects of seeing Dark Side there still works That's because Dark Side uh, is. Yeah, he, you know, Dark Side was. He sure was skedaddling, and then he was right. just like, "Man, that's just say side. the idea of whatever this is, whether it's the anti-life equation, a fraction part of it, whatever, whatever this God influence that God has is. Can we somehow use that influence on the people just to, to make them forget by memory? the end? I is thought that's what might happen. That yeah. as they're leaving, and God's like, because again, I think that you're somehow you're trying to set up God who thinks he's doing the right thing. He wants to help everybody get to Valhalla. Also, I want to kill those gods that came from me, my old gods. Oh, yeah. When 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 he goes, maybe it is the sad sack Gog who says, okay, I don't... Because he. why is he pressing the idea of, I love these people so much, maybe he thinks erasing their memory would be better for him. All this nonsense. They don't need to remember that, and I want them to forget about me. Or, you know, or you it's almost that, like it's a, an X, right? I love them so much. Whatever happens after this, I plan on getting my ass back here, and I don't want them opposing me, so I'm going to make them forget this shit ever happened so I can take them over again. Yeah, almost like the oopsie-daisy. I messed <laughs> up. I done messed up. Like, this wasn't what I wanted. How oh can my I God. gaslight them again later? That's right, influence power. That would be the idea. It's the gaslight power. He's like, and yeah, and that actually, that works a lot better, the idea of I'll be back, like an Arnold. And so he wants that. And, and then they go off because then you get Superman and Batman kind of taken care of. But we already said that David doesn't seem to be able to be influenced as much by this. So I think he actually can go forward remembering this. That's what pisses him off, especially in a, in a world, Eric, that nobody else remembers or believes him, that these things happened and that could drive him insane and really go against Superman, stuff like that. So maybe that'll be the play. We'll see. We have one more issue to go. The art's great. I just think, Love it. you know, and, and while we're talking about it, I am getting excited. And by the end, it does seem huge, but it's just, I didn't have the wow factor until that cliffhanger page because we were kind of repeating, reiterating. I got the wow factor once people. they brought up the anti-life equation because I'm like, oh man, oh man, shit's going to get real now. That was where I looked and I'm telling you, it's like a 22 page thing and they brought that up on page 20. It's like three. There's the anti-life, you and then it. like three pages later. So Before yeah, the at end, the end, at the end, it, it was. And I'll tell you, it's better to end well than start well. I guess so. Yeah, I was excited. I, I'm excited for it. I just I wish that this whole thing was like, oh my god, wow factor after wow factor. But it's pretty cool anyway. Uh, what would you give it? I'd ultimately give it a 7.8 out of 10. It's a lot of action with a lot of heroes. It's really cool. Even the idea that they are recapping a lot of stuff for new readers. You're just getting all this information back out there so you can up the ante with new information and a new big bed to really just tip the scales of enjoyment as far as I'm concerned. And I can't wait to see more. But it's just some some things with the idea of you know the reiteration. David just flip-flopping as easy. It does bring my score down a bit. But I still had fun with this issue. Oh, yeah. I did t- I'm 7.5. I'm not that much lower than you. I still had a lot of fun. It just... After last issue, I thought, oh, man, we have, you know, two more issues left in this arc. And, oh, man, it's going to hit hard. And I get it. He's kind of getting everybody back up to speed so we can go forward. And you have to think where Mark Wade is a pretty good writer. When he's doing this, the things that he is bringing up, like I said about David not being controlled, but kind of flip, like that'll probably be important. That's why I centered on that when I was talking and the stuff you did as well, because he is centering on some things, anti-life. Oh, my God, there's dark side. 
hey, I love people. I want to get them to Valhalla. These are the big things I think that play out in the Shut next Jim Jones. issue. <laughs> yeah, that, it actually reminded me when he starts talking of it, I really did get right, all those relate, you know, Hail Bob, let's oh, get yeah. our track suits. And it's all of that. But Is it Hail Bob pe- or Hail Bop? I think it was Hail Bob. Hail Bob was the Hanson song, Eric, if I if I remember <laughs> right. But when when you're doing that, it is like the most evil of people are the people who are going to do something awful, but they think they're doing it for the better reasons. We talk, it's it's even worse than a Lex. Or at least Lex they have a good guy, spiel about it. They're like, make you think they're doing it for the good reasons. If they're going to drink the Kool-Aid or get Shameless. in the jumpsuits as well, then, you know, I'll go with they might hey, just everybody, be completely insane. Hey, everybody, yourself and drink some Kool-Aid, you yeah, know, because th- I love you. There might be no worse, you know, thing to set up your character with great roles in charisma and not great roles in sanity. Because <laughs> insanity with great charisma, that might be a really, really awful mix. That's why I love yeah, you. I, I call that's why I love you. That's what I was thinking of as well. Uh, exactly. But yeah, seven five and a seven eight. So we're still in there. I did have somebody, I think it was this week, question us on YouTube. And ask why we said we liked something I think it might have been something me and Gray did On the Marvel deal, but it was Oh, you said you liked it and gave it a 7 Why do you hate yeah. it in the score? I'm like, no, no, the 7's a I, good I, score Pretty good score <laughs> Yeah, 7's a good score If you end up going to sites where they only have 8's, 9's, and 10's Then there's a problem Then 7 isn't looked at as great But yeah, it's a pretty good score That's 7, 7, 5, and 7, 8 even better But Let's see what we think of the next book. What is it, Eric? Superman, number 10, written by Joshua Williamson, with art by Bruno Redondo. Uh, I even looked up how to pronounce this, too. Now I don't remember. Uh, but Caio Philippi, uh, Adriana Lucas, and Ariana Mayer. So, yeah, we got Superman in the Old West, which should be the Old East, but even though it's the Old West, with Marilyn Moonlight. And it's all weird because it's you want to have a Marilyn Moonlight issue. You want to have Superman in the Old West for whatever reason because – when Graf shot Marilyn Moonlight with her science supernatural powers that she possesses with the yellow kryptonite that he has as a fingernail, that caused a time flux for her and Superman to get sent back in time to the old West times, even though, again, it should be the old East because Metropolis. And because of that, be- Superman, he's still not fully... <laughs> Still not fully charged up because of what There's he had so happened much to weird him set up in with here, the, right? With the kryptonite that he had to put on against the chain. So he's not fully powered up. Matter. He can't have <laughs> his armored suit on anymore because the old West, he doesn't want to scare people. So he doesn't have that going on. And Marilyn Moonlight, because of the kryptonite that shot her, she can be out in the daytime in the old West, even though up until this point, I had no idea that she could only be out in the nighttime. We didn't know that. Now, I, w- I would say maybe Chow Philippe. Might be the way you'd say that. I'm looking, all that time I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, I looked it up. But what I said was right. Okay. So it, that's it's a good. Portuguese name. It's not Chal Philippe, as I yeah. say. Oh, oh, well. Well, here is something that me and you laugh about a lot, where you're setting up your story, right? You, you, you're able to set the parameters. You, you're going. But yet you still have to fudge shit. I, I don't understand the idea where we set this up with almost, you say it all the time, with a power set where yeah. it seems like little kids in the backyard like well you hit me with kryptonite well i had my non-kryptonite this and i'm gonna get you with my super kryptonite gun in this it feels like me and you go back and you're mr continuity so i'm in the backyard and i'm like okay you're Marilyn moonlight and i'm superman we're in the old west and you're like yeah well the Marilyn moonlight she can't come out in the day and you kind of i'm like oh oh well she got hit by that kryptonite so she somehow, without any explanation, is able to be around in the day for a little. You're like, okay, but what if anybody sees Superman's armor? They're going to end up, that's going to ruin all the timeline. 
Oh, he puts it in a duffel bag. <laughs> all right. And you, then we go. We had, right? And last issue to this issue, it almost feels like Joshua Williamson is trying to sell toys to Kenner in the mid-90s. Where it does. Last issue, it's like Night Armor Superman. This one, it's Cowboy Superman. And I, what are we doing with that whole idea? The thing that gets me when you read, uh, this isn't an issue I don't know or think that a lot of people are going to read multiple times. It's it's fine. You you go through it. You have a good time if you if you like it. But when you read it multiple times and you know as you hit and they're like, oh, Superman took off his armor because he doesn't want to influence people and scare them. Oh, yeah, that's bullshit. He just wants to have the armor off so you can get this crazy twist by the end. Because, in fact, I want to point it out even before we get to that. Superman ends up flying and he ends up getting shot by lasers and flying, but that's fine. But you don't want to have people look at armor that easily just could have been made of of metal. But even the idea of the stakes, because the idea is he had the armor on because he wasn't fully powered up because of the kryptonite poisoning that he had previously. So he doesn't have that. So he's not as powered as he should be as Superman. That's why he's just going around on horseback looking like Old West Superman here. Until he has that old showdown at the like you know high noon and stuff like that. Oh, I got my powers back. Cool. And, and like, that's the twist. Fuck, come on. Because when you see him get shot, he you're supposed know. to you're supposed to go, Oh my god, he doesn't have the armor on. He's gonna t- oh wait a minute, he has his powers and he's flying he's above all these people, looking down at them like an evil overlord. Right? That won't scare them or, or send them in some weird direction. But he's there and I guess I I just thought I know the armor might be bulky. For some reason, I even forgot the first time reading through I'm like, oh he just has the armor underneath his, you know. His cowboy gear. Uh, and, and so, you know, the classic deal of mainly like Spider-Man does. So, but in that, like, why? Like, like you said, it feels like, oh, because we want to sell old root and toot and cowboy Superman this time. It seems like. And you it's get almost like Mar- Joshua Wilson has a deal with McFarlane right now. It's like, hey, look, I'm going to give you all these great Superman freaking like read tools that you can do with it. Like, here's, you know, Night Armor Superman. And here's Old West Superman. Like, you'd have all these stuff that nobody's going to buy. He, we didn't realize that you're 100% right. And in between issues, McFarlane got back to him and said, yeah, I don't really want to deal with Old West Hawkman and Hawkwoman. So don't uh-huh. put that. They're gone. They're completely gone. The Mention- thing. I kind of want Nighthawk and Cinnamon. <laughs> I did too. And then at the point, all it is is farm and grass mom. Like, we got to get, we got to get rid of them because they didn't do their job. I'm like, really? Like, like that, even the happened? idea, we didn't even have Marilyn Moonlight for that whole train job that we ended the last issue on. It was just Superman being confronted by the bodyguards for Grafton Farms mom, who were Nighthawk and Cinnamon, the old West versions of Hawkman and Hawk Girl. So you had that show up and I'm like, oh man, that's going to be so cool because how often do you get to see them? And apparently, I guess they realized that Superman's on the up and up or Superman just defeated them because, you know, Grafton Farb's mother had to go and hire Terra Man, a time traveling villain that Superman knows all about, to be her bodyguard now, who's just going around rooting tooting in the Old West, killing people and claiming that he, he killed all these men, even though they're mostly women and children, and just being a, a, a lousy guy, like over the top bad guy, just so it's like even better when Superman takes him down because he's so bad. He just kills people for no reason. This plays off. You know, I know that there's a setup before this, but it does play off a lot like a one shot, just Superman in the Old West. One of the things that I wish, I wish that they did end up like Williamson's like, okay, this is when Jimmy ended up. And somehow they cross paths with Jimmy, but Jimmy doesn't want to like say that he's Jimmy because he thinks he's going to change the timeline because he's always all over the place. But we do end up seeing where. So you want a whole weird thing where out of nowhere they cross paths with Jimmy who. In our future, ends up getting sent back in time, but he does. But they don't know that he's been sent back yet because it's not that far in the future. Yeah, yet. he got or he got sent. Yeah, in Silver Age stuff. But yeah, that's it'd be funny. Like both, neither of them want to address anything because they think they'll screw things up. So they just kind of 
tip hats. It'd be it'd be goofy, but you do have some things. Things in are already screwed up because well, instead they of having are. you know instead of having the Ace of Clubs, you have Bibbo's Saloon. So you have a Bibbo back in time here who's opened up a saloon. I know you love that, right? You no, I hate that. that. Obviously, I worst. hate that. It's the worst. Just the idea of where you have Bibbo Bibowski, right? Bibbo's his nickname, stuff like that. But here, here in the old West Times, 150 years of the past, oh, here's Bibbo's Saloon. It's just. It's the mainstay of Metropolis, the Babowskis. I, I know, and we're going to be in and out. I was surprised that we were done in this one issue. And it's so weird. When we got Zep back to the Old West to end the issue, I, I, I thought, and I said it. I'm like, oh, man, do we need this now? But once you're there, you kind of want to have fun. Like, where's Jonah Hex? Let's see some fun things. that You don't really do that. You do have the art style change up points. To look like a old west kind of thing, especially that oh, first I love page, the art which and I did the stuff. like. Yeah, the art and, really and the good. old west stuff. Yep, and but it also feels like this is the only way that Joshua Williamson could figure out how to do maybe a backdoor pilot for Marilyn Moonlight. Where the idea that she influences herself, she inspires herself to become Marilyn Moonlight, but then it gets wonky because she has to die and like all that nonsense. But well, that's the thing. In that, like, that's fine. You have Marilyn Moonlight from the future who goes back in time with Superman. She sees her living self back then, gives a little hat nod, which inspires her to become Marilyn Moonlight originally in this whole t- old West timeline. He's like, I might not have had the powers like you, but I was inspired to stand up for the oppressed and save lives. Eventually, I became known as the Spirit of Metropolis, the original namesake of the city you call home. It was the adventure of a lifetime, but also a youngin's game. One day I had to hang it up. Most folks thought I disappeared because I got I caught a board or something uh, tragic, but some tragic end. But I was one of the lucky ones. But even when you see the little adventures, Marilyn Moonlight and stuff like that, she still looks like Marilyn Moonlight with ghost guns taking on you know Grafton Farm's mom in a tank. So in a tank. I, I'm just like I don't know if this is just a drawing like you know faux pas, but like it just looks like she still has ghost guns, even though she's supposed to be a normal woman in the old west. Who then dies, but like that, I passed away surrounded by my family and friends. I was at peace knowing that I did the right thing and didn't have to sacrifice nothing until someone took that away from me. They knew that my legend lived on in Metropolis and they used that, brought me back and turned me into a ghost, more science than supernatural. And until I find out who did it, I am forced to ride under the moon's light forever. So I just, I'm just like, look, the thing is. It looks like you had these supernatural powers before you were dead, but then somebody's brought you back as a ghost, but you're not supernatural. You're science. So I guess you a dead man can't hang out because he's more supernatural than science. And I, this is my guess. And I thought, Superman, ghost guns. I thought Superman was going to say, I don't really know who it is, but I think it might rhyme with ex Uther since farm and graph came to you to be on their revenge squad. I mean, they seem to know more about it as well. So I'm like, all right, like whatever that would make, but it's a weird play, and when you're going through this and you have Terraman, it's it's fun enough. You you get a bunch of nods to Back to the Future. Superman yeah. calls Terraman a chicken. I thought that was going to be more of a reaction to that, but he ends up saying that. And they're gonna they're gonna fight. It's and, very and it's fine too because you need to have this going on because Terraman is a time traveler. So once they take him out, they're able to use his time travel equipment to get themselves back to their present. No fuss, no muss. Where there's a, there's a couple misplays in the no whole Terrible's. thing. First off, when Superman, again, I'll center on the idea, I can't wear the armor because that might affect the future. People would see this tech, they'd be scared. But even at one point, there is pretty much a light cycle, you know, a speeder going in that's right there in the middle of town. Everybody's seeing this that. This really does also, feel like this an episode of the Justice League animated series where I think it was um, Kronos. He ends up going back in time. I think it's Batman, Wonder Woman, John Stewart have to travel back and become Old West cowboys to take him out and stuff like that. And and at one point when Terra Man's like, 
He's got a laser gun. They say, I think Superman should just be like, yeah, I think I'll put that armor back on. Uh, but it is to get that, I guess, wow moment of, oh, my God, Superman. He didn't have it. He got his power. And almost plays like that. this healthy son back in the Old West. It was able to get me my powers. I didn't even realize, but I'm like, I think you might have realized. And uh, But when you're going on with this, like the fun of it, but it, it's very, very quick. And when you get to the Marilyn Moonlight stuff, it does feel like, it almost feels like an animated deal where you would hear the narrator like, you don't know who Marilyn Moonlight is? Well, let us tell you. And you have a really force. Like, this doesn't feel like a natural way of somebody telling Superman what happened to her and her powers. It feels very, very story-esque, which well, is I, fine. I really do hope it's like it feels weird on purpose because even the idea of the story, it's like – I just think it's to get it out there. But, like, I don't understand the idea of the story itself because – Well, the story until, itself I don't understand. <laughs> because until someone took that away from me, they knew that the legend, my legend lived on a metropolis. They used that, brought me back, and turned me into a ghost, more science and supernatural. And as you see this progress, you see – the ghost of Marilyn Moonlight on a big old scientific table with these big old electrodes shooting electricity in her to make her that science ghost that she is. And then she says, and until I find out who did it, I'm forced to ride under the moon's light forever. And I'm like, so you, there, there was just a big old empty lab and you have no idea who did this to you. Like nobody took credit for bringing a ghost back to life. And for some reason, even though the supernatural thing is less supernatural and science space that brought you back, you are now cursed until you find out who made it you to ride sense. under the it's moonlight. Goofy. It's comic book eerie goofiness. I she actually I did hear she went outside the lab. She woke up, went outside, and she was actually looking for somebody named Lab for about twenty years. And then she went, oh, that was just the room. Uh, the thing though, Superman says, like, like why is the lab I doing I know weird science on its own? I don't. It seems that's the whole play. Uh, but Superman says, I th- I think I know who it is, and almost makes it because it seems to, it has to be Lex. Has to be yeah. something like that. And if it is, or it was Farm and Grav, and they're going to get her back, but it seems more like Lex. But whatever it would be, it almost makes Marilyn Moonlight like kind of feel dumb. Like there's there's some really big people who you would think it would be, and what has she done? It goes with that whole. Well, even when was it done to her? Did she just show up, or she been around as a spirit of Metropolis for like people you know, years seem to now. know about her? She seemed to be a, an urban legend that they all knew about. Jimmy knew, so I don't know, but. Again, I, I like the joke of she she tried nothing and she's all out of ideas as, as what she's been doing. She's just been rooting, tooting around. Actually, she's mad because she can only come out at night like the freaks come out at night, Eric. And when she goes to, you know, investigate, all the doors are locked. Everybody's home sleeping. She can't really get anywhere. Uh, but, yeah, when they do end up winning the day, Superman gets shot in front of everybody. They uh-huh. see him get shot. He's not hurt with laser guns. Then they're there trying to lasso in. Terravan while he's going away on a speeder bike, but that doesn't affect anything. And though it probably affects Farm and Graf, they're there, wide-eyed and watching. Ugliest fucking kids I've ever seen. They annoy me. Uh, the one kid, I guess it would be Farm. I'd like looks a little like Jimmy Fallon. I, I don't know why it, it annoys me. Right. But yeah, they're there, always picking their noses and shit. But uh, yeah, they're, they're watching all this. I think this inspires them to get the tech and things like that. But also, they got to do some shit because they're. They'd be way too old. Their mom's an old crony. Looks like she's straight out of, you know, pretty much a little house in the prairie. Uh, and so at the end, she's going to fight Marilyn Moonlight. Like, that's her arch nemesis, it seems. Yeah. The old lady farmagraph mom. Until, I, until the old lady dies and I guess Marilyn Moonlight gets old and dies from natural causes. Surrounded by family. Until some super scientist, they brought her back with science as a ghost. This doesn't make sense. And then since now we're done... 
we then use and and you have to have all your you know t's dotted and eyes crossed the idea where when they go and leave terra man oh man isn't that cruel and unusual punishment terra man is locked up in a jail in the old west and he can't go back and say hey, i'll get some of my friends to go get him eventually he should serve his time there I'll get Booster Gold. That guy has nothing to do. Gonna get Rip Hunter. Maybe get that Rip Hunter. Maybe maybe a Flash, right? Nah, don't get the Flash. They always fuck things up. So you end up where, yeah, maybe Rip Hunter and Wave Rider. You get Rip. (laughs) Wave Rider comes in with that crazy-ass hair. Yeah, but which Wave Rider? You should see my dance. (laughs) That was his rainbow hair going. Oh, my God. He's like one. He's that uh, fruit brute of the whole you know, the, the monster series, it's Wave Rider, he's there, it's cool, he goes down. Fruit I think Wave Rider, yeah, I think Wave Rider would probably, like, maybe pull your pants down when you're not looking. That guy seems a little odd, but... And he'd think he's selling you Cheetos, in my mind, on a surfboard. Cheetos would be cool. Just imagine, he's there on a surfboard, Silver Surfer comes in and looks at him like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> like, Silver Surfer is so regal looking, right? He's going, he looks over Wave Rider's there. That'd be pretty neat, though, pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, my whole point though, they get back and then all of a sudden you end up where my mom, oh no, I'm disappearing now since I really have told you everything I need to and it's daylight. I'm like, all right, there you go. They don't call you Maryland daylight. That's for sure. True. Uh, so Superman ends up like, all right, well, uh, I'm going to work on your case right after I get done, you know, working on the bottled city of Candor. And then, you know, you'll be red. And that's the thing. She just wants to die. She wants to go back to wherever she will, you know, heaven, hell, whatever, like Buffy. Science and, heaven. Uh, yeah. She can't, I, that was the weird. It's funny when you said that because I was like, why does she have to be more science than, than deal? And I'm like, maybe it is because they Even don't want her to cursed. interact with others. And it, I don't know. Maybe they have like a rule. There can only be so many of those spiritual supernatural care. I, it makes it less to me. I like the supernatural. But it, then here's the thing. Now I'm really laughing because I keep thinking of what you were saying. I'm more science than supernatural, but yet I have a supernatural curse on me. And yeah, I can't get back. Yeah, it's so weird. And I it's cannot so rest weird. in peace until I find out who the name of the man who made me. All right. Did the science do that? By the way, it was Lex Luthor. Thank you. Thank and then you. just disappears. Like, can you <laughs> lie to her like, about it? Like, how far maybe. does the, like, the curse go? And maybe the, I, I would hope that the curse knows the real info. So if you're like, oh, by the, the way, it was curse. me. Yeah, the science curse. <laughs> oh, it's so weird. You got to get your beakers out. I'm going to mix two drops of truth with four drops of embellishment. Oh, my Start God. Start doing I this. It's the anti-life question. Oh, there. oh, yeah, really. Misery times this. Oh, goodness. And, oh, it's the anti-Maryland Moonlight equation, right? What that really is is lack of interest from readers is what ends up being that one. People seem to like her, though. She's fine. It's just I don't understand her. Now, the problem I have going forward, and this really feels like we're we're obviously setting up like a one shot, an annual, something where we either might see further adventures when she was fighting Farm and Grass mom and possibly them. And Jonah Hex, maybe. I don't know. El Dorado could be cool. How Superman's going to try to, you know, we'll end up, it'll be two years from now and all of a sudden I'll be like, oh my God, we're going to finally let, you know, Marilyn Moonlight pass on. You're like, really? I passed on her a year ago. Uh, but it's weird that I just don't get it. People, I was get people were uh, on Twitter. Somebody made a joke that there was a Marilyn Moonlight, you know, series announced. More people seem to be excited about it. Now you'll tell me that those people probably wouldn't buy the book, but they They're were liars. certainly excited about it. It seems, and then they were mad. The guy was just joking, and I think the guy was joking in the way that it was like 
he was going to say something ridiculous, and then people, and then when everybody liked it, he switched it. Oh, like, no. yeah, I'd like it too. It'd be pretty cool, <laughs> yeah, huh? It, it didn't Don't seem like, it, yeah, it didn't seem like it was set up that way. It seemed like it was set up like, hey, everybody, DC's such idiots, they're going to have Look a Maryland movie. <laughs> And be like, oh my god, who's writing it? This would be awesome. I hope this. And he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it would be great. All of a sudden, because I, I was watching this going, and I'm like, oh, I just saw two of those tweets of yours disappear, just like Marilyn Moonlight in the day. Like, because he was like, that's the most ridiculous thing ever, right? Now people seem to be into it, but I don't know. She's okay. If I, we wanted her to team up kind of with Jimmy, would be fun. But also, it would just be cool if you had an Old West series, though, with the characters. Just adding another Old West character to the DC thing, like, it's during that time period. She's there, she's out and about, she's there. We can know, whenever we do stuff with Jonah Hex or anybody else, she could always just show up and have some fun. Yeah, and I think that that's where the strength of her is. That you don't need, and but her popping up would be neat. If and she maybe she had ghost guns back line. then. I don't know how it's possible, because she had them in that picture, but I don't get it. Yeah, the, they can twist it. That's more science than supernatural, those ghost guns. back then? Unless you're farming Graft Mama guns. What would give her ghost guns from science table electrodes? I mean, none of it makes sense. Like, it doesn't make any more sense. She, look, Jim, she's more science than supernatural. That's just a little bit of supernatural. Oh, that's why. Well, that's true. You got to get your proportions right. Actually, you're right. You have to have that proportion. She's not all science. She's so <laughs> supernatural. It's those guns. Also, where'd she get them cool threads? I don't know. But she's there. And, and then at the end, the the most important we're we're centering on ghost guns superman the most important things happen after he gets back because you know he saves a, a cat from a tree there's a burning but this is the sort of thing that drove us nuts with like a bendis you'd have an issue and i don't say this issue is bad i actually had fun with it but you always have these writers that they think that they have to prove to you wait a minute by the way i know superman's a good guy at least Williamson doesn't do what Bendis did, which drove you nuts, is Superman talking to himself no, no, about even being that. this and how people yeah, could you, be. you had that, but Bendis would also have Superman interrupt exactly what he's doing at any given time, stopping the story so he could go and punch an asteroid, just give you the Superman aspect of the story, and then come back and we continue the story. I'm like, oh. Remember at one point, though, he was also talking to himself like, I'm a pretty good guy. <laughs> oh, you're a sociopath. You're, at one point, we did actually start getting so mad, like, who are you trying to convince? What you trying to convince yourself? <laughs> what have you done? Uh, we didn't realize that those asteroids was what he thought in his mind. He was actually punching babies. But yeah, he ends up saving all these people. He goes back to the Daily Planet. Then he's you know looking for everybody. He goes back to LexCorp. Then because everybody's missing, Super and he Corp. goes and yeah, yeah, SuperCorp now. And he goes in and Lena Luther. I don't know. She comes around that corner really shady, like like it, I know you don't get motion. But she kind of is like, oh, who's that? I'm like, oh, it's Superman. And says, get the hell out of here. You shouldn't be here. You're in trouble. And then they get hit by a bunch of kryptonite. And you get farming grass. Kryptonite gas. Yeah, kryptonite gas. And Superman is down. And you get, you know, farming graph. You also get Nick Cage in the back as the chain. So you say Nick Cage. That's the thing. It's the chain. I think he looks like Stephen Wright with bedhead. Yeah, I don't know. It looks so much like some character that Nick Cage would like, play too. over the top. And then, you know, the power suit armor uh, behind them as well and say that if they're going to have it, it makes sense. This is a really good twist and a really good cliffhanger in my mind because you wouldn't think that they're going to try to get Superman for the Lex Revenge Corps. But in Lex fact, they're the right. Revenge Squad. Yeah. Yeah. And so the idea of who is the one who got screwed over the most Superman. So why wouldn't you get him? And that's the big play at the end. We're going to put you on the squad and then you have 
Lena Luther versus the Revenge Squad at the end of the sounds Deal badass. Act. Yeah, it does sound really good. And I like Marilyn Moonlight's fine. And we get this. It kind of is one of those where, all right, we got her in out. We know a little bit more about her. And if, we, if she shows up later, we'll be the better for it. But really, Lena, of all the characters that have joined in, is the one I'm really interested in to oh, see what is going on and how this can play out. So, and eventually when you see, Lena Luther versus the Revenge Squad, then you're like, okay, I like that. I don't want her to just be bad because of the Brainiac stuff. And I want her to have that deal where she really does want to save everybody, including Superman. So I- I'm looking forward to that. I imagine she'll be a linchpin to saving everybody when the Brainiac arc comes down the line. I do too. I, but you, you figured you would set it up that you have to have some gray area, so you're worried, but we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Yeah, I, I like her a lot. She I, don't I, want to be like her daddy. Yeah, all of a sudden she's going to have ghost guns. Honestly, why not? Fuck it. That's like, science She's right like, there. listen, that'd be funny. She, they, Superman's like, what, what is your deal? She's like, listen, I'm more supernatural than science. He's like, oh, shit. What, what are with these people? Now, actually, she's like, hey, and now he just sets it up. You kind of science are super. I'm 50 50. He's like, all right, I'll go with it. Uh, but she's very sciencey. Got the brainiac stuff. So we'll see how that works out, what's going on with Lex. I do like is did we see anything with the power armor before that I'm just not remembering That's that the it thing would be? Is, it's a weird thing because I feel like we did, but I don't know because I don't I honestly the thing is we've had so much with the power armor lately and the thing is we had we had Superman in the power armor going after the chain, so I think that's what I'm thinking of. But I think with the idea where we have farm graph and the chain here as the Lex with the revenge squad and you have a shadowy figure with the power armor on. I think that's supposed to be a big reveal about who else is in the team as well, but I don't think it's something that we've dealt with so yet. And could they have maybe like, hey, uh, shave Lex's mom's head, get her in that power armor, because she's nowhere around. But I oh, thought... Yeah, actually, and, now that you say that, now I think it could be a sister, Lena. Nah, well, I'm even thinking the idea that, I mean, who hates Lex more than Lex himself? <laughs> what if he's part of his own revenge squad? Oh, that'd be a twist. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they're playing it, or they're going to say, oh, well, we got Metello and that... De- I don't know. That We'll figure it out. We'll have it. But that's the big mystery that would be the big thing to to think about but i liked it i i thought it was good i thought it could have been better the old west stuff was well i liked it i'm saying almost like the world's finest at the end i'm real excited i didn't mind the old west stuff i'm not some people went over the moon about it but the idea of the old west stuff is fine it's just everything that we had to do during this issue during the old west stuff to get us to like okay with what's happening was just over the top jumping through hoops like well, I was depowered, so I had a suit on, but I got rid of the suit because I have to look like a cowboy in the Old West. And the Marilyn Moonlight, you know, she can't be out in the daytime, even though nobody knew that until this point. But she can now because of the kryptonite that got her before until we get back. And that wears off, I guess, because she has to go away during the daylight because we're normal time. All of this stuff, even Marilyn Moonlight's origin story, I'm like, what does it even mean? More science and supernatural with a curse on top of it. Like, this is all just the weirdest kind of stuff that I could think of while I'm just thinking that this story could be pretty fun because all you're doing is Superman in the Old West versus Terra Man, a bad guy time traveler in the Old West. And I'm like, that's fine. Even the idea at the end with this Lex with the Revenge Squad, mwah, I love all that shit. And even give me more Lita Luther. It's just so many jumping through hoops to make stuff that nobody would care about work. You miserable bitch. I, I I agree. Now, what I really agree to, because we did skip the very beginning to get to the Old West, which is fine. But one of the problems with this book that we have said a lot is, you know, yeah, Parasite. Oh, man, that'll be. Oh, it's done. Oh, so, oh it's done. We, we aren't really finishing story parts of it. And things kind of got like shoved. And when you end up having it at the beginning, Lena, which I do like have her 
be the smartest one yeah. in the room. I really love it. But she does say, judging by your enemy's recent actions toward Parasite and Silver Banshee Farm and Graft, they're using kryptonite to create different reactions in their victims. That's it. That's it. We never really know what happened. And we still don't. Because in this, you go from that to then say, shot with kryptonite, Old West, I can be out in the light. And Superman doesn't have well, even the idea that Graft has a yellow kryptonite fingernail that shoots laser beams that up that hits a ghost that's more science than supernatural, which obviously it does what he wants to do, where it creates a time rift that sucks her and Superman into the Old West. And I'm like, I don't know. Fuck, man. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I'm getting at is the particulars and the real, like, really getting down to the It's not really well spelled out, but book looks great the story's the end, still good. And this book, I'm saying, this to me is one of those once weird we, Once issues. we get back to modern times, art kind of takes a, down, a little bit of downfall for me, but the most, the, all this Old West stuff's fine. When I said about the Parasite and the Silver Banshee and the, like that, like there's a lot of things in the current time, like you could expand a little more. You didn't really need to go back in, in the Old West for what was a goofy having to force its way in story. Uh, but it didn't give me Nighthawk and Cinnamon either. Yeah, that was weird. That, that just kind of they popped in and out. Eric, they didn't want McFarlane called them. Said no, no, I don't need to make a character named Cinnamon. It was all Cinnamon's fault. You didn't want to do it. Uh, and then he's like, "Well, what mold would I do?" He's like looking at the deal. He's trying to. That's is that uh, the uh, toy boys boys toys talk that you do like the different the toy like, boys. Well, I could I could use the body frame of a starfire. You can use a lot of that stuff even with a new mold for Jonah Hex. Get out of town. And then I I can use I'll just paint a little of a Barbara Gordon head with the the breath. That'd work, right? That would work. Uh, but yeah, overall, what would you give this? I would give this a six out of ten. I think the st- the story is fun. It's just everything you have to do to get into it. It's over before it begins. It feels like everything is just kind of a paint by numbers. Old West, this old this time traveler's here. When he uses time machine, get back. No fuss, no muss. And t- I like what we're doing. It's just everything is just jumping the weirdest hoops to justify any of Joshua Williamson's own actions and I'm like you don't why are you working so hard to tell the story that you set up yeah that's where I said at the very beginning like you have the parameters why do you then have to force it in so bad you're writing the story just make it work say that when she went back to the old west that was her natural time so that she could just be around it all I don't know she's more science than supernatural you, uh, again I don't know why you have to have her be only at the night to walk to my her name's Metal and Moonlight, but you don't gotta play by those rules. Hey, the ghosts just don't come out. She plays by the rules. She plays <laughs> the freaks do though. I also want to mention that at the beginning, the setup to me is a lot more to then at the end. You realize that Mercy and Lois have been taken. They seem to not be there with Lena, who they were at the beginning as well. So we'll have to see exactly. how that all works. And I do love the idea that Lena is legit the only one who seems to be doing the right research and is looking at that gauntlet fingernail nonsense and trying to figure it out. So I do like that. But yeah, what would you give it? I would give it a six out of ten. Oh, okay. I'm I'm actually a seven. I'm I'm a little more positive. But again, I, I thought that the old West stuff could have been fun. It's just how it lays in the landscape of this book, I think you could have done a little bit better. With the, you know, what you're doing with a big story like this, I think it was kind of a, a weird play, but maybe it'll it'll pay off at the end. Oh, you are, you're a miserable guy, Eric. Here we go with the next book and the last book of the section. And I don't know, it's kind of fun. So we'll see what Eric thinks. It's Jay Garrick, The Flash, number four, written by Jeremy Adams with art by Diego Ortulegui. Oh, yeah. I, 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 every time I'm like, oh, I think Eric did. And then I see that name. I'm like, nope, I do it every time. Colors by Luis Guerrero and letters by Steve Wines. You know, I don't have a song for Steve Wines. Uh, this ends up being a 
pretty much a retcon of the origin of Jay Garrick, but also Judy. We have that all in here. I talked to Eric. I know that sometimes these sort of things you don't dig because they change things. I'm maybe guessing that the idea of a metagene might, does that upset you? The idea that it plays that? We have Jay Garrick who gets his, you know, speed force powers. I'm saying speed force with almost scare quotes because for how it works out, but he gets his powers from hard water vapor that was like inhaled during his whole thing. You have a lot of cool stuff in here where you reenact a lot of that. You even have pages reenacted from the original Flash comics, number one, with that whole thing. And then it continues on with stuff you never saw behind the scenes about how, you know, Dr. Elemental Professor Hughes is actually like, you know, the bad guy and all this because he was in that original comic as well. That stuff's all cool, but the idea that the hard water vapor, it's always been a silly thing, especially when you have Barry Allen. You mentioned it when this thing. started. Exactly. And I'm like, but it's it's a weird situation that his whole thing is, I want to be able to activate people's metagenes or just see if I can give them powers because one day he saw Green Lantern and Alan Scott doing shit in 1938. And I'm like, maybe that I can make a, a man into something just like that who's not like a god or something or magical along those lines. And he chooses Jay Garrett because he's kind of a schlub on the football field. I want to be able to, like, make this guy better. When we do this whole thing and you make Jay Garrick a metahuman while activated because he inhaled some hard water vapor, then later on saying, well, you know what? I gave him his power because he had a metagene that I activated this whole thing. So I'm going to go and make Judy Garrick a metahuman as well by making her drown to activate her metagene. Mm-hmm. It just feels weird. It's it's a hard water formula, but it looks like I know he says it, but it looks like he just bursts a pipe. It's just her in water. It's not even hard water vapor. She's drowning. He had that. He could either do that or get her hooked on cigarettes so that she'd smoke it up in the lever. And he didn't want to do that. That would be very evil. Which is great because that was in the first issue as well. I I was actually shocked that they had him still smoking in this whole like retconned era of this whole thing. Like, "Eh." here's the thing: when they do that, Doctor Hughes is like. What is the guy doing? He's lighting up like what an idiot. I, I thought that was hilarious because when we even read it, most people when they read it, it does feel like what's he doing? And then Jay himself's like, "Hey, I'm training on the football field, but I love to smoke it up, boys." And it made me giggle, even though I'm pr- I'm training for football right now. It would taste great. He says to have it's a cigarette. So yeah, you know, after a long day at the lab, uh, <laughs> I I like I I'm telling you. Not quite there yet, but this does have that Jeff Johns feel of going back. That's the thing is, it's going back and doing stuff actually opposed to Jeff Johns, though. A lot of people hate it. Well, that's uh, opposed for the deal, but I like how he sets up things up. You're seeing the other things that happen. No, no, that's cool as well. But I'm saying the idea that a lot of people hated was from Flash Rebirth. Where it seemed that, like, when Barry was, you know, struck by the lightning and doused in the chemicals, he is the one that created the uh, Speed Force at that time, and it spread out throughout the timeline, actually giving Jay the access to the Speed Force in the past, even though he's supposed to be the first Flash and stuff along those lines. But now saying, oh, no, it's not the Speed Force, it's just the metagene feels weird. I think that the metagene thing, and that's where I knew when I was reading, I'm like, I don't know, you know, Eric might not like this, but what I thought in this were Jeremy Adams, and I think that he's thinking this through a bit, where it's more for Judy than actually Jay because you have to have well, how did Judy get the, the flesh because it's not some speed force. You don't really they didn't pass it on at that way at this point. So you have to have some way. And what I'm he just did saying, pass access on, to the speed force feels weird, though, just being a meta gene. But he did end up and it, it's a latent gene. You almost get Terrigen missed here. You're playing that idea that. Jay did pass on the metagene that is activated by the chemicals, the hard water. That doesn't really play out later because they end up doing the different thing. But 
I like it in this book to show why couldn't why he Judy just would have passed it. on the power through birth? Yeah, I think that it's because of how Jay got it that it wouldn't be something that would be genetic in a way of a power. I, I think that's the only way they're doing it, and maybe because I don't know Joan. I, I it's again. I think that he's playing with the idea that it's something that he ended up in a lab. He got hit. And that's not something you'd pass on. That's just something that happened to you. Well, and that's where he's going with. Yeah, but again, that's later. That's not what he's doing. And I think that he just Barely wanted did. to show you how you do all of this and how it works. Again, though, they kind of go about it a different way anyway because Barry created the thing. It's all wonky, but I thought it worked okay in this with the idea that it just activates it. That's why she has it. But that's just to get them the Speed Force. That that, that ends up not really being that well, not big even a deal the Speed Force in my mind. It's just a metahuman gene now. Well, that's why, again, it's still a metagene that can tap into the Speed Force, it seems. I don't know. He's, he's going with just, hey, look, this is how he was able to pass it on and wants to have an origin story that Dr. Elemental now has given both of them their origins. He was the one who created both that, of them. But to also, have that. After, after Judy Garrick was disappeared from like you know everything that happened timeline wise, where she like disappeared from the timeline, he then also went on to make sure that he could have all the super science that he needed and helped co-found Star Labs with Doctor Slate. So now he is a, like a silent partner who's created all the Star Labs for the past eighty years. Yeah, and you know Star Labs does get a little shady at points. So you go, but they, there's a lot here. He's changing the. But I don't feel like it's changes that would get people that angry. I don't think it really changes that much. And really, if you don't even, if this book just disappears, we'll never even care about it. We won't think about it later anyway. But I, I do like the play. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll probably laugh. If, it, if this book just goes away and two years from now, Star Labs comes up and we're like, hey, do you know that Dr. Elema? But it, well, it even the idea of the book going me. away, because it will, because it's a six issue mini, but I expect Judy Garrick to be here to stay. Yeah, go. But I don't know. Where would she pop up? I, I don't know. We could easily have these characters just disappear again. I hope they don't because I like them. But I don't know. If the JSA book itself doesn't continue, then these all might Young JSA. Just, just leave. Maybe not see them anymore. But we'll, we'll see. But I, I like the way that he twists some of the things where even where the, the lab table that originally, you know, hey, I'm going to smoke. Oh, no, everything. There's actual like, you know, hydraulics underneath. Well, I like the that thing. you it's, see the hydraulics and maybe laugh so much. I've seen before that like when Jay and original Flash comes like, I'm going to light up and I'm going to lean against this lab table right here. And then he just kind of bumped into it and knocked everything over. Now, at least you have him not being the klutzy klutz that he should have been in that first issue. Now you have a hydraulic lift actually making the contents fall over on their own. And it was so funny, and I don't know the intent originally, but when I went back, and, you know, it's one of those, a lot of people, you would go and, hey, I want to see the, the origin you oh, know, yeah. issue of Jay Garrick. So you go, and it almost plays out like that joke where he's there and he's going to light that cigarette, and you're like, oh, no, don't light it. There's the hard one. <laughs> it's going to blow up. It's gonna, and then it doesn't. And he's like, ooh. And then he leans over and knocks everything on him. It's like, <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. You almost got through there. And but. Jim, why wouldn't you want to go back and read Flash Comics number one? Because I'm pretty sure it's also the origin of Hawkman. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. And get so many things. And in this where, again, I know that you, you have problems with it changing some things. If you just That's have the thing fun is, with I'm this okay stuff. With changing. It's just that the idea, like, again, the idea that Barry Allen created the Speed Force and it rippled throughout time, giving Jay access to it at this point in time, like, he didn't create, like, he was the Flash, essentially, because Barry Allen, like, did this years later in another Earth and all that stuff. A lot of people hate that. I'm not, that's, I don't necessarily love it either. It just seems like 
We're not doing Speed Force here, and it's different. And it, that feels weird to me. Like I said, I think it's a meta gene that taps into the Speed Force, that that makes you sensitive to the Speed Force. It's just a latent gene that the hardwater vapors mix with a cool, you know, smoke ends up, you know, activating those. Uh, when you have this, though, you have some things, you know, more, where you have Hughes. He's like, yeah, I got to get somebody. I, the first guy I went into was Edward Clarice or Clarice that is ending up being Clarice. that's yeah Cla- that's rival who ends up being the big arch nemesis yep. of Jay Garrett. and that's just mentioned I like that he throws these things in and if you if you know that it's cool if you don't it, it's still cool you just you know it adds to it seen rival and, in a long time that'd be cool to bring him back yeah and maybe that's a way to get that maybe we end up having the JSA revenge so we love the revenge squads Eric and the, the and, and rival Society. is right in there so. With that, though, you also mention, you know, Parsifal, Otto Frentz, the idea of the Nazi deal where he went off and he was getting that's where they ran into him at that point. So it, it starts to with connect. his bear. Yeah, we still like it still doesn't really explain the Dr. Elemental thing completely. But, I, you well, know, even maybe the we'll idea when, that. when he st- when he gets funding by the ISA to do more of the stuff that he's been working on, he's building them weapons, but he's doing his own research as well into untapping, like, you know, unlocking the metagene because he wants to be a Superman as well. But he's not being able to do this. All, everybody except for Jay Garrick, it seems like has failed him. Like everybody keeps dying, although animals keep dying. And he pretty much. Through his experimentations, like, well, I built some shit, and now I got elemental powers, and I just have to assume it's all, like, you know, technology-based. And that's as far as we take it. And even the idea, though, it's like, and, like, even the idea when Judy Garrett goes and disappears, even the idea when he's by her, I guess, like, I think they might have forgot about me, too. I'm like, ah, that doesn't, I know. It's it's bothered me since the first issue. I was like, why would that be? I I don't know. I don't, I, I do like, though, where... He's throwing just bodies into into the bay. <laughs> just, <laughs> that's part of his daily routine. He just goes, he wraps them up and throws them in the, in the bay. They stink. Again, what I do also like, though, is he's doing this and he's experimenting on Jay. It is a weird play that he just feels like, oh, I'm going to end up making the superhuman being and then I'll get everybody's superpowers. But then Jay becomes so popular, he gets jealous. But you Jay has to bitch. sit there. If it wasn't for... Hughes obviously wouldn't have you know his abilities, but it also was even before that it it was Joan. It was the idea that he got a lot of you know uh, he got a guff. bit more guff. <laughs> he got more confidence. Is what I was that's, the, say. that's the thing. It's right now. And I like, like that. He, he was kind of a scrub on the football field. He started doing stuff here, like especially when he got a speed force. But if you go back to Flash Comics number one, he is just using the speed force on the field, just making every play himself to the point where. Like I'm telling you, it, it's, it, it becomes that basketball game in Flubber where everybody just has like the jumping abilities. Or not Flubber, but the, uh, the whatever the original one was. I can't think of it. The uh, absent-minded professor. When you have that going on, it's it's just like Joan wanted nothing to do with Jay Garrick until he was a, he was the man's man on the football field. And all of a sudden, he's married with a kid and all because of Dr. Elemental. This makes it that Joan wasn't really a, a money-grubbing, you know, gold digger. So it works all around for me. It fixes a lot of bad things. Uh, I do like, too, like, I'm telling you, I think it's well-written. Some of the things, and when you bring up stuff about, you know, oh, man, even when he sees Judy, she said, hey, Dad, uh, oh, my goodness, she must be from the future. Like, he really jumps to the conclusion that's right, but then they don't remember him. But I do like the way that this is played out because when he does use the hydraulics and you end up all the chemicals, there, there's Hughes and he's like looking through that, you know, one way. He's like, yep, 
gotta wait for a couple hours let this shit percolate it's so evil and then he walks in to pretend just like in the original oh my yeah. god jay and it's so good it that's oh, Tony, I, that, sort that of thing i good. really like but I like the second bit even more for when you have Jay in the hospital and the doctor comes to Professor Hughes to tell him, like, what's been going on with the test that run. Like, unless the specialist from New York is crazy, your boy will be the fastest thing that ever walked on Earth. The elements of hard water will speed up a person's reflexes. The gas injects him like a vaccination. Science knows hard water makes a person act much quicker than you. <laughs> Look, you, you have all this going through. And this is straight out of Flash Gun 71. And you just have the idea where you're getting the information for who Jay Garrick is in 1939. But then all of a sudden you get to the next panel where you didn't get to see it out where Dr. Hughes or Professor Hughes shoots that scientist in the face right there. I'm like, and I'm like, this adds to it. I'm like, I love all the elements where we just keep adding little bits to the actual comic, re-representing the comic like this because it's a great callback and you're just adding more to the Professor Hughes character. It's just some of the explanations I don't like. But when you have this, it is so much fun, especially if you know Flash Comics number one. Do you like the elements or do you like the elementals, Aaron? So you end up having, he could have a group called the elementals. That'd be neat. You end up where, again, that's yeah, just really, really cool. Right? Really cool. Though I realize now I'm like, the fuck have we done with this hard water since? I mean, this shit is like the, the fucking year. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Please get me that hard water. I need it right I'm now. suck on some hard water right, right now. now. Hard it's water would be some, some sort of stupid fucking spritz thing with it's like cranberry flavored and gets you drunk eric that's the hard water now i don't like it i'm seltzer. allergic to hops i do have some, some hard seltzer i have hard seltzer right within reach i could crack it open right now should i why i don't even know why you have it within reach because i i'll tell you why i have it within reach when you ended up going to hiatus the week after you don't listen to the shows eric i got drunk as hell i ended up uh-huh. getting a bunch of booze and i was drink, but i didn't finish Drank i have like one a, one uh two but they were the they they're the Chill. hard seltzers, Eric. If you if you <laughs> if you tilt your head like, well, actually, Eric, I had a, a daiquiri and also a sex on the beach. Is what I, had. I had glue and cream, my friend. No, I ended up getting. I was going to get beer. I'm like, yeah, I might try these hard seltzers. Sounds really tough. Hard seltzers. It doesn't. Like that, it those. really doesn't. I didn't end up finishing them, I and mean, just uh, that really proves the point of me really not drinking. It just is like you. You have all of your. You know, action figures, I have a hard seltzer within reach. Yeah. I could grab it. And I know that I if I grab it as a joke, I was gonna up it out. I won't not drink it. Over. And then I'll not I'll hit the mic, but also I won't drink it. It'll be a waste. At some point, almost drank it on New Year's. Nope. Kept that baby aside. That's for a special occasion, that one. Uh yeah, yeah you end up where the things like that with Dr. Elemental shoots it like that's cool that's a cool thing of like oh my god that's what happened after that's what happened in between I really like that the idea that he gets Joan because he's got more confidence it's more like you said he starts to be a little better on the football field because he's the most accurate of superheroes if you start being able to run fast and do all that shit you do it you end up where at first you cheat but but you have to learn better well what do you know better he just wants to impress the ladies i did find it odd that they said that alan scott was out and about in 1938 though yeah 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 that is weird so i think that this is one of those where i had a lot of fun with it when you start bringing up your nitpicking shit then yeah i start getting upset but i did like you know the the whole well thought out criticisms it's not nitpicking but it's stuff that this to me is more based on fun like it's it's somewhat it's almost like the supernatural versus science. This is fun versus continuity, and I think the fun wins out a lot with this book. I really do like it. And the funniest thing of it, a lot of people's complaints were not enough Judy. 
And then I thought like, yeah, yeah, but it is called Jake Eric, and we have more to. So I'm like, okay, we do need to see this. I do too. But it's funny where you almost want more Judy, but it is a Jake Eric deal. And like the Alan Scott, it's trying to get things in a different vein to get moving forward. If we do continue, this works out for me because it sets Judy and Jay up. It might go against some things and maybe seem wonky, but I did like it. Uh, and then well, it's always the weird end, to me too because other people in different comics and even animated stuff, I forget exactly where I see it all the time, but they talk about metahumans, right? And the metahuman gene, they say about the Flash all the time, like he's not a metahuman. He has access to the speed force. So it's completely different. And that just feels like it's just falling back on all these things that always feel wrong to me. And we talk about it a lot. Like that's when you hear that metahuman gene and the metagene that it really does feel more like a Marvel thing overall anyway. But it works for me because of the way of she getting she has to get those powers. And there you go, Eric. No, no. Met, meta, meta gene, that's all DC. If you got that at Marvel, you're a goddamn mutant. Well, you're a mutant, but it's more like they really center on that. So with latent stuff, I'm telling you, you didn't really go through a lot of the inhuman stuff in the Terrigen Mist. That's all you heard of is these latent genes and I how they not. went. Yeah, so that that became big there. But yeah, it's just, you know, here we are. We had bloodlines for that. Yeah, at the end, you end up having, because they went to Star Labs, they went to the partner, and he ends up. Where he knows where Dr. Professor Slate, Hughes, the creator of Star Labs, is he related to Mister Slate from back in the day? No, right? and not then from the I, I, all I think of is Vandal Savage going down that brontosaurus at the end of the day. Yabba dabba doing. That was Fred Flintstone. He even well, it was Vandal Savage in this here. But you end up where you have you know Mister Slate here, <laughs> Mister Doctor. Yeah, yeah, he didn't go to Rock College for me to just say that, but he realizes that. Oh my God. You know, Hughes is bad. I, I want to kind of stop him. I think he's more of the idea of I want to be the only one controlling Star Labs, but he's about Especially to tell him where they are. Without him knowing it this entire yeah, time. Yeah, well, that's true. And he says, hey, I know where they are. Let me delay it a second so that the secretary could come in. With her Gatlin gun arm. <laughs> yeah, her Gatlin gun arm that I can only think either was the Valdarian DNA or the Lazarus Reign, or she's just a damn robot. I don't know. That's the thing. It's either she's a robot or it's just Mercy Graves pretending to That's be the Secretary of Star Labs. It really looks like her and her gun arms now. It does look like her, doesn't it? But yeah, she comes in and Gatlin guns up and it, I mean, I see hitting behind, but I, it looks like maybe Slate might be done. Oh yeah, you should really kill a doctor like Doctor Slate. In this whole thing, it's like this. yeah, that's he's he's about antic. To I can give you his exact words. Um, Mister Slate, a uh, Professor Hughes called. He says you're fired. Pretty good. That's a pretty good action scene, though. It's weird when she's like a Professor Hughes calls because you even ended up having them come in at their everybody's, Hey, we want to see Hughes. We want to see Slate, but it's funny. I'm telling you, the Gatlin gun, Gatlin gun arm secretary, still better than Robert. Yeah, you see Robert at one point. I was going to point out he's in the lab back in the yep. day. You know, they're looking at the ISA lab. Yeah. Yep, he's there doing his deal. <laughs> you don't like him? I kind of like I him, Robert. Robert. Robert, but Gatlin Gunn's secretary. Pierre Robert. Well, Pierre Robert, a uh, little shout out. Uh, she's got more of the action movie one liners. So I do like Gatlin Gunn's secretary, is what we'll call her from now on. But yeah, it's, I, I like, I understand that things. I, I like here's the I like the way he twists and turns some things in the past that don't really mean much but are cool, like how things happen. Yeah, the metagene no, like maybe, maybe it didn't have to say you could have just said, I did the experiments, it hit him, and he ended up in them with Judy saying, 
I think maybe the but, same thing might happen, but I think that caught him of the idea of then people argue, why would it happen with her? And he has to get that well, the way. Thing I, is, I don't know. The only thing, the reason like this, because we have to have a reason for Dr. Elemental to do anything. And he's obsessed with the idea of the metahuman gene and him unlocking it in people. And he needs to unlock it in Jay Garrick and J. Udi Garrick in this and hopefully himself and replicate it. So that's the only reason it's here because we need a reason for like Dr. Elemental to be who he is. And it has to be along the lines of him getting powers as well, which it still doesn't have to be because he's still doing stuff that would access to the speed force. Yeah. Yeah. There he is, Dr. Elemental. He's got like a glasses that the one glass looks red at that one point and the other's clear. Those are called 3D glasses. Pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. He's, he's like, I better get this done quick. I got to go watch Jaws 3D. <laughs> he's off to do it. Have you ever said that? Ah, uh, that is true. That is very, very true. But what would you give this? I'll give this a 6.5 out of 10 because it is a lot of fun. I love the idea of mix matching like the uh, the original Flash comics number one with this, adding new details and stuff you've never seen before to make this story work. It's just a lot of the other stuff in the details of how we're doing stuff with Jay Garrick, Dr. Elemental disappearing, Judy Garrick, and like just the stuff that I've talked about throughout this. It really just kind of bums me out with the way it's being played out. But I still had fun with this issue overall. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I know, I like I said, there's some things that might not, but I'm I'm giving it an eight. That's how much I had fun, and most my, all of my fun was. Oh man, I read you know Flash, the first Flash. I read the origin, and there's some cool plays of. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's neat. good, and I love that part of it, and that's kind of what I want for this in general. We said that the big thing that this has going against the other two, uh, Alan Scott and the Sandman one, is that you do have some present day stuff. This is kind of an aside. We get back, we'll get back to that stuff coming up. Obviously, we have Gatlin Gun Secretary, you know, yelling right. catchphrases and stuff, and I think that's pretty cool. So I'm going to go eight, way higher than you. But we're going to go off now to a little break, Eric, and then we'll be back with two other books. There, Beast World tie-ins. I know that you're loving the Beast World, so we'll be back with that in just a sec. Anavulsion. <laughs> Hugh Vile. Uh, Hugh Vile. I, I, when I listen to that, because we are going to get a little Arkham Tower, and you actually told me really? that any time it pops up, <laughs> I have to throw it in there. But I do like the shade throw that Nakano of 2020 vision, that stupid prick with his one eye. How about that, Eric? Wow. Take that. Take that, you jerk. Take that eye patch, jerk off. 
Uh, I blame him for everything that's gone down in Gotham. Listen, that guy pretty much has disappeared again. Look, it was the Thalamus engine. What's he supposed to do? That is true. What would he do, Eric? What would he do? I, I worry about his wife. She also has disappeared. I don't understand. But we have two books here. I certainly could have thrown out one of the Beast World songs since we do have Beast World tie-ins. But we're going to start with what, Eric? Titans number seven, written by Tom Taylor, with art by Travis Moore, Tamra Bonvillon, and Wes Abbott. So now we're finally going to get to the idea of taking out Brother Eternity, who is, we figured out in the last issue, is a Tamaranian named Xander, who actually mm-hmm. set up the entire royal family of Tamaran, with, you know, Corey and her parents and sister, to be taken over and enslaved by the Citadel and the Dominators. Such a weird idea, though, because it's, this whole thing is he did this because he learned about the Necrostar, which he decided was his god, and so weird because this thing was taken out millions of years ago has no idea about it but for some reason he's able to get a rock from the dominators and the citadel that have a bunch of necro star spores attached to them which is going to allow him then to go to earth for it seems like years but it seems like (laughs) he's there for years but he's brother eternity now and i I just don't understand the timeline of events because he's not the original brother eternity he is the new i I mean brother blood he's now brother eternity he's taken over the church of blood in order to get what he wants but like what have you been doing all this time? Because, like, I went to Earth because I needed to make sure that Earth was – it used to be too cold for my God. So I had to go down there, and I had to make things right. I'm like, it seems like you just started doing that, like, two weeks ago. And like, what have the you been thing up that's to? weird about this and, and what you have Tom Taylor doing, it, to me, is kind of, you know, let's retcon this shit a little. Because you even said at one point, look at this young guy, this brother Eternity. What does he care about the Necrostar? That's, you actually said it in the podcast. Like, you don't know the connection. It doesn't make sense because – It is so long in the past. And I'm like, oh, well, and I think that Tom Taylor at this point, I can't say that maybe the Titan stuff originally was, you know, some of it was going to set up the Beast World, but then it became a bigger thing. You had to do something because really the Brother Eternity stuff you want to get with the Necrostar, I think he's giving us too much information. So, But when he says like, he's almost saying like, I went down, but it was the Ice Age and I had to hang loose for a while when in the Titans book, the way it was presented, because the book just had started, was, oh, my God, who's this smacked ass who seems to want to take over? the? And it seemed like it was brand new, like he just got there. Not even the idea that it was the Ice Age, because what we would have here is, let's say, 20 years or maybe 15 years ago for the whole thing. Because Corey, she would have to be enslaved, experiment on, become Starfires, we know and love her, for her to eventually get here. But the the idea of the Earth is too cool and for the Necro Star because he doesn't like the cold. He has to go down here and start like creating pollution, burn down the forest, do all this other stuff. You're and, right. But he's been here for at least fifteen years though. But he just recently said, "Hey, I'm Brother Eternity. I relabeled the Church you. of Blood down with the Church of Eternity, <laughs> and we're going to go to the planet Titan or the the freaking when the, you're the moon talking Titan. about it. Uh, yeah, he basically you're you're kind of telling us that Brother Eternity, he's the one that did the global warming and did yeah. it so that the necrostar even though it doesn't really make but we just saw this stuff that. recently and since the titans came back the titans book i mean as a whole thing like oh man they're burning down the amazon we better go plant some trees and at one point because remember you said we did have that play of oh my god there's somebody doing ecological warfare and it's tamarind exactly. but that seemed like just then exactly and, then, and all i thought i didn't think it was anything but Oh, everybody, look, the world sucks. We got to get to Titan. It's it's a little convoluted. I do think it's funny, though, and, and the art's, you know, pretty good in this. Oh, I enjoy but, the art in this. 
the the art for that rock with the necrospores is one of the goofiest shit I've ever seen. It, well, he, just the idea of the necrospores. Like, look okay, at that look, thing. I, I betrayed all of Tamaran, and the, the in return for my services, the Dominators gave me the last pieces of my god and told me where he was imprisoned. And then they opened up a portal. They opened a portal to this planet, a, a world once too cold for the necrostar, but one I could prepare for its rebirth. And I'm just sitting there. All right, you got a rock with a bunch of the necro stars like latticed around them, like they're just plants. And I want to know on top of everything else, how are you able to control people from these necro star spores? Because I can understand the necro star controlling people, but how are you, Brother Eternity slash Xander, controlling people? And this is, I think, this stuff's fudged. I think that he, I, I guess, you needed something for this Titans book. You already set up the stuff, kind of. He already had the weird play, and it works out. Hey, those were necro stars, but these are gorse. But it gets complicated. But really, what I'm saying too, when I'm looking at the art, it looks like that rock is like a, you know, a color form thing that you just stuck on there. And when he's walking around, it, I get the vision of somebody walking around a movie set with one of those fake big giant boulders because he's like walking oh, yeah. where he has like two fingers on it. He's just walking around. Then it looks like he just jumps the fuck out of a portal. And then goes in and terminal velocity into Earth. That would that would have destroyed. There's he's the Bat Xander God. But yeah, how does that live then? That he's talking about this whole play of it has to get you know warmer, but does it? I mean, the, this whole layer he's trying to play it, it feels very like we said about Joshua Williamson doing that in the old West deal and fudging it. Not that this is exactly like that, but it feels like he's Similar. making up rules after the fact to try to make us think that this was always a plan and it doesn't feel that way it doesn't feel like oh that ties in everything in abc and now we go it feels like stuff after the fact going oh i'm gonna do this even where all of a sudden just to get the stakes even more i thought it was enough that you had the dominators come in oh my god the dominators are coming like we said amanda waller does well what can i do to oh what i'll do is i'll tell them hey there's Corey and, and commander you take, but now it's that he set it up completely at the beginning. Oh, yeah. you, you keep getting these new levels of awfulness. Everything bad that's ever happened to Starfire in her life all started with this character, Xander. Yeah, and it's funny. It just goes from originally, it's like, oh my God, you sold me into slavery. Yep, I did, but wait till you hear what else I did. I mean, I set it up all of it. We thought that you were a friend. Also, she shouldn't say this when you're trying to convince you served our family. No. Say, oh my god, I really liked you. Like that would make him feel worse. But well, even like, the I... idea when he when he's fighting like like uh, Starfire, like Xander, you were our friend. You you served my family. I never served your family. I served a higher being, one greater than your precious Exal. Your family stood against our god for too long. I'm like, who else is with you with your god? Who else is worshiping the Necro Star right now? Because every every one of your followers that you have on Earth, they just want to live on a better planet. And also the other ones are controlled by you with sports. Like you're not really exactly. getting a lot of people excited for your plan. And I think that maybe that's and why a thing that, and a thing that's been in prison for millions of years. And I don't know. Just, just hear me out here. If I'm Brother Eternity Xander, why would I want to go through all of this to go to Earth to get the why wouldn't you want the Necrostar to be there? On your home planet, the planet that it was from originally. Why wouldn't you be bringing it back there? Why are you going through this whole roundabout way? You are well, getting out the, the dominators, but well, you got to get them. all the way back to Tamaran. Then, like right here, Earth, it's a it's a perfectly inhabitable planet right next but to where the he's imprisoned. He's imprisoned there, but it wasn't really great. He had to actually wait. I think that, and he can't really get to Titan very well 
He wants the boom tube. You could have done that from anywhere. You could have done that from Tamarin. It's just well, a he, weird he don't have boom tube deal. technology. Well, he didn't when he went to Earth either. He had to wait to build a fucking spaceship again. I think that Tamarin had better spaceship abilities and might be able to just kind of zip in like the Dominators end up opening up a portal and he goes through the Earth. It's just the play. But the idea that he has to go through the, all right, I got to get global warming going. I'm going to get in that <laughs> church of blood because they're pretty cool. I mean, that's really going to up the ante for me. And thankfully, and really, Damien killed Sebastian Blood so I can take over this church and say I'm Brother Attorney now. And, and then I think that he's sitting there and he's, you know, weighing some options and he thinks, oh, I got to stay undercover. There's no reason for me to really, you know, go until the end. I, I can either pretend I'm like a billionaire, you know, guy, or, or I can just run the church of blood. I think I'll go church of blood. That's not going to, you know, set off any sort of alarms. Oh no, the Titans! It just all works out, and then Corey, it's it's very odd. It were it, at the end, it's one of those where it's okay. It, it works out enough, but it it confuses. I would have things. to say that he's been here for at least fifteen years. I just want to know more about the background of Xander, of what he thought once you know Starfire was seen on Earth. You know, somebody he knew and betrayed all those years ago and stuff like that. And now working with the heroes and possibly working against him, and even the idea of like. Well, I'm going to take over the Church of Blood, you know, get the attention of these heroes that also have Starfire, who I betrayed 15 years ago. Like, all of these things like, seem like the worst decision ever to get what you want with this Necrostar. I'm going to revert back to what we said last issue of the Titans. Uh, maybe this should have been part of that Tales of the Titans Starfire book. I, agree. I mean, we said at that point that it would have been just cool to see this new kind of retcon of what happened to the royal family and Commander and Starfire Corey. But you get even more here. Like, this could have been something because, and it wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't spoil things to the point it would actually now make more sense where you would see him on Earth. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, I have plenty of time. I'm going to, oh no, Starfire's here. I better do something quick because she might find out about my plans. Let me do this. Let me go. Like, I, I love that Church of Blood. And and maybe we find out the Church of Blood has the money that he needs or he's able to do this or he has other bigger plans. But you don't really know it, and that's why when it happens here, you need to get that that sweet sweet Trigon money. Sweet, well, you get the Trigon money, and also you know a lot of the blood banks they need money. They got the blood pool shit going, right? You, you can write it out for parties. Kids would love it. It's like the Chuck E. Cheese of blood. So you end up where and all this I going that's what down. Atrocious does with his home planet. Yeah, really. So you have all this going down, but wouldn't it have been le- like it feels very forced here? And it wouldn't have if we would have had a setup and it, and it was the perfect place to do it. And that Agreed. tells of the Titan Starfire Well, issue, also giving but, us a contemporary version of Starfire in the modern day. Yeah, which this is trying to do anyway with the idea of, oh, it was a finagled deal this Xander, you know, sold him out and whatnot. That doesn't, it's still, it's one, of, like we said about the Jay Garrick deal. It's like the thing you didn't know before, it works out again. But when we ended up doing the last, episode when we had the titans on it and you were talking and one of the things that frustrates you the most about Corey tamaran all that is that it does change every time she comes up and it's especially what one parent's dead one parent's alive exactly you're not the only one still around and so when i ended up putting our deal up for a video on youtube a lot of people ended up saying like yeah he's right like this shit needs to be tied down and not that it needs to be but it It should be. be well it should be and when you have the opportunity to do it, you should do it. You have the opportunity here. And I'm saying if we would have expanded it as well, because, you know, you're here. And the way it's played out here, though, just after the fact, kind of, it feels like oh, it's just going to change later. Like they're just doing it for the story. But Xander's there. He's all pissed off and he really 
He wants to use boom tube, so he's going to try to control Cyborg. And it's just too bad because it's not about him being more man than machine or more machine than man. He is man and machine and everything that the Necro Star Spore wants to take control of his body. He ain't got one of them. And his freaking machine parts can out like, you know, process anything a Necro Star Spore can do. So he can just spit that shit out. No fuss, no muss. Yep, as Gavin Rosdell said, he has a bit of a machine head, Eric, and he's able to do it. And it's okay. It's better than the rest. I said before that we're going to get a lot of these plays, and we do in this issue, especially of, oh, no, the the spores. This is more the necrospore, but, oh, my God, they're going to jump. And even when you do have the Garo stuff, and then they end up just like Corey bites one. Bite it. It's, it's so weird the way that they're playing. Thankfully, she out, wasn't right? bitten by a freaking monkey in the, in the Amazon before to make her really sick. Because if you do that stuff, you might turn into a beast gal. That is true. We'll find that out as well. Uh, but, yeah, you get this, and now we have to kind of tie up some things. You know, I don't know if you know it, but Foxy Nightwing is out and about. And about to att- is about to attack Barbara. She's like, please don't. They're going to try to fight him off without hurting him. And that's where you end up Tempest, where Garth shows up, and they're going to go at it, but they're going to end up, you know, curing Garth as well. They're going to go and take him, and it's okay. We're playing that idea of you have to kind of almost kill somebody, or at least make them think that, so that they can end up losing the spore, but... You have Foxwing going on right now, right? And he's going after Barbara in a half-flooded Titan's Tower because Garth has flooded everything to give him the advantage. When you have this going on, Raven's going to be the one to shine here because she's going to be able to take out Garth and just teleport wherever she needs to go to get things done, right? But you have Foxwing here who's just animalistic, all bestial, no thought process about it. And for some reason, when Garth shows up and Raven's there to oppose him, Foxwing doesn't give a shit about Garth. He just he's stands just like, there. They're just yeah. working together. It seems like at this point, I'm like, what is that about now? Because if anything, you have a Necro Star in one, you have a Garo Spore, which is still essentially a Staro Spore inside of. They you should think be opposed you want to, fight to one another. Out? Like they fight the shit out. It's almost right? like a Reach Scarab versus a Green Lantern. They need to kill each other. It's one of. The, I'll tell you what. If you look at the panels, it's the idea where Foxwing gets slightly scared, but also is kind of curious. Like, like you know, like a cat. <laughs> look at him <laughs> like, with his magic powers. Yeah, you see him at that one point where he's like, he's got that body position of like, what, what? Like he's backing off a little. Where Raven ends up grabbing Garth and throwing through the portal so they can get to where they have the heat lamp set up, which was Nightwing's plan. System. And then they kind of just kind of leave at that point. Like there's Nightwing. He's back still. <laughs> it's very odd. It's very odd how all of this goes down. They even mentioned because I said, why there's didn't such they change weird choices. the choices? Yeah, there's weird things. And I said, and really, you want to deal more maybe with Foxwing, but all you get from it is a repeated joke about, man, Nightwing's a fox. Of course he turned into a fox. Of course. And then later, man, he wouldn't turn it like Wally can't get off of that joke for the deal. And it does (laughs) nothing. It does nothing. It's kind of funny. But and then works for me, Wally. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you end up where Raven is like not the softer side of raven here and this is what we get a lot with raven and stories well, it's the idea dead. where she starts to become more of Beast a baddie dead. she may cross a line and she does it and this she says at the just shut your mouth i did what i had to do and ends up sending brother eternity to the phantom zone now, feels weird they even say again, how did you do that and i'm like i don't know Look, we have seen her teleport, sending people to hell, all of this thing, yeah. supernaturally speaking. But when she becomes more science and supernatural in this, it is able to open up a doorway to the Phantom Zone. I'm like, that feels weird. It feels like, very why, weird. Why could, why could, did it have to be the Phantom Zone? I know you want it to be all like, oh, he can't hurt anybody there. Exactly. Like, you know, That's why. But like, That's it. Just 
Send his ass to hell because you're raving, you're pissed off because you think that this guy is the reason that your boyfriend, Beast Boy, the man that you love, is dead right Tom now. Taylor and can't do it anymore. You go phantom zone. I'm like, that's Tom fucking Taylor weird. Tom Taylor is a guy now who does not want to have anybody say, oh, that was mean. Like, I, I'm telling you, if you would tweet him because she's still allowed can't, to be mean right now. She should be mean right now. You have to. That's what makes these characters what they are. And she should show a, an intense anger. And for and her I, not I to kill him. I don't think him. I've ever seen her. It's freaking sent anybody to the Phantom Zone before, let alone open portals to it. They so even mention weird. it. How did you do that? Eh. And yeah. then they're like, and then you almost have the idea then that Tom Taylor, that's even too much for him. He says, she says, hey, don't bother me with it. I, I know the ethics of it, but I have to do it. I'm like, please, ethics. You would send people to hell. And then even the jokes at one point, did you send them to hell? No, I sent them the worst, <laughs> Iowa. Like, you know, that that's fun. But in this, it's like everybody in the DCU, especially Tom Taylor characters, they're walking on eggshells of, I guess, social media. Everything. You know, going and yelling at Tom Taylor. He has to get past this and he has to give us. I don't care if somebody ends up where if she sends Brother Eternity, who ended up pretty much putting Corey in slavery, ended up killing result, killing Garth or Gar ends up where half the world, if not more, are in the thing. He gets sent to hell. I don't think anybody is questioning that. And so what you have here is that it's not like she's going to keep him there. No, and and also you get where he can come out of the. Fa- it's like almost like a you know the toy box of the Phantom Zone where you can grab oh, him shit. out at, at this any point. point. Um, you can grab him out any time unless he like ends up busting a hole through the Phantom Zone because we all know that's a passageway to the it Dark Multiverse yeah, for some and then reason. Yeah, he gets to the Dark Multiverse, which then Raven can use. I want people to stop using Phantom Zone because everybody fucks it up. It's so fucked. Uh, just the idea of everything that you have going on, and that's what you came up with that. She sends him to the Phantom Zone. Doesn't make sense. It does. If you're going to do anything, maybe get a hold of Johnny. Brings you know projector. Boom. But he wouldn't want John to do it. So you even have a trophy room, a Titan trophy room on Mars. Send him there where he can't hurt anybody and can't go anywhere. Actually, you've set that up fully. Send him right there. And then you. So odd. The idea of how many stories have we gotten? As great stories of somebody pissed off because they were sent to the Phantom Zone and they're. That that's what makes stories. You, you don't have to be nice to everybody all around. Like it, it would be funny where they send him to the trophy room and he's like, "I'm a damn trophy." What do you th-? you know? And get pissed <laughs> off because that's what they do. And then this is it's such a weird play and it's driving me nuts. It happens in Catwoman later. I see these irradiated wolves, but I don't like to hurt them. I'm like, they're gonna bite the shit out of you. So you got to do something at some point. And it just throws me. And you know you. Before that happens, so Corey has to get her deal and punch them right in the face. Uh, that's nice. You know, she gets to do that. Uh, you do get a mention because I said before, like, why the hell did they should have taken Garth off the list at the front door? And they somebody must have gotten a tent and said, why didn't? And he has to explain it up. Oh, we kind of wanted to help him and let him in. He didn't need to yeah. explain it. I Even just the idea that, that, like, everybody knows that Garth is, like, you know, has a spore inside of him and they know exactly how to take care of him. Like, that feels like it's out of nowhere, too. The, we wanted him to come back as a trap so we could flash dehydrate him to get that spore out of him because we all knew this. Didn't, didn't you readers know that we knew this? Oh, that's weird. And, again, this is something, and me and you have been doing this for quite some time, and a lot of times in the past, there were things that I would say to you, like, I saw Tom King get like criticism for something, and I do mean Tom King. I didn't make a mistake. And then two issues later, you'd have something to kind of go. And I kept saying to you, 
I think he's just writing this for people. That, but Tom Taylor has become that now. Where I think people say something, he has to, like, it, it bothers them. So then he has to do it because in this, if you're going to have fun, it would be with Foxwing. He doesn't do anything. At one point, he's in a bubble. He's there, yeah. and then, hey, we'll get rid of him. And that's where you want to make it seem like Corey is a badass. It's kind of jokey and lessens a lot of the stuff where this spore comes out of Foxwing, wants to go into Corey, and she just bites it and spits it Take out. That. Even though in the next issue, the we'll see of one of these boy. things get speared and did not die but yeah i know and she's biting it like she's biting a piece <laughs> of bees like it tastes a little funny eric that doesn't work as much as the joke no, and then you, you have a nice moment though when garth comes like hey guys i'm happy now because i'm not trying to kill my friends this is great yeah okay you know what this okay. does when this shit's over garth's on the team you want that so i'm good with that but yeah off to the phantom zone and it's one I love how it's the idea where Raven's going to get real dark. Like, he, so, and we've, we've seen things with this, and then she sends him to the Phantoms, and I'm like, you weren't that dark, Raven. So we had this before. Did uh, did Garth have two Necrostar spores in him when he put the one inside of Linda's mouth <laughs> and before they went to Mars? He's, I think he has seven. I think he's fooling now. I don't know. Again, I'd say that, oh, Eric, you know, things get wonky between books, you know, and same writer. So yep. I, I, it shouldn't. These should be the, and these should be the tightest, most important of the tie-ins. Maybe they are. Maybe there's something they're going not. on, but they're not great. And as of where we're standing somehow, now, somehow at this point in time, those anthology Beast World tour books are coming out looking better than this, and and they're terrible. So that's bad. And I've told a lot of people, and I'll say it right now, and I'll keep saying it. Just read the main book if you really just want to have some fun. I. A lot of people like us, we're gonna, you're gonna read all of them, but really try to read these as a side. Don't get angry or, or what. Just read the main book and you'll be fine. But yeah, Phantom Zone. Why? When? when? How? I, I just, it's so weird. And when you have this, and this is something again, where these writers, they don't do, like, if there was a clever reason, oh, well, it'd be funny if she starts explaining, well, you know, uh, the Phantom Zone, it is actually part of the Sphere of the Gods, and I ended up going in hell, and through that, just say there's another of these weak membranes, right? You Don't do it. But when you do have, we had it in, again, I'll point out, the Superman book with Joshua Williamson, where, I don't know, we got hit by kryptonite, and somehow my powers work in the daylight, and you don't and have yours, and we're good I'm here. telling you, that, shit, that shit's infuriating, but somehow every step of the way of every instance of this story Something is fudged, not thought out, or just like, you know, completely made up to make it work for whatever this. I'm like, how, like, I was mad at the Superman stuff. At least that was just at this beginning part to try to get us somewhere. This is every instance of the story. Does it, it what, what would be the, the worst? It, would you hate it less or more if you just didn't mention it? That she ends up coming back. Well, first off, all you have to do is have him teleport away and then, hey, what did you do with him? Don't worry. I exactly. took care of it. But if she says, don't worry, he's in the Phantom Zone. And then, the, but you have Wally say, you can do that. She doesn't answer. She doesn't answer. You end up where. Because the answer is no. Yeah. You, you end up where Nightwing says, Ray. And then she just says, oh, he deserves it. And the thing is, maybe maybe that's the whole play, too, where she's saying, that, like, hey, you can do this. No answer because she sent his ass to hell and she's trying to come up with a less thing for people not to give a shit about. Yeah, I. but that's her normal thing. That's what they would expect. I, when you look at it, you have the gray behind. Maybe, I agree. Maybe, maybe 
maybe you can play with it later and do like this isn't even hell this is worse i mean you could even say that when they go and eventually i always have to mention it each episode eric because i i'm guaranteeing it where they're going to go to that frozen deal it's going to combine in with going in necrostar but that frozen universe where they have that tentacle of garo that will definitely be the way that they bring him back they go and you see his floating ass they're dead like that's where she sent him like that's and she's like oh you didn't know i i kind of nicknamed that the phantom zone as well i didn't really like guys but yeah maybe we could find out that she actually killed his ass that she really went and she just made it up because you're right she does not end up she's like yeah even when she says it like yeah yeah he's in the phantom zone (laughs) hoping nobody's gonna question her and when well she doesn't answer so maybe that is that she did something worse i'd love that that'd be something weird because i think a lot of people reading this have to have a bit of a problem that there's no real everything's fudge like you said nothing explained i have a a real problem with a lot of this book like every instance of the story i think i think i think the art's great though yeah, it's pretty good. Like the I art do like is it. the only thing that's really redeeming about this book, but ultimately I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 10. Yeah. my my. See, now I'm depressed. I wanted to be Mr. Positive today. I didn't what? even say at the beginning I'm the purveyor of positivity because I thought, I don't have to say it. I'm going to show it, bitches. Yeah, you show it. Four. And I, I say this. I already know the scores we gave at the end of this. <laughs> they aren't that great either, but actually one is. But here, uh, yeah, four. But we'll move on to the next book, last book of this section. This beast world tie-in section i like to call it nightwing well i don't know i'm trying to get my notes nightwing 110 it's written by tom taylor with art by sammy bassery vicente Cifuentes, adriana lucas and wes abbott this is a weird one as well where you're gonna end up and maybe we can get some cool things out of this but i don't know why why you're setting up a beast girl that pretty much in, in, in apex ava Who's a beast girl, but not because of, say, She's Lazarus a beast woman. Rain, not because of Beast World, but because of the exact reason that Beast Boy became the whole deal and changeling. That's the thing. It's, there's a, a bit of a weird thing here where you have a woman named Apex Ava who decided she was almost like a big game hunter, kind of a craven, the hunter kind of deal where she was going yeah, around. Yeah, she was very craven. Until, That's how I would until, say, yeah. Until she was bit by a monkey, just like Beast Boy was bit by the same monkey and it gave her an incurable illness called Secuta. And when you have this, it's like Beast Boy's parents came up with a formula that saved his life that turned him into Beast Boy. She's dying of this whole thing. So when a Agaro spore comes down and she ends up eating it, like, you know, biting and eating it because she's an insane hunter person. The, I'm guessing that the elements of Beast Boy mixed with the disease here that gave him his powers are able to give her her powers as well to make her a Beast Woman as well. Mom, it's a weird idea where it almost feels like they want to have her control people a bit. So... Tom Taylor's like, well, we had that Garo, and but that was because he turned into you have, Starro. You have all the elements of what would make a Beast Boy here with the the, the monkey point, like the monkey virus, and then you know t- t- taking on the blood or whatever from a Garo spore, something like that, and consuming that. So it's just weird. Do, do we need it? No, but no. I kind of I'm okay with the explanation of how we have Apex Ava here just <laughs> eating a Beast Boy. I, I don't think with it's the illness. greatest, only because. It's weird play, and the only way I could kind of in my mind make a, a thing work is like all of a sudden we have Shark World. All the world is right. turned into sharks, but oh, you no. know that that person over there, they, they were shark. already they were already kind of a shark, so they're just King doing shark. other. That well, I'm saying even that this would be somebody we didn't know about before. So you're not even going with a character that we know had this. You're adding one other character that then in a Beast World. Oh, by the way, she was already a Beast. <laughs> 
It's just, I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why you're doing this. You have Except the world to set getting... up a villain for Nightwing later. Exactly. Or not even Nightwing, or just the Titans in general, because it is a beast woman, you know? But, like, I can see the idea that you have all these Goro, Goro, Goro spores raining down all over the world that are turning people into beast animals, right? You know, but this, I have to imagine this goddamn monkey that's going around biting people. There's a lot of those in the world, and a lot of people are dying of this sickness. So this is just, it, it makes sense, so that somebody would end up being a crazy, hunty woman who eats a garo spore after she chews it up and swallows it and just happens to have this virus that's killing her to make her a beast woman, an apex Ava. Hey, I'm done. It, also, if you end up, this is something we've talked about before, but if you end up having somebody in Arkham, don't go by their bad name. Don't go by apex Ava. This is why they're there. This is what you're trying to maybe heal. Just go with a real name, but they want to push the Apex Ava name. It's just a weird play. Like, now we're going to find out we Gotham and Gotham Girl. Oh, my God, because they went to Africa for their powers. Maybe it was the monkeys, too. These damn monkeys are all over the place. But this weird play where now she's in Arkham Tower because when she did get this, she ended up wanting to kill people because... Well, that's of, the thing. I'm a big old hunter lady, but now that I'm dying because of these damn animals... I blame society, so I'm hunting the most dangerous game. No, I just Man. think that she went with the most dangerous game, just set up. And you have that weird play where this this dialogue at the beginning, where you have this one intern who, I don't know, can we like this guy if this keeps going? Because he's like, Man, he's it's dead. a madhouse out there. He's dead. He's yeah. dead, yeah, I do. Well, who knows nowadays? But no, yeah, no. it's he's a madhouse dead. out there. And like, oh, why do you keep saying that? It's not funny. Hey, what's up with this bitch? Oh, she got bit by a monkey. This guy knows, like, uh, she got bit by a monkey. She gets these powers, all this going on. Oh, man, that's cool. Apex Ava, awesome name. Well, she I, she has beast powers, I think. She, I don't think she, that she doesn't. She has, to her. she has tattoos on her that are get, like represent all the animals she's killed. It's because of the sickness that she has because of that monkey combining with the beast boy blood and I'm stuff like that. You, that I give her her powers. I think that she might have had it before. I, I don't know because she seems to like really take to these powers immediately. Like she knew. I, it, it's all fucked up. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in it at all. But when he ends up where he's like, oh man, she's hunting animals. That's awesome. Yeah, she tattoos herself with each animal. Oh, man, that's not as awesome. I'm like, that's pretty awesome. Like, that's pretty cool. Why would that be not cool? But yeah, I guess you're right. Like, again, that's how little I care about this character that pops up in Beast World to make a Beast Woman. When we also have a Beast Girl running around and then we have Garo sure come back. I don't think we need this. I think it's just, again, and the funny thing is beast woman. when you say this, though. An apex Ava. It is, to me, it's just going to be against Nightwing. But how can you just be against Nightwing? Because. He never does anything. And really, I'm starting to, just in each issue of Nightwing, take notice of when things happen. Because in this issue as well, anything that happens, somebody else shows up to take care of it. Well, thankfully, Nightwing in his own books is teaming up with Superman John Kent. And then even when he doesn't have that, Superman Cal L comes in at one point and he says, oh, he's down there scaring everybody. Like, he doesn't do anything. He never does anything in his own book. It's just so crazy. You could give him a little pass and then the Beast World stuff, but yeah, I guess this Apex Ava, she really took to it. Also can control people and animals, it seems, yeah. and is starting a fight club down below. I think it's because of her connection with the Beast Boy and stuff like that, and the idea that everybody's taken over by the Garo Spores and her yeah, getting her powers just, from this. It's starting to be too much of this non-explained of, oh, uh, it's just Beast Boy because he's Starro, and that's a spore, but that does this. She's doing more of Necrostar stuff than actual Beast Boy. So they go and she's controlling Damien and these people to fight. 
and you end up having now, you you tell me that Xander somehow had some necro star power in him. I can understand him controlling people, but since he doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. This Apex Ava makes way more sense to me than that. But how? Because she has the beast powers that Beast Boy has, who's controlling them. But Beast Boy isn't controlling them because of his Beast Boy powers. He's controlling because he turned into Starro. That's it. And the spores are him. This idea of like her just eating a thing going in her and now it changes completely everything that we've seen with any of the spores to now have her control things. It's not a Beast Boy power. And that's what is that bothers me. I, I think that the Xander stuff is bullshit, too. But in this, it just feels weird that because he's Starro, get it, but then it's the Beast Boy power that activates it. But then the Starro part of it is letting her then control people. I'm like, I think this is all fudge. Control all, animal people. Oh, you're going to end up doing it. Yeah, and they're, animal, and they're just going to fight. And then you have such crazy things that I'm telling you. I'm like, they're trying to be clever here. Tom Taylor's like, she was once a hairdresser. Now she cleans her teeth with the bones of a lesser. I give you yeah, undefeated, the destroyer, the flayer, Gail, the slayer. I'm like, why didn't you do something at the end with her name? It's like kind of like a, a hairdresser type thing. I don't know. Like Gail the Cutter, right? <laughs> I, I do think this is just supposed to be a shout out to Gail Simone, though, because they have a mm-hmm. ongoing thing That's, on Twitter. They said, and it stuff. Was. They said yeah. this is Gail Simone. And I'm like, I don't care. I, I'm telling you, I think that this issue is bullshit. And it's supposed to be a big issue. It's one of the big tie-ins that Tom Taylor's doing. And it is nothing you got, you, here. You got Mr. Mittens, Damian Wayne. Yeah, Mr. Mittens. Boy. Mr. Mittens. And he comes out and he almost kills Gale the Slayer. But he doesn't because Nightwing and and uh, John end up saving or stopping him, even though John wasn't supposed to go down because of whatever. And yeah. And the it's weirdest always- part about this whole thing, though, we have a ice rink that is being our place un- underground. Now, ice rink that was sunk down during the cataclysm in Gotham that they just, you know, rebuilt over and stuff. Cause I guess you can't, just, uh, you know, clear out everything you had there. You like the Jumbotron still going? You, yeah, I do like that. You have this going <laughs> on as our fight ring between the animal people because we just have, I don't know if it's like her setting it up with uh, Apex Ava or just in general people are pieces of crap. Like, hey, we're going to put some animal people down here. We're going to bet on it because it's beast world, but fuck, we have gambling addictions. We need to keep shit going. But the idea, though, we got to make sure that we save all these people that are animal people because Damien, he doesn't love the animals. We have John Kent go underneath the thing, lift the entire hockey rink up through the ground, through the thing. I'm like, did nobody build anything over top of this at this point? Did we just destroy all the infrastructure of Gotham over this, just tear this up? It's such a weird idea. And also, how did you bring it up in one piece like that from you just being a Superman pushing up on one little spot in the middle? And there's a couple of plays here that I think, like, you end up, and me and you know, Damien loves animals. That's one of the things. And you don't play enough with that. You also end up where... I don't know. We're playing like the whole thing. That's the whole reason he was down there, like investigating on his own. Yeah, but he was... that. You think that that was fully that everybody... If you didn't know that Damien didn't love animals or whatnot, because these aren't animals. These are animal-people hybrids, and everybody's investigating what the fuck's going on with Beast World. It never felt to me like he was like, oh, my God, I got to check in. On that, he was just following clues to figure out what happened and ran into that Apex Ava. I didn't really get the full play of, we know that he loves animals, but now he's an animal himself. And it's not really, and also at the end, you're almost playing it where you really want to get mad about this because it's like dog fighting. It's almost like, yeah. but, but they're also Beast World people in a comic and it, that doesn't hit as much. It's kind of a exactly. Goofy you thing. should be doubled up with your disgust because not only are these animals fighting, they're people as well. But we've also seen <laughs> so many other things, guys. Just does. I think he he has an idea that he thinks a lot of these things would hit, and I don't think they were played out as as well as he thought. 
Um, But one of the things would be, like, again, when Damien ends up where he's, I hope I didn't hurt anybody, like, he means people because they're people, so it doesn't play out as well. Uh, But there's Gail the Slayer fights (laughs) Mr. Mittens. (laughs) So you have it now. One of the things that would have been cool, you want to get me smiling, all of a sudden we look and next up is Gritty. Because we do have the hockey deal. Somebody has oh, turned yeah. into Gritty it, it, down in there with the Gritty's, Gritty's not an animal. Well, he is. A bit He's a party garbage. animal. He's a party animal. Uh, but yeah, you, have a, you know that Damien's not going to. You know he's not going to kill anybody. You know that he's not going to get killed. But they do stop him. Do I know that Damien Wayne's not going to kill anybody? Do I know yeah, that? Yeah, because there'd be no reason Brother for it. Brother blood. Yeah, so I don't know. And you end up where... Apex Ava's there and they're like oh my god We gotta take her down like you said Part of the deal is lifting up A ice rink that was down below You know yeah. next to the down below Cataclysm zoo Everything's <laughs> down below and then You know at the end They just have to get Apex Ava she gets away She ends up she getting turns away into a bird. Flies yeah, She away. turns into a bird and she says, I'll get you Nightwing And she, flew. <laughs> she did flip It's funny like they're there and then they grab Damien, Mr. Mittens. Then they take him. Then they end up solving it by, again, having... And they do have an idea here where it's fun. Because I said you can get power levels from this, but... Yeah, it's all personal, though, too. Damien thinks that he is better Stronger than everyone than else. Yeah. So that makes it so that the spore stays in there. But then you have to get that away. I'm like, we're starting to fudge things the thing is, It's so funny, this the idea of the psychology of, like, you know an animal hybrid with the spore and how it works and stuff like that, just because it will not jump to John Kent Superman because it's Damien and Damien knows that he's better than Superman. So until <laughs> they freaking shake him up a bit, it takes a while for the spore to actually try to get out and they destroy, they destroy it. So like, that's actually kind of funny. When they got, I, I actually would have liked it if it just came out right away. John kills it and then says, Oh my God, wait till day. And Nightwing's right there and says, you never tell him that. And then they just kind of like, you're right. And they walk away. I think it would be hilarious because of the John, Damien deal I think it would have been great uh, But yeah you have this where Again then Apex Ava's just running around With leopards and <laughs> so crazy. People Leopard and so, people. so crazy Unleashes It's like her butt and loo I'm Animal people you, I, I have to admit I do, I do like the character But she's so goofy And I'm thinking like we don't need her But hey whatever and she's kind of funny And you know what the craziest thing I, I keep talking about the idea of Apex Ava and the powers And how she got him how it makes sense to me I will tell you this though I'm okay. For some reason, I was okay with the fact that she's controlling the animal people, right? Like, this is her whole spiel. Like, for some reason, she woke up, been a goddamn star, and this is like the best life she's living running these animal people. She's loving things it. Down here. But for some reason, we got to the end, and Nightwing and everybody's confronting her, and she turns into a bird and flies over, like, <laughs> oh, you got Beast Boy powers, do you? For well, some that, reason, that I, I, wanted her, I, wanted her, I wanted her to be able to control animals for some reason. But now that she has the power, like, it, I guess it makes sense that I'll fight about it, but for some reason, I didn't want to see it. You you fought about it. I'll tell you that while we're going through it, because I only, well, I, I think I read this twice, but really, I think I really paid attention to the time for this. So I'm going through it. And it's removed from that. So when you're going through, you do think, I just thought, hey, she can control people. But I did. I thought that was weird. I thought it was odd. But then she did get bit by one. And then at the end, she's just like, I'm a bird, bitch, and flies away. I'm like, oh, man, we got beast power. Like, I think most people didn't realize that until the end. It makes sense, but I don't like it. But Where do I? it's just weird. I'm telling you, 
now that we're going through it again, she's walking around with that fucking uh, panther and a deal on leashes <laughs> like she's fucking Mike Tyson. Just so walking cool. through that bitch is so cool. Like, I really, it's one of these things. If people have listened to us she's for got a while. A, she's got a cougar man. I mean, a jaguar man. She's got a wolf man at her disposal. Look at this shit. I mean, seriously. So this is the, the weird play that you might end the up. And again, man. I'll argue that I don't really want another beast woman type deal. That's fine. But An apex this Ava character is, is one of those. It's one of those characters that we always find these stupid characters like this. Like even in the tower story, I forget who we always like. And then the next thing you know, they're gone. We never see them again. And we're like, what well, happened to her? She's Beast Boy mixed with Michael Vick. Why wouldn't you want her? I know. She's there. And Mike Tyson. She's got, or maybe even a, a Michael Jackson. She's got fucking animals all over. <laughs> she's off the never man. Oh, yeah. She, I love where she gets away. And like, I'm going to hunt you, Nightwing. I'm like, all right. Maybe the first thing you should yell, first take care of, of Heartless for me. But like I said, <laughs> in this issue, there's a bunch of times where Things are coming to a head. People are going and, and facing off against each other. And what Nightwing does is he's there and says, oh, you never heard of Superman. And then you have John do something. And then, or you have, oh, you, it's always that. It's never him really get, he's always getting in a fighting stance, but never fighting. And then even his, he lets her get away. He has oh, yeah. her. And even with that, I, I feel that Superman, John, Kent, and Damien actually do the brunt of everything that you need to do in this issue. And when he is confronted with the bad guy, she gets away. Yeah, exactly. This is Nightwing. This is what happens. And he tells John, don't come down here. I'll take care of this. We don't want you to get infected by. But if he didn't come down, they're not winning. That he Nightwing doesn't do anything in his own book. This is a tie-in. This is different. But it's what everybody's been saying in the regular deal. And with Heartless out there, it's kind of a joke. It's a real joke of that him not really paying attention to anything that's going on in Bloodhaven while getting praise for doing such a good job in Bloodhaven and then there are the Titans who are supposed to be bigger than the Justice League but nobody thinks it's so weird well even in his own book because you complained for a while even before we had a Titans book that the Titans would always just swoop in and save the day essentially to give him the power that he needed to do whatever he needed to do in any kind of issue and even since we've had that though we've had the backups in Nightwing where it's all about him training John Kent even in his own book now John Kent is the yeah, feature of the book it's essentially all, yeah. like it's not nice. It must be like, you know, it's a brave and the bold issue every time with Nightwing anymore. So, or like just like Nightwing and company. I would like to think I was on one of the cutting edges of hate there, Eric. Of, uh, actually, not Stuck even hate. On the cutting edge of hate. No, I don't want to be that. So I'll, I'll rephrase that, that I actually said to everybody, including you. I mean, you kind of argued about it because you love the Titans. We didn't have a Titans book then. So it makes it sense. You want to see yeah. more. But I'll tell you, I know the exact time where I really got upset because it took out is when Wally said, you don't understand. Every I, I zip around Bloodhaven every five minutes. Like I, I'm like, you can't do anything. It's it's over. I mean, Nightwing has he won't do anything. You have it's all like this when going Superman on. comes to Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So there, there's issues. Uh, it's a shame, but it, see, you got me. You son of a bitch. I, I'm t- I don't like this issue for like really like. I don't know. Is it philosophical? I like Apex Ava, and I think it's kind of fun at times. I don't like this issue because, again, it, at points it's too jokey. It doesn't. But at the end, we were like, having a lot you, of fun with it. Everything with this issue, I, like the things that I don't like, has has everything to do with Nightwing. Essentially, like even something like that's not true. But the the the, uh, the premise the premise is a little thin. Nightwing's not existent, but the stuff that's going on in the books with the bad guy, even John Kent and Damian Wayne, it's a lot of fun to be had. Now, here is my 
final tally the art's of good too. all that. I do like the art. Uh, and when I first read it, I thought, this is kind of stupid. You don't need it. Of course it's kind of stupid. It's Kitty Boy Night of Damien. It is, is our that. Premise of it. <laughs> and you even have a meme cover. But is that, what we need? is that what we need for the big event? This is no. where I was coming from before. It's like, we're already upset with the tie-ins. We need some more information. You need something to have some more meat. You want it to be deadly serious. And then you get into this and it's all jokes. But us going through it, maybe that's better than what we say got well, look, in the Titans, right? I'm I mean, telling it's fun. You, it, it, it's definitely better than we got in the Titans. But even the idea where you have a big world-ending event right now, the Titans need to be front and center to take care of because, honestly, they helped cause it. And even John Kent says, hey, we got a world-ending event. Do you really need to be here going after? I need to be here. He's a brother. I'm like, you're taking time out of being a Titan to save the world because of Damian Wayne's a little cat boy. Look, I understand there's a personal situation, but you have other friends for that, like a Superman, to help this. Yeah, and actually, Superman just showing up. John Kent, Superman, could have just done it himself. He really could have. Nightwing's just there as window dressing, pretty much. Even the idea where at the end, you do need to heal Damien, and the way they're playing it, Nightwing maybe couldn't have done that either. You have to get John there, who's the big power that it's going to jump to. I yeah, well, Tom but Taylor, it's fun. He don't have a, he don't have a John Kent book to write like that, so you got to put him in where you can. Yeah, I also wondered at one point, like what what does happen because you do see it here. John flies through an area, and all the spores jump out. It's almost like you know s- sperm heading for that one egg. Like what oh, yeah. does what does happen though when only one of them can he gets go impregnated. into John? He gets pregnant, but do the others then you know make a Yui and? <laughs> I guess they do. I guess they don't find other hosts. But well, maybe it's like Garth with the Necro Stars, where they all just jump in his mouth at once. Well, what I think happens is they all jump out of these mouths, right? They're going around. They figure out, oh, I can't get into the Superman, and then they go back, kind of like a guy who breaks up with his girlfriend for the but the other girl doesn't really like. So you go back to the other guy. Hey, I still like you, baby. They go back in. It works out for me. But Apex Ava, I love I, it. I, uh, <laughs> So funny. We did like her look more like the last deal. I think they go, it's like so over the top to make her something into a weird deal of this type. I'll in the tell Beast you, I might even I, go down the line where this doesn't even work, like like because of how she got her powers similar. I want it to be something that goes on right now where she then has to team up with a tattooed man to get those animal powers to become tattoo things on her. I don't know. Well, she always got Beast. She could just turn. I, I'm just saying. I, I just want to say, like, if that doesn't work out, like, you want to do something different with the character, does not make her beast woman. I just, I thought that when we saw her, she was already down doing. Like, it's weird too. We saw her doing things. Now she's in Arkham Tower. And she's well, that's sick, a flashback. And then we, but she's sick and this and that, whatever. But when we go, I just thought that what it was was she controls animals. She has, you and know, she does? And all of a sudden. And what I'm saying that I thought that was before. And it would have worked for me, like, well, what does that do? Well, it's even better now because they're human, you know, turned into animals. And boy, I can really take advantage of this and was like, oh, man, this I've been waiting for this damn beast world my whole life. But instead, she has to, you have to add that. It just was too much for me. But I still had fun talking to you about it. What would you give this? 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, I, I think I'm just a 6. I'm a 6. I, I was lower. Might have been a certain, like, two letters and a number. Right, you know what I'm saying, Eric. But uh, actually, I think we all know you, what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a a P U four is what I was saying. But uh, yeah, I had fun talking. I I do hope that we get the character back, and hopefully, when she does show up, Nightwing can fight 
and do things himself. You don't need everybody else to help. And maybe we could actually figure out how she's able to control these animals and what her connection to Beast Boy is because if Beast Boy is all just going to try to heal her. Right. Beast Boy should be able to control these. So is she deeply connected to Beast Boy where she's right. able to take on and be able to control things? Or even maybe control Beast Boy once he gets back right. to normal. I don't know. I mean, now we're talking exactly, about crazy Exactly, but I look forward to seeing it. I, I don't think that we're going to see her that much. I think she pops up a couple of times and then disappears, uh, is my opinion. Just like every villain except the Joker. Well, or the Penguin. I, I just, I don't know. Take care of Heartless. Stop at Just get rid of Heartless and then we'll talk. I do know that coming up, we do like the idea. We have an annual Nightwing annual coming up uh, a couple months from now, and that would be the perfect time. All right, you're setting up an event. Let's see what's a. Oh no, it's a uh, origin story for B. Like all right, B Blood, the Pirate yeah. Queen. Yeah, the Pirate Queen. We're gonna get I thought more we already had an origin story yeah. of B Blood, the Pirate Queen. So did I. So did I. I think we're just gonna see her get adopted. That's that's the whole plan. It's like I, I could have sworn I already saw that in, in a previous issue of Nightwing. We're getting that in April, Eric. I think it is April that we have that annual. Well, Tom, Tom, All Tom right, Taylor's well, have ideas. I got you. Yeah, and I, I think he's even having somebody else write it too. <laughs> he's like he's passing <laughs> that one on. But that's what they're doing. When boy, you could have had an Apex Saving well, just introducing you. You could have had Heartless. No, you can't do that because you might have to take. Well, we already had an annual with Heartless, and that didn't really lead to much anyway. So. Can't have too many annuals, Eric. Uh, but yeah, that's the deal for this section of books. We still have two more books to end the show, and we'll go to them right about now. Well, he stares into the mirror, moosing up his hair, blows kisses to himself, and he really thinks that tear is tear. Well, that's just every shame. Looking for a star screen, or maybe a hot cap. Spends all his money buying all that crap. We have two books here. They're okay. I mean, the the idea of Green Lantern War Journal, John Stewart book. People love the John Stewarts, right? And it's something that you've made me appreciate. If I was just me out and about, you know, Jimmy comic book buyer, as you I, are, I would have probably never even picked this up in the beginning, but I would have dropped it by now because I was confused and I saw a lot of people saying. They were confused. I did mention to you, it's funny, because I do believe last issue, I said, oh, you know what? It's starting to get a little basic. And, I, and you were like, yeah, I don't I like, like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. You didn't. I was like, oh, it's straightforward. And you're like, yeah, I don't know if I like this as much. But you do continue that a bit here. You, you end up having character work, kind of repeated character work. But I still enjoy it. And I'm wondering, I'm worried. That you might not, but let's get into well, it. What's such are we a weird about? idea, the idea of this book, because there's a lot of homework to get into it. Even the concept itself is just an out there concept that I don't know if a lot of people are going to be able to grasp or even know where to start with the idea of like Dark Crisis, Worlds Without a Justice League, you know, Green Lantern, with the idea of that dream world that John Stewart was in actually being a world in the multiverse after that was all said and done, where then we have a Radiant Dead, Radiant Dead Revenant Queen coming to this world in order to take out John Stewart because she couldn't take out the John Stewart of her world. So that's how revenge works. And then the idea is like, okay, we've got to take our John Stewart who's all juiced up with God energy right now, and we got to turn him into the John Stewart of this other world who's juiced up with God energy, but make him as good as that one. Okay, we've got to do that now. And for some reason in the previous issue going into this, we got to put him back in a ring. Yeah, and it just we I understand we like you have it. to you have to do something because you put you painted and you had you made it into the idea that you had to put him in a ring because he's got that radiant dead energy in him and every time he uses his Green Lantern energy that is just flowing through him 
is making the Radiant Dead take over his body more. But if he goes and takes one of the Radiant Dead Green Lantern rings of this world and uses Genesis energy to charge it up, he can use that as a tool that it's not him using his energy. He's channeling it through something so the Radiant Dead can't take him over. And I'm just sitting here, I'm like, you put him back in a ring and you made him less special. And I don't That's understand why you do and, that. And I think it's because now this is what makes me laugh about this issue. Because you get into it, a lot of crazy stuff happened, right? A lot of, I mean, the idea of the revenant kind of, I said it looked like a dead ring that they used the Genesis on to turn it back into kind of a Green Lantern ring that he can use. That is very, very kind of, you know, out there. It's a little confusing. They, they don't even mention it. They don't even have like an editor's note. They don't mention it. That's when I realized like sometimes I'll say, Oh man, like they missed the boat there. No, no, no. I think they're on the boat. And what they've left behind is that bullshit. And it's not bullshit. <laughs> it was part of the thing, but it, it yeah. almost feels like they've decided that was too wonky. Let's get them in a ring. We don't want to deal with yeah. no more. And let's leave so that behind let's, and move on. Once we get this ring going, let's just go with it. And because of that, two people this week actually asked me, I mean, me of all people there, asked me like, what's going on? I didn't think John needed a ring. He didn't have a ring. I'm like, oh no, it's confusing. Yeah. Everybody it's weird, on right? the opposite side. And so, yeah, you, you have that play. Now, when you get in this issue, you're also going to deal with his mom. And his mom, we already had the idea she was senile. She has dementia. This she thinks that Ellie, her daughter, who is dead, is still alive. We're getting back to that. To give you that care, it feels like they're saying, okay, don't think of anything that happened. These last two issues were just going to go. And even each issue is just like, like yeah, don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, it does feel that way. And it hasn't been selling well. But by the end, I don't know about you, but I got this feeling like, okay, well, this book isn't selling. So many people are confused, but is this the step because they want this book to be bigger? Almost like you always say, oh, it's the most important book because maybe this will do something with the whole overall, you know, United Planets and the core because of how the rings and all these people are. I don't know because it was at one point where they even say like, you know, the whole cores. In fact, it's a weird play. But maybe this is supposed to be bigger. I, I don't know. But then Green Lantern War Journal here. number five, written <laughs> by Paul Kennedy Johnson with art by Montos, Adriana Lucas, and Christopher Sotomayor, and Dave Sharp. And it is so freaking odd for the idea, though, because we talked about it. In, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before that, where Shazam out of nowhere felt like it was almost like a reboot kind of issue. Like, forget everything we had before. The new this is new reader friendly. Jump in here, and we'll give you some like you know like uh, some feedback on what's been going on as we move along forward and stuff like that. And this feels the same way. John Stewart's back in a ring, and maybe it's a collector's item because now he's in a new costume as well, a new Green Lantern costume, and it's pretty much like. All right, he made a construct of his baby sister, or, you know, his younger sister, for his mom in the first issue. And now that his mom's awake after being attacked by uh, the Revenant Green Lantern Barros from before, she's awake out of her coma, but she's still having problems, maybe even worse problems than she had before. And she really wants to know where her baby Ellie Rose is, so John goes and constructs a new construct of Ellie Rose for his mom. But he's acting like this is the first time he's ever done it. And then the idea that he has to put all his energy into this now that he has rain because anything's possible in your Green Lantern. It just seemed like it came second nature in the first issue. Maybe it's a more uh, like a complex construct for how he's well, trying to do it. it seems to be, like that, but, but he 
he should have referenced it, that he did it before. It, well, it's even weird. that, because I actually was confused a bit that I went back to check because, like, was I remembering the first issue of the series or was I remembering the, the, the uh, Dark Crisis tie in Green Lantern where he had that as well? Because everything starts swirling around with what happened before, what's continuity, and, like, what is actually going on between this fake world, which is actually a real world, what's been going on with this new version of John Stewart, who's now going back to his old version and maybe, like, still has less power, the same power. I don't know because he has to have a ring to channel it now because of the radiant dead that's inside of him yeah and so when you get and me and you when it did happen we said oh and right away you think parallax you think of the crazy stuff how did and we said this never works out you said it right away you're like oh my god this never works out and then it just disappeared well, even, well, it, even back in the day when kyle rayner created a just a regular yeah, contract and stuff that's like that, what you brought never, up he never took it away, and this the construct became this character Oblivion. It gained sentience on its own because it was never essentially wished away by Kyle Rayner, and it became a big bad for Kyle Rayner at one point. So along those lines, of just keeping that construct along too long, almost like the, the me-seeks in Rick and Morty and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really what you get then, to throw Rick and Morty in as well, you get the Protect Summer a bit, and you have to make sure when you have a construct like this, it's like a robot, it's like any sort of horror movie. When you give it that prime directive of, Make sure nobody hurts mom. And the, this construct says it itself. It says, oh, I'm going to make sure nobody harms mom. You have to set parameters. <laughs> I mean, you, you say that. Now, and then, are we talking about, like, you know, emotionally? Like, my, our exactly. do lies count? What are we talking about That's here? That's what I'm saying. Girl? Because you have mom, you know, Shirley, I guess, and she starts getting upset when they say, Natasha comes in and goes, listen, no, John, he's not a little boy anymore. He's a, he's like, no, no, don't say that. And all of a sudden. It activates. And I don't know exactly what that construct may or may not be able to do, but we're going to get a horror movie. We know we are. Well, and even the idea, like when John breaks down, like, you know what you are. It's like, I'm your heart. I'm your mind, your memories and your will. Most of all, I'm a piece of you imbued with your power and your love for Shirley Stewart. And I'll die before I let anything happen to our mama. I'm like, OK, take it down and not say a construct, girly. It's a weird thing that when I when you read it, I love how you read it, Eric. I was in the in the scene. Uh, so you end up where they, it, it's a weird thing because I don't know exactly how they're playing with what the Revenant will, you know, the the Radiant Dead and his well, infection. Right there, you're talking about that idea. We're using a a repurposed Radiant Dead Green Lantern ring. Powered with source energy for some reason. Who knows the hell that does? But to bring it back online, and now we're creating lifelike constructs with a mind of their own, essentially, but but base, basic programming to a degree. But you have that radiant death in there. Like, is that a part of the power that's inside of you right now? Sure. Even not even inside you, but in the ring itself that was taken over by the Revenant Queen. How about this? How about that, John? Like he's being smart here, and and he he thinks we're dumb, right? And I well, I don't think he is either, but. The idea when, hey, do you know who you are? She says, I'm your heart, your mind, your mouth. Is this maybe that he's pocketing a little bit of himself aside as well? So if he does get taken over, he can then re-get himself like go away. The conqueror this? That's what I'm saying. It's, it might be a way. Just the way that, it, you know, Ellie Construct says it, it feels weird as if like, okay, I'm going to, I know I'm going to get taken over at some point. So I need. Something that's me, that's pure, that's not infected here, so then I can kind of reboot my. I don't know. The problem I have is when we had the God Storm of the God, I might actually say, 
or ask you, is that something you could do with that? But now that he's got Who the knows ring and it's a Revenant deal, it's infected. Well, that's my problem. So I wonder right, if he is like a new, new well. guardian, um, um, like a new like a new new god, a new like mortal guardian situation with power that no human being should have, and we don't know what that means because we've never been able to truly see what that means. And now he's back in the ring. So even the idea, it's like. Let's say the Revenant Queen gets what she wants. She kills Jon Stewart of this world because she's mad at another Jon Stewart from another world. And all of a sudden, oh my god, what are we going to do? And he's able to recreate himself from the construct he left of his own personality, memories, will, and stuff like that because he can just do that as God. Maybe even that's a way to like you know change what's been going on because even though I've been wanting to see the Mortal Guardian stuff of Jon Stewart since the mid-90s, I don't think anybody knows what to do with it anymore, and they just want to put him back in the ring. So maybe that's a way to just say, okay, the power's gone, and he was reborn into a new body where he doesn't have those powers anymore. Yeah. Now, getting away from the one, because it's very one, this is a weird book that suits me better now because I didn't understand the stuff before. So I'm like, okay, I don't have that. It's a weird thing. I mean, the idea of going with continuity is one thing, but to kind of push everything the book had aside, that really, like you said, made John unique. And made it kind of a cool thing, but maybe it was too much. Maybe there was too much uh, baggage. Hell, too it was much too much when they learning. gave him that tattoo ring after, like Scott Snyder's like, ultraviolet lantern stuff. Again, these are things that all pile up, and maybe this is better play. But what you do get here, I think, you get some really good character work, and even the point where, and we'll get to Natasha because I think she needs to get a talking to. But once John goes to talk to his mom. And he is upset. He's got to go. They're going to go and try to find the Radiant find the Re- Revenant Queen and the Radiant yeah, Dead. The Radiant that, Dead. They made them sound too much alike. That Everybody, I, I have such a problem. But when you go and you have somebody, and it's a really good depiction of what happens with someone with dementia, because Ellie died, right? Ellie died. Yeah. And he knows and saw how much that killed his mom before. And because she has dementia, he... He can't let her do that again. She will She will go through that pain again because she doesn't remember that Ellie died. And he almost gets there, and then he's like, he can't do it. And I really like the play where she's really upset, and it, it's all that combination of not remembering something, not understanding, because at one point she pops out and says, this is in our house, and then realizes that it's not his father, it's actually John, and then he can't take it anymore and says, and he's leaving, too. So he goes to make a, but I really like the art where you don't really get it. And it really goes with where you have the play of why John didn't have a, a mask, why he didn't have a, anything. Because he said, like, you wouldn't see me cry. And he's crying when he makes that contract. I didn't even see it the first time. He, he's crying still from his mom. But I think he's crying because this just looks like his baby sister that that's dead. But it makes them feel okay, I guess. Why is this different than what we're doing this in the first issue? It's not. And it's weird. This is definitely more of a, like, an intricate kind. Like, before you could almost say, well, that was just for one little scene and then it did. But we didn't know. It just kind of was. And we thought this would be problems. I think it's just a redo. Uh, But at at the one John's about to leave. And Steele's like, all right. Like, Good luck, buddy. And he says, oh, if my mom wakes up, hopefully she'll be better, you know, a little better when I come back. Natasha steps in. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wake up. You didn't. You didn't t- I'm like, ixnay on the ache up way, girl. Because then Steel's like, not now. Like, and Thank Steel you for being a real friend, Natalia. Steel comes off as a prick. Natalia. Natasha. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Natasha. What's wrong Steel comes off as a It's daylight there. You have problems. It's not nighttime. Uh, Steel. He looks like a dick, but Natasha throws him under the bus so bad. And 
afterwards they're just left there on that rooftop i swear to god she is fired steals like i don't care your blood whatever get that fuck out of here i don't want to see you again it's so embarrassing but then god doesn't say anything but they go off and then we're gonna start throwing other things in which actually threw me off a bit as well because as they go and try in the ring can seek out the radiant dead that's what it's yeah, trying to do and so you go down Southern way, you go, you know, the Amazon rainforest, and they see even from above, like a burned out thing of the dark stars. I'm like, that's crazy. And then when they get to this village, that's been he kind of goes and sees all these different, you know, they did this, and even to the point where, oh, these eggs aren't good. Oh my god, damn you, you radiant dead. And then he goes down, and there's this ripped apart village that has a dark star. Big symbol. And, well, not even that. There's there's dark star symbols everywhere. Some are made out of like freaking sticks, like it's the Blair Witch Project out here. But yeah, it's pretty just hanging from trees. So I, I have no idea what this is because even John's like, you know, what is this marking? The mark of the dark stars. A different kind of lantern core. I was once one myself. I would have said they had nothing to do with the radiant dead, but now I'm not so sure. I'm like, so what is that? The thing is. <laughs> Dark stars are fine. Even like, I, I say fine. It's still really far removed because even the last time I feel like we dealt closely to them, we had Grant Morrison calling them the black stars and they were a different kind of sect with the controllers. But I don't even know how it worked out with Grant Morrison's the green lantern. But when you have that going on, it's like John was a dark star in the mid nineties after they decided not to go with his mortal guardianship anymore because the core was gone. So you didn't have anything for him to do. So he just became a dark star and sort of Donna Troy and all this other stuff. But now it's just dark stars out of nowhere. So on top of everything else that we're dealing with, where you have all of this homework, all of this bags you try to get caught up with, trying to understand this book, throwing in dark stars and possibly dark stars from another multi, like a universe, because it's radiant dead stuff, which I don't fully understand. Neither does John. How it like you know connects in this? I'm like, I don't know if this is the right way to go. Like I'm all for some dark star stuff because it's fun and like harkening back to that era of John Stewart and just dark stars in general with the controllers. That's cool stuff. I just don't know if you're ready for it here. Leave that to the, the next arc. If you get that long, maybe I don't know. So yeah, you end up, it's so weird because then you end up like Shepard's like, Hey, uh, you know, what's that? Oh, listen, it's this dark star stuff. Don't worry. But while I'm at it, let me make three constructs of dark stars. I, I don't know what he's doing there. I, I, why is he making, Dark star constructs that are legit, like Tomar 2's there. His own teammates, yeah. It's all his teammates and lovers, Eric. But you end up where these are legit dark stars that he makes. And it's like, what is he, waxing poetic? Is the ra- But he doesn't react to it. Well, they're currently doesn't on say, his mind. Yeah, he doesn't say, though, like, oh, my God, what's going on? Like, it's weird to say, ah, you know, they were a different thing. But boom, then you have them. I don't know. And when you say this idea, because what is going to happen with Hal Jordan and with John Stewart because they, you know, the United Planets have taken over the core. They have quit. They're on Earth. They're quarantined. But when you bring up the idea that the Dark Stars were around when there was no Green Lantern Corps, it's like, is that where we're going? Are we going to set up the new Dark Stars to kind of? Di- I don't know. What's well, the thing is, we we've had Dark Stars a little bit in the past. I think it was during Venditti's like Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern run, where they showed up for a little bit because we had a Controllers arc, which was okay, but they were never prominent. Even like harking back things before, they were just kind of there. And we dealt with them really quickly. It felt like and the Controllers were the real threat. But just having Dark Stars here, no idea what it means. And I find it even weirder that you know. We were following the Radiant Dead to the Amazon rainforest where previously we knew that they were taking over like the lot, like the, the tribes, the freaking, the, the animals in the area and stuff like that. They were just making everything Radiant Dead in the area. And John is like, all right, we're going to follow them there. And for some reason, he believes Varen, who is the Green Lantern taken over by the Radiant Dead, whose ring he's now wearing. He's 
Well, I'm saying he's out there. He's like, Varen, come out. Let's finish this. I'm like, <laughs> I thought Varen was dead and he had his ghost inside your ring. They're like the, ra- the like radiant dead space that you previously were in. And I don't yeah, understand how that works. When all of the, like, you know, the thing that actually is there is the Revenant Queen herself. I don't know what you're looking for with Varen. So that feels weird to me. Well, and I saw some people get confused about this because he's there trying to find Varen. And then you end up having Varen's kind of Green Lantern buddies. They come down yeah. and they're like, From hey, the we're, we're the Green, Green Lanterns Lantern of the United Planets. We're here to get, we're allies of Varen. We're here to get him. Or if he's, you know, dead or whatnot, we're going to take Chill revenge his on that. And, and you have John's like, you know, because he's a nice guy. Like, oh, thank God you're here because I could use some help. I mean, yeah. Baron, he ended up getting taken over by this radiant dead. I have, oh yeah, I have his ring. And they're like, why the hell do you have your ring? And they start freaking out. Like, you wouldn't have his ring unless you were the one who did it. It, The scene doesn't last long, but suddenly then you get a voice and it, they recognize it as kind of Baron. They're like, man, that's Baron, but why does he sound a little different? To then only show that it is the Revenant Queen, and I think it doesn't play out well. I, I don't have, understand because I, I don't understand the Revenant Queen. Legit, one person said to me, "Man, I thought when did Varen get like boobs and and long hair?" I'm like, I, I think that's the Revenant Queen. <laughs> I think she was fooling him, but you never really see much where they're like, "Oh yeah, I get it." She was like baiting him in, but they, she didn't need to bait him in. They were there. No, like you know what I mean. That's the weird play and. The minute that she says, oh, I'm here, and it, him kind of pretending, you know, the deal. Hey, I'm here, Catamac. Well, what's going on? You know, I'm here to collect someone. people for the, the Revenant. Quit. And then they, they get turned. Like, you didn't need to fool anybody. I, even the idea that it plays out that the I think the Revenant Queen just likes to, like, say that everything was her doing. Because John pretty much showed up, and, and she's talking crap like, man, I led it. He didn't really lead. Yeah, he was kind of following the ghost signature, but that was supposed to be in the ring. It's very odd. It, things change so much. But I, I'm telling you, overall, though, I could understand this issue for the most part. I think that it's bringing up questions when we never got answers to a lot of other things. And other times, though, it's just kind of repeating stuff that we had previously. And I want to know why the big deal is now. Yeah. And I, I think the big deal is, hey, we got to get people on board. And, Maybe the now is, and I, I think I said this the last time we talked about, you know, the last issue, that, okay, now that Phil Kenny Johnson's off of Action Comics, oh, what else do you see? Oh, I'm going to go and read this. Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's like, hey, everybody who read that, that, you know, he kind of got kicked off because it doesn't seem a lot of people were enough people. But if they show up, like, it's, but most people who read comics, they know that they should start, oh, he's doing that I'll start from issue number one, and they're going to be confused. But I, t- but I did like this issue at point. It's just a repeat well, of That's okay, it's, but it has a lot of problems, though, for a story that's already, like, you know, bogged down with the amount of things it wants to tell and homework that you should know going in there, to the point where we're rehashing things, and I'm like, have things changed? Do I need to be understanding things that I don't fully understand, or are you just rehashing things for the sake of rehashing them? I don't know at this I point. I don't know because either. Because the book is very convoluted, and I say that, and usually it's a, a negative term, but I don't mean that. It just means you have to have a, a heady knowledge going in, which I can appreciate, because that's fun so, to some degree, especially if you're into the things that they're throwing out, but it's just that this new version of John Stewart's never been fully explored, and I feel like we're getting rid of it, but I don't know if we're getting rid of it fully or just aspects of it. That's and the problem. I'm just left wondering, where are we right now? And in this book, we had some little twists and turns. We had at one point, oh, my God, this is the future. We And then we find out, no, it wasn't the future. It was an alternate, you know, multiverse deal. And that kind of tied in, like you said, the 
Just League without uh, a, or a, what is it? Earth without, a just, without, league, a, just without league. a just League. So it tied into the that. Crisis tie-in. It, it worked out a bit, but there was so much heavy baggage to get into that, including the Jeffrey Thorne book, which really a lot of people didn't like or read. And so when I, mean, I was, as far as I'm concerned too, Mosaic. Yeah, I, yeah. And then you go back and you mention it every time we do bring that up. That is something hard to find out and about oh, because yeah. it was written mainly by Gerard Jones, I believe, who's pretty much canceled. And yes. if you end up rolling your eyes when you hear canceled, he, he, no, 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 no. <laughs> he, did, yeah, he no. did some really bad things. Th- like, th- I don't believe it's it's canceled. It's incarcerated. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's what they call it. I, I believe they call it in jail. Is what, <laughs> so I don't want to make it seem like it was something so little. So, no. But. So you have that. And so when you're going into this, like, I was confused, but you were there to guide me. Suddenly, I don't know. I'll give you the play. Suddenly, I understand what's going on. And it kind of takes a little bit away from me because this was our book. (laughs) This was the book that you were almost like you were my daddy telling me a story. You would tell me all these things. And it's it's kind of getting big. But now it's starting to get convoluted again with the Dark Stars. But overall... This was the quickest issue of this whole entire series. Oh, right? I mean, this was so, I, it amazed me how quick I got through this. Here we are. We're standing on a roof. John Stewart's about to go leave to find the Radiant Dead. He realizes Mom is awake, makes a construct, goes to find the Radiant Dead. There's the Revenant Queen. It's over. Yes. Natasha's a bitch. So you can't keep him out. I mean, we have it all. Or is it Natalia for some reason? Oh, Natalia. Stupid mind. <laughs> Natalia Al Ghul, I believe you you would call her. Ah, oh, it's a comma. So you end up where, yeah, I, I I don't know when when I ended up my only work that I did when I'm like, who are those constructs? And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, I'm figuring it out. I'm like, I'm gonna get Eric really good with these things. And then you didn't care. Maybe I'm I'm thinking I'm like they have dark star symbols on. I thought you could put it together pretty easy. It's Farron Cole Colos, Eric, one of them. Farron Farron Colos, who ended up teaming up with Guy Gardner to fight Parallax. Pretty mm-hmm. cool, right? Tomar Pretty too, cool. You know, right? He's in the beginning. And then uh, Amarin Dethalus, who was a Dark Star, obviously, and then was a lover of John and actually quit the Dark Star and went to Earth and worked at a company that he did some engineering thing. I'm just saying, if we're following the history at this point in time, the way it feels like we are, it's like, okay, John's a mortal guardian again. We're referencing his time as a Dark Star after they canceled all that plans for that stuff. Next thing he has to happen, he's going to get paralyzed and put in a wheelchair again. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's going to go to a Yankees game with Guy Gardner. That'd be pretty cool when Guy's going to like, I think I'll be a warrior. <laughs> if Guy ended like where we're getting this, why aren't we getting Guy as warrior again? Just go for it because me and you like that. That would be no, fun. I agree. Yeah, that'd be some, really... I'm telling you, that's the thing. It's not even the idea of just becoming warrior again. Like, I don't know if it's just too much, but give him Voldarian DNA where he can make we- weapons. Pretty, he has a shape-shifting weapon body for anything he wants, but also a green lantern ring. Maybe it's overkill. I say it's fun. Well. In this moment, you are at a point with these books with how what what Jeremy Adams is trying to do, but especially this where they are having to twist and turn weird things to get things. So the Voldarian well, DNA, I, you, I, I don't I'm, think it's out of question. <laughs> we I think, get I it, think right? summertime we're getting the next event we're going to get after you know the main summer event is going to be like you know a uh, zero hour two. So like everything from the nineties thirty years ago, it's all new well, again. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be even shocked. Uh, I'll be amazed, but I won't be shocked if we get Voldarian DNA again. I'll be all for it. Maybe we'll get some more green. Jeff Jones tried but... to kill that like you know twenty some years ago. I'm like you know we need to bring it back. 
out of nowhere, he's like, okay, Jeff Johns, I, which I love as a writer, but like, I'm doing Green Lantern Rebirth and I'm putting the core back together again and I'm bringing Hal Jordan back to life. And for some reason, that whole thing, it's just out of nowhere because Guy Gardner has to be a part of it. Oh no, my Voldarian DNA is acting up again. Then a Green Lantern <laughs> ring goes on him. I'm fine now. Cool. I'm like, that is the worst explanation to get Guy Gardner back in a ring and get rid of his Voldarian DNA as possibly can. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, just as an aside, me and Dr. Matt on the Patreon, we're going through Zero Hour and there's full out armored up guy just still oh, yeah. still a great guy though still screaming every room he's in he thinks yeah, no, he's leading the charge up, when you say armored up guy oh that's the thing you know what that's the deal i don't actually don't remember how it takes place in there because zero hour actually once it actually happens and you go back to the zero issue of all the series that like you know the reboot from the timeline right there that's when the Voldarian DNA com- becomes different. I think back in the day before that happened, the Voldarian thing, like the, the the warrior chalice that he drinks him, actually gives him like red armor constructs. It's red armor. That's what he has yeah. on. And and thank God it changed the zero issue because the Voldarian DNA stuff is so much cooler. And uh, the red armor is odd, but in that uh, issue when he kind of first shows up and Kyle in that has just become Green Lantern. So yeah. he's kind of shy. And he uh, guy goes over to Kyle and goes, hey. What do you think you are? And he's like, uh, I'm a Green Lantern. He's like, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that. And Kyle's so happy. He's like, oh, my God, Mr. Garner, thank you. Guy is pissed. <laughs> he's like, the hell's this guy talking about? And he, like, walks away. He's all pissed off because at that point, Guy is really concerned with, hey, why is Power Girl pregnant? It's so crazy. The whole thing well, is even crazy. the idea, if you if you read the Guy Gardner Warrior series, it's so crazy, too, because the idea is, he just got this new power, and I swear it's like two issues later, the zero issue happens, changes everything you just dealt with, and it like changes the power once again and says, oh, no, this is what actually happened, and this is how the power works. All right. These are the fun okay. things we talk about, Eric, but these are the cool things. And yeah, uh, what I'll tell you, though, and it may be playing out in real time, Eric, is when I did read this, again, it got me kind of thinking about other things and past things. When you have the, and the, the Dark Stars that are in this, like I said, Farron Colos, and yeah. this is their first appearance. They haven't been around. They, they've been gone. So this is kind of their first appearance back as a construct, but still kind of opens up things. And I, it seems like the Dark Star bit is something very important. We'll have to see how it goes. And maybe that's the swerve. Maybe they're like, Gosh, okay, this other thing isn't hitting. Why else be here? <laughs> Sitting there like Blair Witch freaking sticks. <laughs> and if, if we're going to complain, it would be, well, why were we reading the other stuff? It, we don't know. that. The worst part is there's nothing definitive to say that everything before yeah. is wiped away. But it feels like you're lessening some things, making it a little user-friendly. But while you might get upset about that, because, again, you were into it and whatnot. And you said you like when things are complicated and you have to do some work. But I'll give them credit that if they did this because they realized and actually talked to people and people said, I don't know what's going on. I can't get into this book. And they are actually the course correcting, then yeah, and it is. So a course correction like this might be a kind of a, a shame, for, but it might be for the better. And again, the thing is, up, I, I'm right there with you. A course correction at this point in time, if you want the book to succeed, you need it because this is, like I said, it's a hard book to get into, especially with a lack of knowledge for the Green Lanterns and John Stewart's past for the last thirty some years. But if you course correct in the Dark Stars, I don't know if that's the best direction to take it because that's still. That's still a hard hard road to follow. I think that at least if you're bringing back Dark Stars, you're starting from square one in the book. It's, you're not saying, well, uh, again, you might want to go and find out about the Dark Stars. But if you set it up here and develop it here instead of like, oh, you got to read Jeffrey Thornsdale Mosaic and also the, you know, Worlds Without a Justice. That was well, that's too the much. Thing is, it is too much. But now the idea is, OK, you didn't want to go back and reread Green Lantern Mosaic. I get it. People used to put that on a pedestal. It's kind of a garbage story, personally, but I just like what they did with Jon Stewart. 
You don't have to read that anymore. What you have to read is the Dark Star series from the 90s after all of the plans that we had for Jon Stewart was canceled. So you understand Jon Stewart's point of view from that time of his life. What I'm saying here, though, is he says to Shepard, hey, I was in the dark. What are they? Ah, just a different thing. Like, he's already dumbing it down. And then you get those constructs. You're like, okay, this might ease us in. And maybe we don't have to go back to that. Maybe you set it up here. And, and the reason being is that, hey, the Green Lantern Corps is being taken over by the United Planets. And I don't even think they have the Dark Stars on the DC Universe app, Infinite app. They may not. And they, well, oh my then God. we start fresh. We start fresh. <laughs> uh, I did, when I talked to you and I said about this, in fact, it was from a solicit that's coming up that does say, the Green Lantern Corps has been infected. And I'm like, okay, is that going to be that this is, like I said, this is the big story and you got, I don't know, but uh, I think you have to do something because this book compared to the regular How Jordan Green Lantern, which is the main book, but that yeah. is like people are saying, I'm just going to read book that. Ever. It, yeah, and <laughs> this, this one is kind of just, a, it feels like a non- it feels like, hey, people like you who want to get back to Mosaic. <laughs> because uh, you love The craziest it there. part, the thing is, like, you know, all this crazy stuff is going on somehow. This, to me personally, like nobody else, I think ever, this feels more like a Green Lantern book than the regular Green Lantern book right now well, does. And what, uh, what I'm saying, that it's so, this is such a convoluted book that the, the conversation turns convoluted. What I, what I was really going with, too, you have to get it to a point where you can combine the two books in an event, maybe a crossover. And this one feels like at this point, like I said about the infection, it feels like this would be the book that the crazy stuff for an event or a crossover would come from. Hal is just kind of doing his Hal things, and we like the book enough, but this one has the big ideas that I think end up feeling like it could be an event. So who knows? But I think that's what's ha- so weird. And then what we need are the four corpsmen back together again with Simon Baz, Jessica Cruz, and Joe Mullen together to try to take back the core because if the Earth. If no, no, maybe I don't even know what's up with Teen Lantern anymore. Her powers were gone as far as I'm concerned, but who knows? But, you know, the, the Earth Lanterns need to get everybody's asses back on track and get the core back to where it was and out of the corrupt hands of the United Federation of Planets. Yeah. Led by that parallax that came back from Convergence that's flying around somewhere. That's He's going to steal everybody's power again and become <laughs> even more powerful. Maybe he'll be, uh, you know, he learned his ways. He learned the air of his I don't think he air. did. I totally he's still, as far as I'm concerned, even though it wasn't part of that continuity until later, but he's still got that yellow insect monster inside of him. The that parallax. is true. I thought you were going to say he was screwing around with Ollie, the Green Lantern. Uh, but yeah, I don't even know how that even plays out anymore. But at the end, you do have the, you know, the Revenant Queen reveals herself. Ha ha, Lanterns of Boa, Jon Stewart, you've come at last. I'm going to take you down. And pretty much says, you know, you, you're nonsense. The infection, you're trying to stave it off, but you won't be able to. And you were so worried about that that you didn't see that I was devouring your very world. And then you Not have my world. And then you have the funny thing is all the things you talk about. And then it says next and and beginning. I'm like, oh, crap, we're really just going to reboot this. <laughs> I, I, you do have a way to kind of end this in a weird because it's so multiversey and things with this. Maybe it'll just go boom and you just reset. I don't know. But we'll see. But that construct of Ellie's definitely going to be doing something bad. I, I can tell you that. Eventually. But, yeah. And it's just, and when John goes, it, it's not a green, crazy construct. So I think he's going to have problems even taking it down. So lifelike, Eric. And it's going to protect the mamas. And mama be like, why are you fighting Ellie? Oh, it'd be the worst, Eric. But what would you give this? Oh, I'm going to give this a six out of 10. I think the art is strong. It just feels like it's such a weird repeat of an issue where it doesn't really go as far as you want it to go for everything we've had built up to it so far. 
Yeah, I'm a 7.5 because, it, again, I now can understand it a little more myself. And maybe that's because I'm basic. That's just me. Huh? That is just basic me. Bitch. Basic Jim. They call me Basic Bitch Jim Bitch as my middle name, as you know. But I think double up the bitch. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just said, like, Basic's my first name, Bitch Jim. Jim's my last name. In this but then it was like Basic Bitch Jim Bitch. Well, maybe. Maybe it's just Basic Bitch Bitch Jim. Right? Double oh, shit. it up, like you said. Just double it up. I don't want to. I want to know why it's doubled up. I don't even know what we're talking about. The next book is because it's light out. The next book is Catwoman. So we just talked about a book that we're like, okay, might be doing a little course correction. It's kind of intriguing. Maybe we're not getting Dark stars, intricate get deal. Dark stars, all right. Maybe you're setting up questions before you gave answers. Then we get to Catwoman, which I don't know what the hell they're doing in this book. I really think that there's a play Denied here lives. where... When Teeny Howard comes to them and says, hey, listen, I have this story. There are so many spots in my mind that they should say no. I mean, right away saying, oh, Catwoman has nine lives. No. Like, oh, well, she got it in a way in the whole Gotham War, but not the way we saw. No. No. But also, it might be different. (laughs) Yeah. No. And and, get this. There is some Tiki God Cat deal. That's it. No. That may or may not be connected to those other things I told you about. No. And so when you get to this issue, and then the big explanation here is, oh, get this. Catwoman is going to go into a nuclear disaster area, go into a Chernobyl, and end up pretty much having her skin just fall off, and she's going to deteriorate from the inside with with just I'm telling you, by by the end of this issue, Catwoman looks like that bad dude from uh, RoboCop who got lathered in toxic waste. I agree. I don't understand it. I, I don't know why it, it's doing this. It, it's such a weird play. Plus, where people did say to me, hey, you know what? This is actually a pretty decent issue. This is uh, it's you a know, different really kind of it. issue. It's a different it kind tr- of issue. It tries to do something on a more personal basis than just Catwoman losing lives for no particular reason except for these dangerous heists. Now, and that's the thing. It's weird because I, I will say it's less personal. Maybe, but it's weird. At, she when you get Superman up, involved in the, the idea that they're friends and stuff like that, it feels like it's more personal and how she has to do stuff on her own, even though it's Superman's weird, there though, to help because her. Because she's there to get – it doesn't make sense, man. Superman's a dick by the end, I'll tell you. You end up <laughs> okay. where Catwoman, Catwoman's like, you know, I have these nine lives. She's bored. She ends up – at the beginning, she ends up calling Dario and Emiko, and I even thought the way that you set this up was a, probably a little confusing to some people if they're jumping on, but – Dario, Emiko, they're doing their Catwoman stuff. Emiko's doing it more of, a, stuff. A, more of a personal deal because she's like, yeah, I want to take down some of my gang, but I really can't do it myself, so I'm going to do it with the Catwoman. And, yeah, they do that. It's fine. It's actually more of Emiko and Dario than we did get when Selena was in jail because every time Which they called, they were just delivering food to give the Duchess through the vents and things. So you do have that. That's okay. Uh, but then I love where Wonder it's okay Woman's if, like. If you're into that, it's such a weird idea. It's a weird side faction to Catwoman mythos right now, where it's, hey, look, it's Catwoman, but it's not Catwoman you're actually reading this book for, and Dario. So hopefully you care about Tomcat, the sidekick of Catwoman, who's actually not Catwoman right now, or like the, the fake Catwoman. Do you mind? He's okay. He, uh, get, now he's becoming, we said, Dario, one time he shows up, he's buff. The next time he shows up, he's. Oh, dumpy. Yeah, and this, he's fighting legitimate ninjas and holding his own at one point. But I'm like, okay, but let me give you the credits real quick before we uh, jump in, which we already have. It's uh, written by T.D. Howard. It's Stefano Raffelli on art, Veronica Gandini, colors, and Lucas Cattoni. 
on letters. So like we said, we start off and we see that Catwoman is still doing things. It's just amicable. When you get to, to Catwoman, who's there in a hotel eating somebody else's food because she's done there in Markovia. And then it's like, okay, and she gets mad. Huh, well, if you're not going to talk to me, fuck <laughs> you, and throws the phone. And then just starts heading out into the wilderness because she explains she has nine well, lives. All her, right? Well, all her stray cats that she's brought into this hotel room and feeding, I start going and become freaking magical mystical. You even have the cat Tiki sitting on her bed. Yeah, yeah, it's cat Tiki again. And again, these cats are there, and she's like, I'm going to get going. We see that she's used some lives. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> the whole concept, this is where I get Teeny Howard, even when you had a Gotham War, whether it was her full idea, but the Gotham War, hey, it's all based on if Batman will agree to rob rich people. He's never going to do it, so why even no. try? And so in this, it's just, does anybody like this? But you're going to play with it. Let's go. And the other time, she's like there in that circus of the weird underground fetish, eyes wide shut deal where it, that was weird. Flamingo was. It, this is a little more, it feels like it's more important, but when she explains that she's heading into because there is a, you know, a nuclear power plant that ended up, you know, melting Having down. A disaster, yeah. And in the plant, there is this like crazy nuclear glass, glass corium. Yeah, so oh, there's sorry. that black glass corium. Yeah, sounds like some run that Han Solo would do. It's, well, it's, Jim, yeah, it's if, made, right? You, you don't understand though. It's a byproduct of nuclear meltdowns. It's the most radioactive thing humans can make with their own bad ideas. It's so radio. It's so radioactive that it's self-heating, self-melting a swirl of nuclear lava with potential eternal energy at its core. If you can get near it, after two, after just two minutes in the presence of the raw corium, a person takes on enough radiation to be dead in a week. Why do I want it? Call it a challenge. The unstealable score. I'll exchange my sample to a morally sound, interested party and have their capes contain the rest. And I'm sorry, have the capes contain the rest of the idea is. All right, look, I'm going to steal this stuff, give it to Star Labs so we can do some really cool stuff with it. Hopefully it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. And then I'll call Superman up to destroy the rest of it because for some reason he hasn't done this yet. Well, that's my problem. That's why I said Superman's a dick. Because even when he shows up at the end and you want to have the feels. Why did where, he show up? Why but, did he show I, up? I, for the feels? I don't know. He showed up. I, I bet you at some point. <laughs> so maybe, flustered. I'm telling you, if you ended up having Batman show up, he dies. Nobody yeah. else could get here. But when he well, shows up. I don't know up, why anybody shows up. Well, when he shows up, when Superman shows up, all you're doing is pretty much putting a stamp on the idea that he should have showed up before because he would have been able to go and grab that and take care of it. He could have taken it. Well, not even the idea of grabbing that. Just get rid of it completely because that's all Catwoman wants. Like, hey, you take this bit here, which won't kill you. Give it to some good guys, like get some good scientists, and destroy the rest. And that's all I want you to do, Superman. I'm like, gee, Catwoman, I should have thought about that years ago, shouldn't I? Yes, you should have, Superman. You know how Teeny Hour tries to play it off? She goes, oh, the, the heroes might have done this, but there's no Justice League right now. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. There'd be no reason. <laughs> if you said, if you're going to do anything, play the deal that we even had in the new 52 and had things, they would do something, but. Superman can't come into Markovia because that would be looked at as, uh, you know, pretty much a foreigner coming into a country. Faster than a speeding bullet. Who's going to say it? I know, but at least that makes sense. They're like, oh, no Justice League. <laughs> so we're going to let this go. And she mentions that Look, this is the problem Prince with this Brian's issue. in prison. Ain't nobody doing anything in Markovia right now ever since, you know, freaking Le- Leviathan took over and made it into a fucking floating city. Yeah. Well, what happened? <laughs> what happens here in my mind? It's what Teeny Howard always does. 
She ends up, she has this idea that she wants to present as something like, then this is kind of like an environmental thing. And then, uh, yeah. But she has no, like, prison. She wanted to kind of rail on the prison system, but had no idea how the prison system works. So she messed it up. And it got, and this is the same thing. She's saying things like, oh my God, the Superman and should have come in and got it. But there's no Justice League right now. But then, like, a page later says that this was two decades ago that this thing melted down to make it so that it was so bad that it's still that nuclear this late. And it doesn't make sense. And she says all these things going at one point, too. And you realize because it's pretty much narration and Catwoman talking to the reader. And you realize that Teeny Howard is terrible. At one point, you end up where Catwoman legitimately says, hey. And since you're counting, we don't need to. I'm like, who's ca-? she's talking about her lives. She's like, I can't yeah. do that because if you're counting, who's counting? Like, none of us. Like, well, even the idea of that. who's counting, because you have the idea she's mystically charged up right now with nine lives. where She's already lost a few based on her terrible decisions with the heist in the story arc so far. <laughs> but now I, I don't know how far these this mystical nine lives will work because. She is so covered in radiation. She's losing. She's pulling teeth out, panel by panel, with how like you know, and it's it's so gross. Her freaking skin's falling off. So like gross. That, and does does the nine lives mean this is just going to grow your teeth back? Is that a part of it? Or are you or are you just gross now? Like, are, is it like your nose going to fall off? Is it going to grow a new nose for you? Teeny Howard finds one little thing in this that I thought was kind of cool because the idea if she does die in the nuclear deal. She's just going to re, she's going to wake up there and die again and she won't be able yeah. to escape it. But maybe I think she could. Like if she ends up dying, everybody leaves. She just runs out then. I mean, that's what she was doing. She might lose two lives, but she's playing that deal. But when she goes, well, you in, get to the point though where t- the radiation just kills your muscles. Like at one point when she's even trying to escape and being chased down by people in hazmat suits with machine guns, she is losing like there? her insides because they went to Corium as well. They saw somebody go in and like, oh shit, we're going to get this Corium and get the hell out. Here's the problem. You're going to get the corium, but you can't get near it. But just because somebody goes into it doesn't mean that then you can hang outside. They're all going to die, too. It doesn't make sense. If they... Well, at that point, they're even saying it's worth it because our families will be rich. Yeah. I don't know how the families are getting shit. It's so weird. Even then, when you go in, you have these weird plays. And I did look this up to just make sure. And where how she's explaining how radiated this whole place is. I think that she looked up something on Wikipedia and read it wrong and went because she ends up even going to the point where because there's a nuclear just disaster of all disasters, it is still going. You know, this is like Centralia. This shit is still just radiating everything. So, yeah, and she says, oh, the, the forests are lush because, they, you know, people can't get in here to deforest them. I'm like, no, but that radiation no, could be radiation. there. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think that radiation. And there is a weird deal where if there's slight radiation, it does end up at points making things grow better. But not when it's this bad that she's explaining. This should be a dead zone. It really well, should. This is the far or, off places of it. But she's saying that nobody can get near there because of the radiation. And that's why everything's so lush. And you can see the plant from where she's saying this. And then she gets attacked by irradiated wolves. That come in and start attacking her, and she has to explain to us that she doesn't. Want, I hate this. I hate it I'm so a dog much. Person. I always say to you that it's like you know they have to. Oh, oh, good, good. These are robots. And like this is well, I don't really want to kill these irradiated wolves, but I, I think I'm going to have to. So forgive me. They're just defending their home. It's not their fault, really. 
here, take my my coat and hat. Take that instead of me. And they're like, yeah, we're Radiator Wolves. We'll take your coat and hat. That's some good shit right there. I wanted them to get on top of each other's shoulders, and now they can go to an R-rated movie. That's all I wanted. I wanted them to go walk around in this coat and hat. Oh, look at us. We're fancy. Yeah, they attack the coat and hat, you know, because they're a Radiator Wolves. That, that ties in later to be an important play that makes no sense. But she goes in, and even then she's like, hey, and the dialogue. Is so over the top as she's doing this. It's, it's kind of jokey, but she's going to go down into the core and get this crazy substance, oh, yeah. which then turns into like a Wizard of Oz. So I, all of a sudden, she I see where she's going down, and then it becomes the sparkling. I thought she was hallucinating, but it's the, the sparkling core of the blast, black glass cord corium, and it's like a, a it's like a forest. But then when she goes to grab it, her her fingers are falling apart. I'm like, oh my god. This is so bad, but she gets it and she puts it in a lead box. That's when everybody shows up because she says and it has to go through. Well, they can't really use this. This they must have been looking at me with binoculars. Like they're just standing around with binoculars, waiting for some asshole to go in there and grab the stuff. Which apparently like, All right. there have been a lot of assholes because she's walking past bones on the way in for everybody who's tried in the past. And that's the weird thing. I get where she's saying. Like once she puts it, nobody's like coming out with, okay, she's contained it. Now we can go. But everything else is irradiated. These guys are dead, but they come out because you have to have some sort of fight. But she's falling apart. I mean, she is legitimately at this point pulling teeth out of her mouth for some reason, then like chucks it on the ground. I think that's supposed to be badass. Is there any reason for that? And then Teeny says, nothing ticks a man off more than a girl who's ugly and happy about it. What is going on? All right, you're falling apart from, because of this radiation. You're the you're keeper. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, "No, no, I think they aren't really pissed off. They just want to steal what you stole and get the fuck out of there because it's well, radiation." The these guys are going to overpower until a cat, a mutated cat, comes up there and starts talking about how it's the Egyptian god Bastet and has the one who's given the power and everything like that. You can't die right now. So she has this weird hallucination, which could possibly be a real thing with the tiki cat god thing that we have, just becoming a full fledged shadow form, and saying. That, then the forces of eternal gods of old and stuff along those lines. Now you you have to use your gift for good stuff. All right. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there and there there's the cat. Don't die right? yet. Don't die. It's yelling. Don't die. You can't. I'm like, you're all radiated too. What are you? And then it starts like she thinks she's seeing things. She might be. All this is getting to a point where like I don't know what's going on. We, has she lost the life yet? Has she? Because she's gone through less than this and being irradiated like. Maybe she has because she keeps worrying that she can't find a safe place away from this. Didn't really plan this out very well, if you ask me. Because she did say, if you are in the presence of this, you are going to die. Yes. I don't think she counted on the fact that it was going to hit that hard that quick because she is falling apart. Then those guys Gross. are fighting so that yeah, boils oh, everywhere. it's bad. And so it oh, boils everywhere. And so she's trying she to figure out. She with the raptor's arm. Yeah, true. Like, she does look like a leper. And then she's like, hey, I, I think I'm just going to die. I'm just going to die. I tried. Oh, my God. It was my hubris. And that's where you get, oh, I'm the god of hubris. And hey, I'll get you. But don't die. And then starts spouting off nonsense, which then gives Catwoman an extra oomph, which I don't know how. But she then reaches through the the, the crack in this tower. This power play and grabs one of the guys and then says, if you shoot, you know, I'm going to 
you're going to have him use them as a shit. I think they're just shooting what, this guy. I, I'm telling you, he totally should because even the idea is how, how do we get out of this now? Okay, she's hiding inside of a silo that has a crack in it. They're going to use explosives to blow her out and just pretty much kill her, essentially. Just wait till she, she dies. The, you know the what guy I mean? who was putting the explosives on, she just reaches out, grabs and says, Hey, I got this guy. And he's like, Don't shoot. And this walks away, pushes the guy over, and then runs away. And I'm saying, you just told me how it's worth you dying to make sure that your families are rich for all of their lives and stuff like that. You're killing this guy and taking her. And you saw what she looked like. You saw, and she ran back into the silo. All you have to do is wait it out. Get in your car, listen to some music. She's going to die. You could tell that. I mean, even then, she's in the silo. You got hazmat suits on. You see the boy. I don't even shit. care about that. Screw that guy. Shoot him and t- kill her. I'm, you don't even have to get that far. You don't have to plan explosives because if you blow this fucking thing up, now you have to go through the rubble to find this thing. But why do this? You're making more work for yourself. Just sit there and say, all right, bitch, you sitting there. You're going to die in like, so much for the Markovian education three system. hours. You're going to die, and then we're going to take this. So you're, you're screwed either way. Hey, thanks a lot. But you know, they're planning bombs and shit. Just to get, like, things do happen in this just to get Catwoman in the next spot. Because when she does kick the guy, they're not even following it. She just runs away, but she can't get that far away. But then Superman's there. Superman comes in. and so, like, Because she's in pain. And he couldn't, like, you know, look away from the quarry. And what were you thinking? I'm like, how did you know any of this was happening? Look, I know you're Superman, but what are you doing? And if you knew it, why didn't you take care of it before? And so, and even that idea where Tini Howard th- thinks that, okay, Catwoman is always through the score. So that little aside of, I'll take my bit, one piece for me, and then the rest for Superman to destroy. It's like, that's even weird, but okay. But when Superman shows up, he's like dilly-dally. If this was the real, Superman would not ask a question. He would have come and swoop, grabbed her. Hopefully she doesn't fall apart the way she and taken her right to a hospital. He wouldn't have been like, hey, what's up? You look bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. No, no, you look like you're going to die. And then out of nowhere says, yeah, I kind of heard you talking about having nine lives with my career. Was that real? I heard your voice over in Gotham talking about dying and coming back. You weren't being metaphorical. No, it's true. Trust me. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm safe here. I'll wake up soon. (laughs) Yeah. So Superman is eavesdropping on everybody. Even that, like, that's pure Superman. I heard you say that, but was that metaphorical? I, I'm just, I'm just gonna go out and tell Lois that he's listening around for Catwoman's voice for some he's reason. He's listening to Catwoman's voice. I'm telling Batman. The hell with that. So, and and so they're sitting there, and she's just falling apart, and she's like, "Yeah, but still, I know they get kind of further away, but still try to like take." And you could go to a hospital. She's gonna die. Yes. Take her to a hospital. Get her some drugs or something. I mean, Superman, go get some H. Get something so that she doesn't wow. feel. She is in such bad pain. She says, I'm burning from the inside. Uh, there's, good, there's good news and there's bad news, Selena. You recovered from your injuries <laughs> of radiation because of your nine live mystical powers, but now you're addicted to heroin. You are, and she's like, Where's when are you going to tell me the lives? When are you telling me the bad news? <laughs> she's, she's like, Okay, but can I play the piano? And then you go for it, right? Like, No, actually, you came back to life, but you still don't have fingers or teeth. She's like, well, at least Bruce will love me. And he's like, fuck that. Ugh. He's out. <laughs> he's there. Where's Vicky Vale? I need to know where she is. Get Talia on the phone. But now she's falling apart. And you get a play where we've had issues. We have an issue by Tom Taylor <laughs> in the Batman Superman book of the New 52 that we think is the greatest thing ever. And it has a scene like this of we know you're going to die. Let me sit there. This is horrific. 
She's got boils. There's shit falling off her face. Right now, as we're talking about this, I just happened to be on Twitter at the same time. But also, it's the actor Paul McCrane's birthday today who played the toxic like guy from RoboCop who just dies. I'm watching the scene right it now because works. it's his birthday today. But she looks exactly like right now as she's dying of radiation poisoning. Yeah, it all works. You mentioned him. That's who she looks like. It, it all comes in. I'll tell you a little synergy when we're done. That happened today with me as well. But you ended up and it had nothing to do with the toy. You have boils all over? I, I do. I boy no. Uh maybe from that shit weather that got on me. But you end up where Gross. all this is like every but it's one of those stories that you get what is trying to be told, but every step of the way there's just something there that's wacky, doesn't make sense, or just you you, you don't know. And when Superman shows up, a lot of people I saw praising in reviews of how great this ending was. I'm like it doesn't make any damn sense. It's just there to be there because you need somebody. You want to have somebody comfort Selena in that feels way, but nobody else can but Superman because, but why didn't he go and solve this in the first place? But hey, no fuss, no bust. She's got nine lives. Now it looks like she'll be fine. Yeah, she might be four now. I think it was that we were at three. She asked if I was counting. The answer is no. I'm not counting. I'm just waiting for this whole idea to be over with and you going back to be Catwoman. And what she ends up when she starts, the worst parts are when she starts talking about the lives, because she starts then like, well, I got three down, but I think I have this, but I need one to go, but I wanted one spare. <laughs> she starts getting all over the place with it. But yeah, I just need you to get back to being Catwoman. This isn't very good. This is, it's probably the best issue of this whole nine lives yes, so agree. far. Still not good, but it, it, it's like, I hate to say it, Teeny had her heart in the right place. But her pen went a little wonkier when she was right. But I could see what she was trying to do. It just didn't work out well. And you kind of force and You get where Teeny Howard. And she, is it this ancient Egyptian god giving the power? Is that tied to the bag lady that we saw at the rubble of where the Lazarus pool was? Or is it, you know, the Vandal Savage media right in general? Because we still don't have a concrete answer in this. Is she just hallucinating the cat tiki thing? The god? Who knows? It's just such a weird idea to have this. You have nine lives power. She keeps referencing, you know, Vandal Savage's meteorite coming down, and that's the thing that gave it to her. But who knows at this point in time? Or at part three of the story, it's like we're just going through the motions to get rid of all of these lives, and we don't even know why she has them right now. Definitively, you can make any, you can make all your guesses you want from what we have yeah, right here. Yeah. But I who think knows we'll what never it actually get, is at this I, point. I think it'll be ambiguous. Where I think she's trying to make it ambiguous, but I'm telling you, if I'm hallucinating. I don't know if that I'm hallucinating boils on a cat. Uh, that might be, that might have been a cool tell of like, oh my God, that cat was fine. She must be hallucinating. Well, that's the thing. No. Is, I'm going to say the cat's actually there, but it talking to her and turning into a shadowy Egyptian god might be a hallucination. Yeah. Well, once it ends up going with the eyes, those eyes are the tell. I think that it, it can jump between cats, right? It jumps mm-hmm. between puss and puss old and ladies. Puss and boots, it is. Yeah, and old ladies and whatever. Whatever you need. I mean, and at one also, point, it was all hey, of the cats. It? Did we have that like that uh that street clown in Paris yeah, that or France clown. it was previously that too? So so freaky, that clown, right? So freaky, but it's very odd. Uh the art's okay though. The art's pretty yeah, good. Uh, and going forward, I did end up I was talking to Yeya and he had mentioned and some other people had mentioned that uh we don't really talk a lot about the art, so he's he's gonna give me little things that I will end up like, oh and you know, point out maybe from him because I don't see things. I can't see shit, but just as an aside to go. But with all that, what would you give this? Ultimately, I give this a six out of ten. I think the art is fine throughout, and it actually is the 
I'd say the most personal story for this whole thing, especially I say personal in the, the, the degree that it's like, okay, Superman's going to come in and comfort Selena on in her time of dying right there and ha- have this personal experience with a su- like kind of a friend of her situation. That's where the personal aspect comes in. The rest of the story is like, hey, it's another heist, but it's the highest stakes ever. And there's weird shit going on that's hard to follow at times. And people are making very odd decisions throughout. Yeah. Yeah. What did you give it? Did I say a score? Six out of ten. <laughs> I, I, you might have, actually. I'm going to give it a six as well. That's one of the higher scores we've given this. I can't go any higher, though. No. It is, it is an odd book. <laughs> it's a very odd book. It's, we have fun with that, it. The whole thing with the ending of Superman, it's a very nice ending. It's, it feels out of nowhere to have this nice ending, but it's nice. Yeah. I'm t- just getting it to, like, the, when you see the setup, is like, okay, cats in a hotel, go uh-huh. to this meltdown. Oh, the forest is lush. Oh, attacked by these dogs. Then, oh, man, men are bad because now, and I mean, oh, mean men, I mean humans. They're attacking me because I'm going in there. It's just like everything is these weird domino effect down the line. Well, even the idea of this weird bit where, like, in the narration talking about this Markovia power plant at one point, you know, after the meltdown, Markovia decided that people wanted to have tours to go through. Yeah, and they did that until what? people started dying. I'm like, I'm like, is that something that happened in real life in Chernobyl that we're referencing? Because right that seems like a fucking stupid idea. Because she said it happened decades ago and what, what like hey it just melted down come and get it while it's hot boys <laughs> i want to be a tour guide oh man i'd love to see that you know active nuclear meltdown holy moly and you're there like oh shit my jaw just fell off oh well i had a good tour then all of a sudden they're like oh my god our yelp score is fucking going down to the bottom of the barrel here yeah because everybody's dead actually maybe that's the play you can't really exactly. complain when you're dead uh-uh. but even i i I tell you, even the idea where you're setting up all these stakes and then the big thing is, man, if you come in contact with this, you're going to die in a week. I'm like, a week? Like, why are you why are you extending this? It's so weird. But, yeah, that was just so she could run away and die later. But maybe Superman will say. An hour later. No, yeah, there's no way that she survives. So I guess she, she no. lost a life. So we got that. But I'll go six as well. But with we got all some teeth that. Back. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we, we never really spelled that out. But I guess you come back all anew. I don't know what the rules that's the thing. are. It's like, that's the thing. It's if I get my head cut off, is my head going to like regrow a new body? Is my body going to regrow a new head? Is my like going to be get like uh, tentacles out the neck and crawl back to my body and put it like itself back together again? Is that how it works? I, I don't know. And I also, it seems, it's weird. Where's the, like when you die, where do you end up? Because her, she seemed to move at a point in these a little bit. Like, I don't know. Remember, she died in the vent. Well, I guess she then came right back. And the remember, like she went through all that. And she's like, "Oh shit, I died in the vent." <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't get it. I don't get it. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that's that. <laughs> what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Batman Superman World's Finest number twenty three. Nice, nice pick, Eric. Way to Thank go, you. my friend. Mine's Jay Garrick, The Flash number four. Oh my, it is almost like my latent metagene for enjoyment was activated there. It was activated many a time, especially talking with you, if you know what I mean. I do. You know what I mean? I'll tell you later. But here's the books that we're going to talk about later, as well as me telling Eric what activated my metagene. (laughs) I'll do whatever. (laughs) Ah, but we have a bunch of books. We have seven books, I believe, that we're going to go through next week. Two of those books will be Patreon only. That means exclusive to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. They're picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. And I'll let everybody know when you get on the Patreon, you have a bunch of levels. Each level, you get more shows. The top levels of the badasses 
They end up having the polls for the picks. They end up in the poll. Boom, boom, boom. And then choose up to win with our lives. Exactly. So we end up having that. So, you know, you can head over to the Patreon just at first. Listen to the thing. If you kind of like, I wish I could vote, go up to that. Be pretty cool, Eric. But here are the books that we're going to talk about. A book that Eric loves. Not many people are talking about. Amazon's Attack. Number four. I loved it until last issue when Josie Campbell turned into a Mary Marvel book for some reason and made Newbie the dumbest bitch alive. Well, and then with that, how Tom King then got the Wonder Girls, who knows? We'll see how that plays out. But I thought that the book was, well, it was doing the heavy lifting with this whole Definitely. global deal. But also, it really did feel like, you know, something that we desperately need the Escazita tribe information, and you kind of get there and kind of went right past it. So I, I hope we do get some of that as well. But we also have Detective Comics number 1081. What's the over, up Jim. to? Oh, my God, the intermezzo is over. Now Gotham is going to forget about that. Now the real story. I, I really hope, and this is my, uh, really, this is a hope here, that when this happens, it's the classic twist. Batman's so upset. Oh, my God, they all forgot about me in Gotham? Why did all these things? Oh, my God, they forgot about me. I better turn off the... Oh, it was never on. Those assholes. Like the idea where it's out of sight, out of mind, and then he just disappears and boom. Thalamus engine isn't real. But, of course, yeah, he actually goes down, and he's like, show me where the Thalamus engine is. They're like, what are you talking about? There was never anything called a Thalamus engine. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, no, and he's getting out of the shower. Like Bobby Ewing doesn't really make sense, Eric, but I like it. Uh, what also no, doesn't make a sense? Dallas reference what, in 2024. What, what also doesn't make sense, though, besides outdated references, right, is the idea, oh, my God, they forgot about Batman. I wonder what Nightwing thinks of that shit. I wonder what, you know, Damien thinks. I wonder what. They got different things going on right now. Well, of course, Damien just joined a soccer team. He's got a lot on his card. We also have a book that is a mind bender. Eric, it might mind freak you out of your pants. It's the Flash number five. Yeah, we're doing stuff, you know, sideways realities on top of things going on with Jay West in the basement of the school with his shirt off crying. With I don't know what's happening. shirt off crying? Maybe, like, playing bongos on his belly? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think that. that I think that we are. I do, too. I, I think we're also, uh, what I saw in previews, maybe, or we are going to get more into what Jay's doing. In that basement in the boiler room with his shirt off. So that would be a, a good thing to go. It's very weird. Um, I, I don't know. I, I was going to say something profound there, but I, I really can't. <laughs> the thing I want to say that's profound is I really want to go back to the day that we had the cosmic grail come down that held eclipso for some reason. I'm telling you, I want to turn the issue around all the time to solve the mystery. <laughs> all that shit we yelled about. Uh, but overall here, my profound thing was just that he's got to get to a story that anybody can grab onto. Uh, even the people who like it, when they try to explain slightly it. Slightly follow, even. I'm not even grab on, just even slightly follow. They like it, but they slightly follow it. So when what you get from them is, well, what do you like about it? Man, it's, it's different than anything I've ever read. All right, why do you like it? Oh, man, it's a mystery. The mystery in the book is the mystery of why you like it. I know. That's right? my cover. <laughs> Well, what do you like? You do got you like, it, dude. Yeah. Do you like this, this, and this? Yes. All right. Maybe I guess. What don't I like? Tell me what the story's about. Oh, man. This is where you know people are bullshit, and this drives me nuts. Well, it, it just comes down. I get so frustrated. Tell me 
what you like about the story. Explain the story to me. Dude, if I have to explain it to you, you got more problems. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I do have problems. Tell me what it is. And then like, oh, I don't want to spoil the good stuff. I'm like, God damn it. Tell Please, me what tell it's me about. Tell me what the good Please. stuff is. Tell me what it is. And the thing is, this is me talking to Cy Spurrier. I'm begging him. Please <laughs> tell me. He's like, oh, man, I, I really, you know, that would reveal too much. Am I like, no, blow my mind. Tell me. Uh, a lot of people ended up saying that the last issue was more coherent to them. Than the others, which might be true, but it's kind of building on all that other bullshit. But we'll see. I really, and this is the, the most gods. coherent Cy Spurrier flash he's done is the Beast World tie-in. It was. That was okay. Yeah. Uh, to God's honest truth. Me and Eric like to, you know, joke around. I want to like the Flash. I Obviously, want to know flash. what's going on. West. Yes, and we're getting to the point again where old Eric Shea. I don't know if you know this. He's also he's America's sweetheart. He's been reading comics most of his life. And when we end up being able to talk about things that he and I didn't ever deal with and you love, it's cool. And so we were having some fun with Jeremy Adams because it's Wally. I only ever really read Barry. And now we get this. I think this is another one of those runs that ends up just like, yeah, don't worry about that one. That gets because he's it feels like he's experimenting. Well, I'm you do that at college, It's Jeffrey Thorne's Green Lantern of Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's confusing. It's throwing people off, and it's going to end up convoluting shit even when it's done. Green Arrow number eight. It's a very convoluted book itself, but I really look forward to seeing it. Yeah, I actually, in the Flash deal, I worry more that I'll never be able to understand it. With the Green Arrow, I keep thinking, okay, this next issue is when we start to really get on a good path. The other things, the one to six was just, hey, we kind of have to explain this. We didn't need to, but thought they did. And so once we go forward with you know, the Merlin. search for Roy, yeah, and Parallax, but Merlin Amanda then Waller. with time, time traveling shit she got from Amanda Waller. This is the sort of thing that when we talk about Joshua Williamson that we bring up later, like, I thought Roy was a, a Black Lantern. Oh, no, no, he's not that anymore. Oh, I thought everybody knew about the multi Like. That's what's going to happen to a lot of this. Story. I thought that Merlin, no, no, don't worry about that. That's so wacky. But Green Arrow, still look number to the book, eight. Here, I'll, I'll even give you, oh, you want me to get you a little bit down on it? No. Onomatopoeia no, is the guy oh, who ended it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Crash. But that could be kind of cool. And this ends with what your mom does usually every Wednesday. Bang, 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 and bang, Eric, it says at the end. Is she at Take my door that. knocking? <laughs> no. No, she's Where's my bummed. baby boy at? <laughs> you, you can believe that's what I meant. So we'll go with it. Power Girl number five we'll be talking about. Uh, All right. What, you know what's funny about that is that we end up where we don't hate the book as much as some people. It just ends up like we forget about it. And then it pops Look, up like, a, like you just said. All right. Symbioship is inside Kalex. What's he going to do? Is he going to start twirling his Kalex mustache in the well, background? <laughs> this is. I want to bring up that, too. Uh, when you end up seeing that the symbiote ship is in Kalex and it's like, yeah, I'll take care of you later. I'm like, we're, we're not going to get this for a while. And you're like, no, no, I think we're going to. That's the big story. You remember what the story's that. about? Yeah. It's a streaky one shot. I know. And uh, yeah, that, I know. now we were talking in between some of these sections. Because who doesn't need a streaky, the super cat one shot in Power Girl? Because you've done so much, obviously, you need to have a cooldown. Yeah. Something we were talking about got me kind of angry about this book earlier in between sections, and now I'm furious. <laughs> like, this is what... Uh, that doesn't make sense. Uh, we also have... Uh, let me see. 
Titans Beast World Star City number one. To because I get more Green Arrow out of it and Green Arrow family. We were talking about this. This actually has some pretty cool writers on it. You have Joshua Williamson, you know, cool. Uh, Ryan Parrott, kind of neat. Uh, <laughs> you have, and if people Tell me all the cool stuff, there, Jim. Well, I think that people would. Well, it's it's awesome, Eric. If I told you, it would spoil it all for you. I have uh, Ryan Parrott is a guy who does Rogue Son. Does a bunch of books that are indie books. So Eric has no idea what I'm talking about, but they're really cool, pretty neat. I think that might be something that might. Tickle Eric's fancy, whatever that story is. I think he yeah, is I a good writer. I think it's going to tickle my fans is the idea that you got Red Arrow, Emiko Queen still with, you know, Stargirl and that doing some Beast World stuff. Yeah, but you also have Red Canary. Yeah, I don't really care about that. Uh, here it says Red Canary decides to buy another guitar and gets in another fight. That'd be I awesome. I said Green Arrow solicit. family, not that little redheaded stepchild that they want to force in. Red Canary. Can, can Red Canary, because uh, in this. You have in the solicit where it looks like uh, Black Canary turns into a beast. You know, not All like right. she always is. And I mean, she you know what I'm lady? saying, Eric, she right? pretty person? Probably. <laughs> it's so funny. Like we said, we gave credit to like, oh, man, Batman. He's a well, Okay, you didn't turn him into a bat. When you get to these tie-ins, everybody's like surface level. So, yeah. I you mean when Captain Cold was a polar bear? Yeah, exactly. Captain Cold, the polar bear. Or Rat Catcher, the, the rat. All right. Maybe. And, I don't know what he sh- was. But I still go with what uh, Dr. Matt said. He sh- should have been a cat because that's a rat catcher. But then you kind of would have people, what's Cheetah doing? Because <laughs> 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 everybody wants to go to so the surface level. But uh, you also have Robert Venditti and uh, Rose Stein and Ted Brandt. I don't know really the last two, but Venditti, Parrot, and Williamson. That's pretty good. And watch out, Ryan Parrot, because I know what you're turning into in Beast World, right? A fish. Seriously. So you end up with that. That's that sounds pretty cool. And you even have a JSA story that you have with Red Arrow and Stargirl reuniting. So that actually makes a lot of sense, though. That that is a real cool deal. And then the last bit, the little book, little book I like to go to is Beast World number five. Eric, so we'll continue. And to let everybody know, if you are, a lot of times when you talk about events, like say that shit ass event gang war going on, it never seems to end. You're like, oh my god. We are getting this next week, Titans Beast World number five. I think six comes out the next week. Like, we're done nice. then. So it's really cool. And that allows me to just say one last thing. That last week of this month is an annual month. So when we do end up talking, what I do believe of the end of Beast World, that will be a Patreon-only show. Every time sure we have an annual week, a fifth week of comics in a month. Pretty low, but that's how it is. Yeah, so uh, another reason to want to go over and check out the Patreon as we get out of here. I'll also remind people that there is a seven-day free trial so you can go and check out things. And I, I do end up, I like to say, I'm a bit proud that when we have had people <laughs> set, set up a free trial, almost 99.9 of them, they end up end up going sign up. I can't talk now. I've got they end up staying. I'm sorry. They, they stay. They does now. They end up where they check it out. And then decide to subscribe uh, afterwards because I think we do have a bunch of shows. Might surprise you all the shows that we have, most of the shows being kind of like fanboy based a bit. The idea of we like something, so let's talk a lot about it. We can actually pick things. That's one of the things that we talk about all the time with these books. We don't control what we're doing. We do most of the books each and every week. So if they're good, they're good. If they're bad, they're bad. So it's luck of the draw. But when we are on, on the Patreon, it's a little different. We get to pick. Some really cool things, DC, Marvel, and manga, and indie stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. You can get all the links in the show notes. 
But that is it. We have some pretty cool books this week. Pretty cool books next week, Eric. That's how it all <laughs> rolls, right? All right, Eric. You ready? I'm about to pass out. Late I'm telling you, when we end up, my latent metagene is being like about to pass out, right? Does that make sense? When we were talking, I went from what I felt like at one point in the, I was out of control. I don't know what happened. You sparked me. You got me going, my man. I tell, I'm sorry. When we start, I thought I was tired. We started the, the podcast because I didn't go to bed last night, which I say a lot as well, but I, I couldn't fall asleep. So we, we start. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so I don't know what it did. You got me going. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. I have hit a fucking wall. I, I don't know what happened when we went from I. It was probably the Power Girl book after that. I'm telling you, all of a sudden it hit me. I got dizzy. and I'm about to pass out. And I still have to edit this shit. Another thing. One last thing. Eric. If you do like the podcast, which I hope you do, when you go to the Patreon, we have early access. I end up when we're done on the Saturday night, I get done, I edit it, and that's when that goes up. But if you also like our Marvel thing, that actually goes up on Wednesday and then hits the feed on Saturday. So that's a true early access as well. But we do that as well as do other things. But thanks, everybody. Uh, that is it. But thanks. And Eric, tell us. I don't know what. What do we say at the end? What do you say at the end, there? Everybody have a great week. Oh yeah, yeah. Keep it weird, weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.